Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, the Sunday League Show, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Grassroots football is finally back and we're buzzing. Get Down to Play today, the UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome to Selk Grassroots, the podcast network that brings you the Sunday League show. This is episode 27 of the show. Uh, this week we have Graham, Roger, Jamie and Gibbs, as usual, uh, contributing for their leagues, the Southern Sunday, uh, the Quarter Municipal, uh, the OBD SFL and Westfa, um, as well as guests from the OBD SFL this week and X um, Southern Sunday and Westfa team Blase Ballers, um, as you'll hear later in the uh, interview. The guys were very complimentary of each of the leagues they've played in. Uh, and giving the leagues their credit for helping their development. And they find they find themselves in a really good place in the OBD SFL this season because of the help given to them by Westfa and Southern Sunday. Um, so um, really good guests this week. And first up this week for the first time in a while is Graham. He's back on the show. Graham, how are you doing? What do you mean first time in a while? I've only had one week off. What's the matter with you? No, I mean, um, first up, the Southern Sunday. Oh, well, they normally leave the best till last, but I'll take the first place slot. That's fine. Uh, so you're back on the show um, after Hugo did a sterling job um, replacing you temporarily last week. Yeah, no, enjoyed that. It was, um, it was a good listen. Um, I think I counted, to be fair, seven times. Mm. If anybody has listened to the podcast back and it is more than that, please don't tell me because I'm not doing the extra shots. I just want to get that out there. <laughs> right, straight into the games from yesterday. Uh, that was March the 7th, uh, 6th even, to March the 7th today. So into the great, uh, the Supreme Trophies, Graham Dodd, Premier, uh, Ballam and Swag fought out a one-all draw. Um, these games, these draws for Swag, probably doing them no favours in this title race as they look to catch up on these games in hand, Graham. No, and when they see other results, they would have thought that they've had a bit of a nightmare there, really, to be honest. But um, yeah, uh, good point for Bullum, though. It keeps them up in contention. So they would have probably taken that before kickoff. Absolutely. Um, AFC Putney winning 8-0 against last year's uh, Prem champions, Southwest Rangers, whose season... Um, they say it's tough to win a title, Graham, but it's even harder to retain it. And they've they've certainly struggled with that Premier Crown uh, resting heavy on the on their head this season, haven't they? I haven't refereed them this year, but um, and I didn't really I haven't really spoken to anybody who has. But I would like to know where that went so spectacularly wrong yesterday, because that in any Premier Division of any of the leagues that you cover to get an eight nil. I mean, that's quite extraordinary, isn't it? That's yeah. that's an absolute pasting, let's be fair. Absolutely. They won't have liked that at all. Um, but Putney will not care one bit what happened to Southwest Rangers yesterday. 8 0 in the Prem division. Uh, that's goes ruthless. Down. That I mean, is, that's messy. Yeah, that is that is absolutely uh, disgusting. <laughs> vile, vile. <laughs> Clapham Rovers win 4 0, 4 1 even against poor old Wimbledon Town after a short and very brief. Um, ray of light um, just after Christmas, Graham, uh, the form's back to where we've become accustomed to it being. Yeah, I think they're only avoiding sort of the bottom two spots at the moment because Westminster and Albion can't seem to get a win either. So sort of the three of them that are 
there and thereabouts just can't seem to really buy any sort of form or any wins. Um, on the flip side of that result, Clapham Rovers, you know, with two games in hand over Putney now, they're all of a sudden in with a shout for the um, for the championship and they've come from nowhere. So, yep. um, yeah, looking forward to seeing how the uh, the end of the Premier Division uh, pans out, definitely. Absolutely. The, 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 the championship, the title that no one seemed to want uh, early in the year, uh, it finally coming to uh, fruition as we hit the business end of the season now. I think the, March, April, May is the business end, isn't it? Business end. It'll be interesting. I mean, some of the pitches out there are pretty appalling at the moment. And those teams in that Premier who like to get the ball down and play football, I wonder how that will affect them. We could just really do the next week or two weeks, just some dry weather to dry these pitches out. It's really still wet out there. It is. Uh, in the Tony Eldridge Championship, uh, a bit of a surprise result, really. Uh, first up, West Norwood and Lazio uh, getting a one-all draw. Um, good point for West Norwood, given Lazio's uh, form over the season. Really, they've only uh, been uh, handed the defeats by champions uh, Sporting Continental. Uh, West Norwood's form uh, hasn't been great, but that's a really good point uh, for Ryan's lads yesterday. Yeah, I think that's a really positive step in the um, in the right direction. He's got... Um three more games. I think if he could get, I don't know, maybe another three or four points on the board. I think for the way that it's panned out and the number of players that he's used for the season, if he was to finish sort of comfortably ahead of the bottom spot, then, you know, he's salvaged the season, isn't he, really? Yeah. And sometimes you just have to keep the show on the road, keep the club to consolidate where it is. Uh, you go away, you do your recruitment in the summer, you have a good pre-season and then you come back the, the year later and Lazio have been a real good example of that. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they could have gone down uh, from the championship uh, two years ago. They got a reprieve and now they look odds on favourites to play in the Premier next season. So it just goes to show it can be done. It can be. Uh, a massive game in the championship uh, promotion places. Uh, Cosmos United playing Bath Old Boys United. Uh, Bath Old Boys with a 3-1 win, Graham. Um, and Wheat Sheaf losing 6-1 to Battersea Dogs. Incredible. Massive, massive games that in the in the uh, promotion. Bath Old Boys, they just don't lose at the moment. No, no, no. They, they It's not going to be enough, I don't think, for them to get involved in the, in the sort of second place. But who knows now? Who knows? They've just thrown a complete spanner in the works. I think if Lazio get another win, I think that then rules Cosmos out of it. And now all of a sudden, what was looking like a Lazio-Cosmos shootout for second, it's now going to look like Lazio and Bath. Bath have come from absolutely nowhere, a bit like Clapham Rovers in the Premier Division. So looking forward to, to seeing how that one pans out. But I'm glad that you mentioned Battersea Dogs. What an unbelievable win that Fantastic. is. Fantastic. Um, couldn't buy a we, win. We Sheaf have been in such good form as well recently. I was shocked when I saw 6-1 apps. And that's no disrespect to Battersea. You know, they've only got one win in 11 prior to, to Sunday's game. But um, I think they've probably played too many games to get themselves out of it. But if they are going to go down, at least they're going down with a fight. And I like to see that. Yeah, well done to Battersea Dogs. Uh, that's certainly made... Uh, I think that was on our results of the week um, list yesterday. Uh, so a fantastic result for them. It hasn't been uh, fun for them by any stretch of the imagination so far this season. Uh, only sort of slight, uh, only highlights the odd win to, against the likes of West Norwood. Um, but yeah, what a great result. Wheatsheaf have been um, a good team this season. Uh, so well done to Batsy. Into the Bob Dixon League One Uh and Brixton Town lose 3-0 to London Hibs. Hibs are doing everything they can to stay in this League One there, aren't they? 
Yeah, I, again, I just think it, it's a bit late. I think, you know, they, they sort of had a couple of draws, didn't they, about a month or so ago. Yeah. And they really needed to turn them into three points rather than one point. Um, they've probably played too many games. It's probably going to be enough. But the same as Battersea Dogs, really. Not once have they moaned, have they whinged, have they complained, moaned that they can't get a team out. You know, they've been out there, they've they've turned up, they've tried to enjoy themselves as best as, a, best as they can. Yeah. And, and they've kept going. And they've, for me... I think, you know, they've protected the integrity of the competitions, Andrew, and I think that's really important at this stage in the season because teams that have got nothing to play for, historically, we always know they just throw in the towel very quickly, but that's two examples of clubs that are doing it the right way, even if it might not be the, the right result for them by the end of the season. Absolutely. Well done to the London Hibs, boys. Uh, full of respect for you. Uh, and you, you seems to earn, they seem to earn every single point they've gained this season. So well done, boys. Uh, London Ravens win 2-1 against Chiswick. Um, close, too close for comfort for the Ravens, uh, London Ravens boys, that one, uh, Graham. But they need to get these wins over the line to keep the pressure on uh, Junction Elite. Yeah, I, I think we're at the point in the season where if you're battling to survive or you're battling for some sort of promotion or in a cup, I think performance goes out the window and I think the results is everything. It's another three points on the board for them. You know, they're in that battle, aren't they, with Wimbledon commoners? And of course, they would have seen the commoners result, which you're going to read out in a second. Yeah. Gives you a lovely little segue. Thank um, you. And, uh, and they would have, um, they'd have been delighted with that. Well, it was nil-nil, so there's not much excitement about the result, but it goes it goes London Ravens' way. Wimbledon Commoners have been fantastic uh, again since Christmas, especially with wins the wins against Sporting Continental in the Cup, really catching the eye. But they certainly put up themselves amongst it uh, in the League One uh, promotion places as well. So London Ravens really benefiting from that slight slip-up yesterday uh, for the Commoners. Yeah, I'm not going to count out Vale County either no, just yet. No. They're sort of sitting in mid-table, but I think, you know, they're playing against a promotion rival. Would they have taken a point before the game? Probably, bearing in mind they've got the games in hand and the County Cup semi-final next weekend coming up. So I still think they're in quite a good position. Um, but I think we've said before, I think we would both rather points on the board. But yeah. Some teams like to be the chasers and some like to be chased. It depends on your point of view, doesn't it? Exactly. In League Two... Um, the first one going the way we all expected it to do, perhaps sell us with a comfortable 4-0 win against Club Football Val. They're just churning the wins out now. Textbook win after textbook win. Um, but some tough games coming up for Selhurst, especially mm. in the Cup. Uh, Norton played Ribblesdale Rovers and grabbed a 3-2 win. Good win for Norton, that one. Yeah, they've just hit. There's always one or two teams, aren't there, that just hit the form at the right time. If you think in sort of the professional leagues and you think of the playoff areas, there's always one team, aren't there, to come from the, the chasing pack that puts yep. that run of form together. I think if you look at uh, Norton there, that's back to back wins. They haven't done that all season. Uh, Ribblesdale and Club Football Vale, teams who are in and around them, they've done the business and, and six points has moved them now out of the relegation zone. So um, fair play to Norton for turning that round. And they've got games in hand. So they might survive in the end comfortably, as whereas two months ago, they yeah, looked they... like they were going to be cut off. Exactly. We thought they were gone, really, didn't they? Didn't we? On the, on the last time we reviewed the table, it didn't look good for them. Uh, more games in that title race. There's lots of teams involved in it in League Two. Um, AFC South London, um, they get a win back against real Dundonald. They lost to them uh, last time out, didn't they? And they've got it. They've got the win back this, this time around. 
yeah, I think that's a. I think <laughs> three nil it was to Dundonald uh, in that was in the um, Ken Bailey Cup, and then three, um, three obviously three one on Sunday. So um, there's not a lot between those two sides if we're really really honest about it. I think it's one of them where you put two sides against each other that are really really good, yep. um, and it's really unpredictable to to yep. to say who's going to win. So I wasn't overly surprised with that. South London, I think, have had a really really decent um, season. Um, and they, they don't concede many goals. It's a good, clean sheet. Very good, clean sheet. Sporting Crabs win 2-1 against Q Antigua first. Probably, along with Norton, goes down as those the best results probably in League 2. Great, great win for Sporting Crabs, that one. They would have been annoyed, I think, to see Norton win. If that would have been a draw, yeah. they yeah. would have been really annoyed and thought, blimmin' hell, we've done our bit, but actually they've done their bit as well. That, that, that'll probably knock the stuffing out of them. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, all they can do is just keep winning, take care of their own business and whatever the other results are, are the other results, aren't they? Yeah, uh, unfortunately, Sporting Crabs uh, just moving sideways, staying where they are uh, with the Norton win. Yeah, it's just one of those things. I think uh, Ribblesdale are the big losers of that. They're almost gone now. Yeah, uh, so in League 3, uh, Harbert back to winning ways after a, a, the, the poorest spell of their season, it has to be said, over, over the last month. Um, Harbert grabbing a 3-1 win against Ballon Mariners. Again, if you look at form um, or the, the season as, as, a, as a whole picture, you'd expect Harbert to get that win, but they'll be pleased to get back to winning ways, Graham, after um, a real wobble. Yeah, the last sort of four weeks, five weeks, it's really been sort of win-lose, win-lose, win-lose. It's been really, really inconsistent. They look like, I think they've done enough that they're going to get over the line. I think they will want the title, bearing in mind they've led it for so long. Uh, it's a bit like my own team, Fulham. I think if we don't get the title at the end of it, I think we'll be really disappointed. If you've been up there and you've been there to be shot at for so long and yeah. you then don't get over the line, I think you go into that next season, don't you, with such disappointment. Mm. So I, I don't think they'll care how they do it as long as they do it. Exactly. Winning the title is the thing. Well done Had to, to get a Fulham mention in there. Had to get that in. In <laughs> uh, League Four. Uh, AFC Mortlake win 4-1 against Southside United. A good win for Mortlake. Uh, not too many of those uh, in League 4 this season for them. So that would have been very enjoyable for them. Well done, boys. Uh, Clapham Wanderers win, uh, lose, sorry, 5-2. Uh, guest predictor Dan's team uh, against Merton Athletic. Perhaps it seems putting up a bit of a fight. 5-2, you may ex- look at the table and expect that to be a bit wider than that. So perhaps a good account of themselves made. But Merton, we know, score goals and they did just that. Yeah, just to touch on the first result, the Mortlake one, I think, you know, they were one of these teams this weekend, Mortlake, um, you know, they were unlucky a bit like London Hibs, really. They could have got into the the, the result of the week. Um, really impressive uh, victory. They've given themselves a great chance, Mortlake, of, after being bottom for a really long time. Yeah. You know, Q Antigua have been really now dragged, dragged into this. So you've got Q, Northcote, and Mortlake now all sort of battling. No disrespect to Dan and Clapham. I think the games are almost running out now for them. They've they've got to have a bit of a miraculous turnaround in form. Uh, Merton 5-2, really good win. Keep the pressure on Magpie up at the top. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the next team had a bit of a slip up, as you're now going to tell us. Yeah, Parthenope 4-1 against Locomotive Wimbledon. Uh, Parthenope really seem to get eye-catching results. Everyone seems to respect them. Then they go and do this and get this great result. 
uh, in League Four as well. What what a good little team Parthenope seem to be. They are. They're a joyous bunch of lads. Um, I don't think I've refereed them this season. I've not had the pleasure, but uh, yeah, no, even teams that have played them in the County Cup, I think we've said before, you know, they've only had uh, nice things to say about uh, Emiliano and his, uh, and his team. They are a pleasure to referee. They play some really, really good stuff. Um, am I overly surprised with the win? Um, not really. I mean, I know what good football that they can play, and that's no disrespect to Locomotive Wimbledon, who I think are having a fabulous season in third. Um, yeah, Parthenope, maybe they've got a little bit of a squeak if they can put a run of wins together. Unlikely, but, you know, as I said earlier on, there's always that one team that might just come from the pack, and it might be them. You never know. You never know. Sunday League football, there's tw- plenty of twists and turns to happen. Anyone who thinks there is, there isn't, hasn't been following it for any sort of time. Uh, it will be very exciting. League five, uh, Junction Elite seconds win 2-1 against Real Madrid. Uh, probably an expected result. Perhaps it may be tighter than than we may have expected. Real um have had a, a tough season. Uh, Sport in London lose 7-2 to Newlands. A fantastic win for Newlands. Uh, the sport in London renaissance seems to be over, Graham, and they're reverting back to the earlier season form. Uh, and Newlands would have enjoyed that win yesterday. Yeah, sport in London, I think, started quite well, um, started quite slowly. They picked up sort of in the middle and now you're quite right. You know, they've, they've started to drop away. Newlands, have, I think I've mentioned them almost every week. They are that team in that division to watch. Um, they played so many fewer games than others. Um, you know, if they win the games in hand, you know, they're they're absolutely right up there. And, you know, the likes of Painters really are going to be looking over their shoulders, hoping that Newlands can drop some points because um, it did look like for a long time in this division that it was a two-horse race. But fair play to Newlands and to Sporting London to a large degree. You know, they've kept it honest, they've kept it decent and they kept it interesting. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing um, what happens with Newlands for the rest of the season. Absolutely. League five still going strong in League six. Argentina losing 2-0 to Junction Elite thirds. What a result for Junction Elite thirds. How's that not made results of the week? Well, it's another one that you could just throw in. I mean, that's that's a fantastic result. There's probably five results that could have gone on the results of the week this week. Um, It was probably, I would say, actually, it's probably the hardest one of the season, I think, to decide without a shadow of a doubt. But I wanted to give the likes of um, Battersea Dogs, who've had a bit of a crappy season by all accounts. It's nice to just give them a bit of spotlight and give them a mention. Yeah, we do like to try and give everyone a shout. So if you missed out this week and had a good result, it means you've probably been on the results of the week before. Uh, We do like to share. Share the love to, to all teams. You all deserving uh, of some praise. Clapham Common win 2-1 against London Ravens B. Um, a good big win, win, that one as well. That's it a big a upset, win. that result. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how to take London Ravens B yet this season. I'm, I'm up and down with them, I've got to say. But Clapham You've been on Common, the fence, haven't you, from yeah, quite early on? I have, yeah. Uh, but Clapham, yeah, getting a good win for them. Uh, LMT, their resurgence continues, 6-2 against Westminster Wanderers under-23s. LMT, whenever I ca- their, their results catch my eye, it seems that they they have good wins, uh, and, and that's a very good one. UBL CFC finally lose. They don't seem to have lost no. for as long as we've been recording this no. podcast with the Southern Sunday. They lose 2-0 to Sporting South, which is another good win. Yeah, Sporting South, bottom of the table. And again, yeah. they would have been they would have been sick for the fact that Clapham Common picked up the win against London Ra- uh, London Ravens. So again, both the bottom two in that division 
got the wins. I've got to say, it's been a good weekend for teams who are near the bottom of the table. It's been a very good weekend. Very good. In League 8, no League 7 games this week. In League 8, St Matthews Project B pick up a win 3-1 this week against Junction Elite Fulfs. Um, the games are two fantastic uh, pro- projects for youth, for kids and, and youth in their communities. Uh, come the, project, uh, the St Matthews Project B guys come out 3-1 winners and they probably deserve that after some sketchy results and some tough games this season. Uh, a good win for them this week. Yeah, I think they'll be happy with that. I think for their debut season as a B team, I think they'll be, um, I think they'll be happy. They're probably going to finish mid-table or there or thereabouts. Um, they scored fifty-five goals though in fifteen games. I know. I, I, I can't. I, I just can't understand. Their goal difference is minus two. They've conceded fifty-seven. I, that that <laughs> is bizarre. I just can't work that out. Very bizarre. Very bizarre. Now to the the craziest leagues in. Sunday League Football, I'm going to call these. League 9 and League 10 of the uh, Southern Sunday are the craziest divisions in Sunday League Football. I'm going to give them that title. And Graham's very happy because he created them, which is great. Uh, In League 9, Venezia Dons win 3-0 against Larkhall City. That's not so crazy. that We may have expected that result. A good win for the Dons. Uh, Borussia Battersea played Vauxhall Virgins in what is a, a title race, a, a promotion battle, whatever you want to call it. The Virgins coming out 5-1 wins with a huge, huge win and statement statement of intent, Graham. I've said it for you. <laughs> I was on this game yesterday. This was my game yesterday. <laughs> right, go on. Tell us the title. So, of the title. Yeah, so first, first one back. First one back after sort of... I've not, not done a game for three weeks. So, yeah, I was really, really looking forward to it. Once we sorted out the... Um, the lake that was Wandsworth Common and got onto a pitch that was at least half playable yesterday. Um, we got a game on, believe it or not, which was uh, which was good. Have to say, uh, just all throughout the game, just looking at it, thinking we are blessed in the Southern Sunday League that in League Nine we have got such talent and such quality teams. And the strength and depth of our league is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And just as the game was going, I'm just thinking. There's no way this is a League 9 game. Absolutely nowhere near. I think 5-1 is a little bit flattering to Vauxhall, if I'm honest. They were ruthless with their finishing. Um, It was 3-1 to Vauxhall at one point, and Battersea got a penalty to get it back to 3-2 for a handball. And the keeper, fair play to him. I love it when keepers do this. He just stood right where he was, right in the middle, and said, go on, go for it down the middle, go for it down the middle. He stood where he was, he took the pen, and then he stuck his foot out and then just diverted it round. And I thought, do you know what? I like it when keepers are a bit bold and a bit brave like that. They just stand there yeah. and they go, go on. If, you wanna, if you're going to be brave enough to do it, go and do it. And of course, that would have been for 3-2. They were piling on the pressure at that point. Vauxhall go down the other end. They make it 4-2. They just kill, uh, kill the game. Uh, four. They then obviously just kill the game off and then go and get a fifth one at the end. I don't think it was a 5-1, but I have to say both teams played some fantastic football, played in a really, really good spirit, good quality, good intensity, good pace about it. Two very, very capable and very, very good sides. Very impressed with them. Well done, boys. And that is a glowing, a glowing commentary from your match official and league secretary. Are you the secretary of the league? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yesterday. So what a fantastic game that was obviously... Uh, well done, boys. 5-1 to Vauxhall Virgins. Uh, really looking like a title-winning season for the boys. 
uh, from Vauxhall. Uh, Renegades lose 5-3 to Rosendale Sports Reserves. Much needed three points for the Rosendale uh, Resis boys who have had a tough season. Uh, Renegades themselves have struggled at times, Graham. So uh, a welcomed three points for Rosendale Sports Reserves, but we'll probably still have that uh, that feeling they're going to be seeing League 10 football next season. Yeah, I think it's the same. They're the bottom two, those two. I think it's going to be the same. I think Larkle have got games in hand on both of them. Um, Rosendale's just extended their little uh, points tally over Renegades uh, from sort of two up to five. Renegades, yeah, they look like they're, they're now gone. Rosendale have got a squeak of a chance, but I think they've probably played maybe too many games. The only team really I think they could look at as trying to catch is Clapham Athletic who've also fallen off a little bit and they've also played 14. Um, I think, again, you know, first uh, year as a team, Rosendale Sports, you know, their their club came into the league last uh, last year. Um, they then sort of put a second team in. And actually, I just think really anything for them is, is a decent season. They've kept it going all year. They've had difficulties at times with um, players. I don't think they'll be too fussed if they go up or go down or anything, really, to be honest. I think, you know, it's just one of them where they consolidate. They learn like what their first team did last year. And then we see how well their first team have done this season. So they've already got the blueprint from within their club. True. Uh, Well done, boys, on a good win. Uh, In League 10, uh, two big games yesterday. SW Lions returned to good form. Uh, They're under 23s, win 3-1 against International, the football Clapham. Uh, a good win for SW Lions. And the big game at the top of League 10, Masvida playing um, the outstanding St Andrews. A great um, write-up from Hugo um, on his uh, recording as well about some of the players they've actually got there. He's familiar with them and can't believe that they're playing in League 10, which has shown most season, most of the season. Uh, but Masvida showing there's a bit about them as well, holding uh, St Andrews to a two-all draw a Desmond. Uh, shows just the the pedigree at Masvida as well. Yeah, first points dropped in the league for St Andrews. And I listened to what Hugo said last week with a lot of interest because when they applied to come in the league, I think they were the last team that we accepted. So kind of they only got one of the slots that we had available. And we didn't know at that point when we accepted them. I think the season had actually started. We didn't know the calibre of the players that they were bringing in. And if we'd have known that, obviously, in advance and had a little bit more time, they'd have been somewhere halfway up the division. So I think after week one or week two, we could see that they were in the wrong division. But we were already committed at that point. And we said, look, Leagues 9 and Leagues 10, nobody knows the quality. There might have been another one of them in one of these divisions. We just don't know. We'll put you up against each other, obviously, in the Dylan Rigobert Trophy. We'll see who comes out on top and we'll just see how the league campaign works out. So I, I, I think it's been a success, really. I know they've sort of run away with it, but um, from a Mass Vida perspective, I think one more win and I think they're up, they're promoted because I think Southwest Lions can't, can't catch them. So they're one win away. St Andrews still involved in two cup competitions and four games in hand. So they will soon be joining them. So it's looking very much like Masvida and St. Andrews, the top two. And you put your money on St. Andrews to go on and win the championship. Absolutely. Well done to Masvida uh, on your virtual uh, promotion then from League 10 in your first season in the Southern Sunday. Well done, gentlemen. Uh, in, a, in a Donovan Thomas Cup, top deck win 4-2 against South London All-Stars. 
Um, I don't remember ever reading a win for South London All-Stars this season, Graham. No, they've had a bit of an indifferent season. Um, top, deck, top deck would have been expected, I think, to go and win that game. Um, they're through to the semi-final, which they will be uh, very happy about for sure. Yep. Uh, in the Marcus Lipton Cup, a massive game um, for uh, a fantastic cup that's had all sorts of upsets all season. Every round has seen big upsets. Whether you think this is a big upset or not is, is your uh, perception. Wimbledon Wolves have been in great, uh, great form recently. Um, they played Parkluff from the Prem. Uh, Wimbledon Wolves winning 4-3. It's a great win for Wimbledon against higher-placed opposition, Graham. But form does come into it sometimes. And when you're winning and winning regularly, just that, just being in that sort of funk and being in that momentum really does put you in good stead, even against higher-placed opposition. They win 4-3. Well, I know I'm biased, but I'm going to stick my neck on the line. And when I'm going to say this... We talk about all the London Cups and all these competitions in London. Our Marcus Lipton Cup this year, as you've quite rightly said, has come out with upset after upset after upset. Mm. Every single round. We've now only got AFC Ballum, the only Premier Division team left, which means the chances are it's going to be won by a team outside of the Premier Division. Now that, for a, for a league of our size would be quite an astonishing achievement with some of the quality of the teams that we've got. Yep. Um, so I'm going to be biased and I'm going to say the Marcus Lipton is my favourite uh, cup competition. In fact, actually, in the Southern Sunday, it's always been my favourite cup competition. It's very, very special to us. Um, the big, I, I am... the big the, sorry, mate, the big cup. I always call it the big cup. So yeah, it is. This, this one, the, the Marcus Lipton, the Jewish Shield, um, the uh, President's Cup in the OBD SFL and the League Challenge Cup in the Quota Municipal are all fantastic, brilliant cups. You can throw the, the Plumpsy Cup from Westfer into that because it's got the the, the collaborative um, openness of inviting any team that wants to come into it. And it's got a charity sort of function where yeah. it donates money to charity. Those five particular cups, I know we're biased because we do this podcast and we're talking about our own leagues or I'm talking about leagues that I'm interested in. But those five cups have been absolutely fantastic again this season. Never, ever underestimate an, a big cup. The cups are the best. They're the most, they're always the most exciting games. Um, generally, the quarterfinals and semifinals will be the toughest games for referees involved. They'll be the most exciting ones because you're, you can just see, you can nearly see the final from where you are in those rounds. It's been a great season for the Marcus Lipton, definitely. And having a team outside of the top division's name on the trophy is some going, and that's going to be a brilliant end to this cup. Yeah, no, I, I'm totally with you. I think, um, you know, you look at the leagues that, that are covered on the podcast. I mean, I remember refereeing back in the day, 2002, I think it was. I think it was only 17, 18. I refereed the Croydon Municipal League Cup final between Wandle Rovers and Pearly Phoenix all those years, you sort of 20 years ago. And it was a special cup then. Um, so, you know, it's it's always been a special cup. You know, I, I know the league relatively well. Um Back to Wimbledon Wolves. I'm not sure they think this is an upset by their Instagram because no. they've they've come out and said, "Well, Park Life, you know, they're not even worthy of their place in the Premier Division," which I thought was a, I thought that was an outrageous comment, really. And I did, <laughs> I had to go on, I had to call it out and go, "Well, hang on a minute, boys. You know, you've got to be humble. It's a great win. Don't get me wrong, League Two over Premier Division, but you know, you've got to remain humble because if they then get 
on the receiving end of an upset, they're not going to like it if they get that back. So I would just say to any team, if you're going to come up with a win and a big upset like that, you're going to have to go and back it up in the next round now. That's what I was about to say. That win is only worth its waiting weight if they then go and win the next round. Yeah, Otherwise we've it... seen it, haven't we? How many times where someone pulls off a big upset yeah. and then they fall on their backside in the next round? It does happen quite a lot, but yeah, it's it's an outstanding win though for Wimbledon. I'll give them 100% credit. And, you know, we've said it before on here, it's not disrespect to the top teams or the higher place teams. We just like the upset. It's just been fantastic to the competition. Of course, there's people who comment about um, Sunday League football and we like to make it a pundit type thing. These upsets are what really does cause the talking points and it gives us stuff to to talk um, rubbish about for half an hour for each <laughs> section. So You can say that you talk rubbish. <laughs> I don't. Uh, more cup games, the Dylan Rigobert Trophy. Brick sustain win 3-2 against Clapham Athletic. Uh, in the Brian Howard President's Cup, two games, uh, three games, sorry, yesterday, Pimlico Penguins put to the sword by Mundi LB, who were just a little bit greedy with the goals and win 9-2 uh, yesterday. Um, the Penguins wouldn't have enjoyed that one. Mundi LB again showing on their day what a yeah, top side Yeah, I, I did that game yesterday afternoon. Okay. And I have to put a little bit of um, context to it that they played Pimlico second half with 10 men due to an injury. And then for about the last 10 minutes, they got another injury. So they went down to nine. And I just said to him afterwards, I said, look, you know, you can't be turning up to play cup quarterfinals with 12 players. And he said, you know, it was quite an unusual event for them, really, because when I refereed them about four weeks ago in a league game, they had a squad of 16. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they were just let down by unavailabilities. But Mondial, first time I've refereed them this season, I was very, very impressed. Uh, really nice bunch of lads, really nice kit. They were absolutely immaculate. Their attitude was spot on. Um, I have to give a special mention to, to one of their players who was playing fullback, who scored quite an outstanding, spectacular goal uh, towards the end. Yeah. Uh, he's not going to like me for saying it, but I did say that I would say it. It was a bloody cross. It was a complete fluke. <laughs> you didn't mean it, but you know what? It's better than any goal that I've ever scored. So fair play. <laughs> uh, the rest of the games in the Brian, ha Brian Howard President's Cup. Uh, Putney 11 win 3-2 against poor old Peckham Cosmos. Uh, Putney through to the next round in that one. Ballum and Clapham Albion win, uh, draw one all with Rosendale Sports, uh, only to be knocked out on penalties. Rosendale doing the job uh, from the penalty spot, Graham, uh, and their good season continues. That's the holders, Ballum and Clapham Albion, out there in the quarterfinals. And that was just on one of the further pitches down at Wandsworth Common. My goodness me, the roar at those penalties when that was going on. It was too far for me to see really what was happening. But you could certainly hear by the noise that uh, there was a bit of commotion and the, the big roar when they got uh, over the end. That meant a lot to Rosendale. So they're through to the semi-finals. So uh, well done to them. And uh, Ballam and Clapham Albion, commiserations. You know, they were fantastic uh, last year and they were brilliant in the final, but um, their run has come to an end in the quarterfinal. So best wishes to them for the rest of the season. Yeah, unlucky boys. Clapham and Albion, Clapham and Clap Ballam and Clapham Albion have had a good season on the whole. Uh, disappointed, obviously, to bow out. They'd have wanted their name back on the cup this season, but Rosendale have been uh, almost flawless uh, this season. So um, they earn their place. The games of the week from that lot were uh, Putney's 8-0 win against Southwest Rangers. Uh, a massive loss for Southwest Rangers. The title holders put to the sword by uh, Putney. Good win for the boys. Wheat Sheaf, uh, 
seem to have emerged as promotion candidates. They were they were battered by uh, the Battersea uh, Dogs six one. That made the cut. Um, UBL CFC's two uh, nil defeat by Sporting South. Uh, that's a great result for uh, the Sporting uh, Boys. 2-0 against UBL CFC, as I say. I think I say it every week. I just seem to remember them winning every game. They don't seem to lose many. Uh, and Wimbledon Wolves, um, although perhaps not winning as graciously um, as we'd have liked, uh, the 4-3 win against Park Life first team is a fantastic result. Four very fitting games. There's plenty of candidates there. Um, I guess the Mundial B one stands out, but if you put if you put some context to it, maybe that degrades that um, that result a little bit to be put on our list. There's some fantastic results there. It was a really tough, really tough week, but I think you chose the right teams. I must admit. <laughs> Get in. <laughs> uh, I'll speak to you uh, in a minute, Graham, for our predictions with Dan and Hugo. Looking forward to it. So back to Westfa, or oh, we welcome Westfa to the show. Um, this is the results from yesterday, the 6th of March with Gibbs. Gibbs, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm all right. We're on Zoom tonight. We weren't meant to be, were we? But a sickness bug has hit Selk Towers. Um, and I didn't, I, I'm protecting you from the... Um, from this, the, the bug here because I don't want anything to, uh, to interrupt this underdog story that you're in the middle of at the minute. We can't have no bumps in the road for the underdogs, mate. Definitely not. So the results from yesterday, um, a big a big day in West for yesterday. In the Supreme Trophies, grave, an engraving Premier Division, uh, Bulltarks and Meridian, their um, rivalry continues. Three all, that one yesterday. Um, a result that doesn't really help either of them, Gibbs. Uh, no, really. And, uh, that was maybe their chance to um, get three points on the board and catch up to, uh, to the top three, to be fair, and um, stamp a marker and maybe drift off the bottom, uh, away from the bottom there. So it's not going to help any of them. And maybe Paul Tarks were uh, hoping for a lot more, to be fair. Absolutely. Uh, I'm just, just jumping ahead. I've deleted Mark Dolby's um, predictions for the show today and I can't find them. So sorry, that Mark. Sounds like a, that sounds like a plan. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. I fucked that up massively. Right. So the rest of the, re- the results um, in the senior, uh, Barnhurst beat Blackfen and Erif 6 1. Uh, really worrying um, results for uh, Blackfen uh, recently, Gibbs. Their last few um, results have been absolute tonkins. Um, and it doesn't, yeah, doesn't, doesn't look like, like letting up. Does it? Yeah. Uh, they've uh, 11 against Hatch and Moyles. Uh, and six this week against Barnhurst. It's not looking good for them at the minute. It's not really. I mean, well, um, 17 in two games. Um, there's a little bit of work to patch up that leaky defence for them. But uh, it was it was 11-1. It was 11-1 loss against Acton Royals. A 3-1 loss against Woolwich Royals, and then the 6-1 against um, Barnhurst. That's 20 goals in three games for the boys. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a bit of a patchy defence there. And um, I don't know if it's injuries or players not being around, but um, there's a little bit of work for them to do to finish the season strong and um, take that form into next season. Um, I mean, they won't, they won't want to be conceding that many goals, to be fair. Um, I mean, Barnhurst is a great result for them. 
and they have been kick-starting and they can beat teams and they can score goals, obviously, with uh, Coleman up front. Yeah. So it's not a surprise, but then you wouldn't you wouldn't want um, Blackfen and Eriff to be conceding twenty goals in three games, to be fair. So no, no. there's a there's a bit of uh, as we say patching up to do for them. Absolutely, they don't they don't usually con- um, concede goals like that. They don't. They're certainly not a team that you look at and think uh, they're they're, they're a poor at the back. That's, that's seems like they're going through a bad spell. Maybe injuries or suspensions affecting them uh, over the last few weeks. I'm sure Joe. And the lads will get their act together, uh, but Barnhurst will do that. Could do that to anyone in the senior division. We know that. We know their class on their day into Division One. AFC Shine win three two against Metro Massive. Another good win for Shine. Um, the Crayford Derby brought Crayford Arrows and Crayford Athletic together. Crayford Athletic unable to bring their cup form into the league this week. They lose three one to the Arrows in a fantastic game. I refereed that that the reverse fixture of that. At, um, uh, Crockenhill, where Crayford Athletic play their home games, and that was a tight affair. Um, Crayford Arrows getting the better of uh, Crayford Athletic. They do have to keep this up. This could form the Arrows boys because Red Velvet uh, and Elton Rovers are hitting form again, and it's going to be an interesting uh, title race to the end of Division One, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean that's one of the um, divisions that looks spicy. To be fair, it's like obviously four teams up there. Um, and either one of them with a good run. I mean, I know Red Velvet are in pole position, but either one of them with a good run, they've all got to play each other still. So it's, it's still wide open and all to play for. And it's an exciting division. Very exciting division. Uh, looking forward to uh, seeing that seeing that one reach its uh, climax in Division 2. Advent Mighty Royals lost 3-2 to AFC Kingfisher. Uh, just, and New- just, just, going back to, just going back to Division 1, Elton Rovers played Red Velvet yesterday. I yeah, shit, I did. Yeah, Red Velvet won four one, so that's a that's a sort of audition for the cup final between the it, two. It, is a, it was a dress rehearsal, wasn't it, for the cup final? I've actually got I've actually got a match report on it as well. Go on. The game kicks off a big punt into the Rovers box handball penalty first minute for Velvet. They make it one one shortly after a tidy finish. Velvet win a header back post to make it two one. Rovers then miss a penalty to go two two. And Velvet score from a corner before the break to make it 3-1. Game finished 4-1. Uh, was quiet, was quite flat the second half. Credit to Rovers, very good young team. And that was from uh, Spencer at uh, Red Velvet. Well done, Spencer. Thank you very much for the, the prediction. All um the um the report, very much uh grateful to re- receive all of these. Um, I hope Jimmy's back. Is Jimmy back? No, unfortunately, they didn't have a game yesterday. So there's nothing from Jimmy this week. There's nothing from our Borden correspondent. So um, oh, I'm that's, gutted. That's a, bit, a bit sad, you know what I mean? I was looking forward to that all week. I have got a very good match report, actually, from a referee that sent a report in on a very big game this week. Oh, I know that is. I know that is instantly uh, fast becoming a very good personality around um, Westford and around Sunday League football and grassroots and football. And he loves a beer. And he loves a beer. We'll get into that. We'll get onto that in a minute. <laughs> uh, the last game in Division 2, uh, New Cross Reserves played Alpington Eagles and Alpington Eagles won 3-1. Uh, not New Cross Reserves, sorry. Woolwich 90 Gibbs. A big result for Alpington Eagles. They needed a win, didn't they? Yeah, big result for them. Um, and they did need to. Uh, they did need a, a win because of late they've uh, 
they've lost out on that W column. So um, that's a good win for them. Things don't get much better for uh, Woolwich 90. Um, it, 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 I mean, it seems like they're just, they just... they I don't know with them. They just don't seem to get a luck of the green, um, rubber the green. They, um, they, they're, they're losing every week and not scoring very many goals. It's a bit of a downward spiral that they're on, to be honest. Very um, tough. Very tough couple of seasons for them. Yeah, let's hope they can turn it around and stick around for next, stick around for next season. Let's hope so. In Division 3, uh, Petswood Senior Vultures draw 3 all with Abbey Mead, a result that doesn't really help either of those clubs. Uh, that was the only game played in Div 3 and Div 4. Uh, junior Ed Senior Sports win 3-2 against uh, South East Athletic Maroon. A good season being had uh, by them. Uh, in Div 5, the best division in West Far. The second best division. The best! Do we have to take your first answer, Mr. Wheaton? I'm sorry. <laughs> the best division. The best division that isn't sponsored by the South Grassroots Podcast. You just turned American. You've been like your kids, but you're too much YouTube. <laughs> in Division 5, Gibbs's makes the 69ers win 5-2 against Bexley Knights. They're, they've got a bit of a sinking feeling about them over the Knights, but the 69ers go on from strength to strength. Yeah, go on the Niners. They're doing all, they're doing all right, and that's a, that's a good result for them, to be fair. I think they was 2-0 up in the first five minutes, I read somewhere, so... Um, so that's a cracking result for them. And uh, they're good lads, you know. I hope they build on for next season as well. I mean, even this season, strong finish for them and then uh, build on for next season. Uh, some more games in Division 5. Um, Old Fortronians win 2-1 against Bexley Wanderers. A massive result for the underdogs of Peckham Rye in that title race. Makes, Bexley... us, makes us mathematically safe from relegation, that result. <laughs> Old Fortronians on their day. Gibbs has given them a little, a little talk up and said they're a decent side. So I bet that was a good game against Bexley Wanderers. Um, but a good win for yeah. Fortronians. Mate, on their day, them uh, Old Fortronians, there's some players when we played them that weren't there. But on their day, I know they can get players out and uh, they're, they're, they're a good side and they could be a match for anyone. Um, Bexley Wanderers have got goals in them, but I think they're str- they've been struggling of late for players. Um, they had to use an emergency um, last week when they played us. Um, showed up late so I think that's the numbers for them to be fair but um, it's not, take nonetheless it's a great result for old Fortronians absolutely great result and the and the big game in Division 5 yesterday after having a dig at them for two seasons it seems calling them South Average Peckham Ryan met South Ballers uh, their first team uh, in Division 5 uh, you hadn't played them yet this season I think that's the only team in the league that you hadn't played yet isn't it no, we haven't played them, no. Uh, no, and Danson Albion, we haven't played oh, and them Danson. either. Um, a 2-0 win for the Raya. Textbook win against South Average. Uh, were they average or were they, did they have something about them, Gibbs? I'll be honest, they've actually got um, a new manager now and they've got rid of a lot of players. Um, they've actually got uh, Michael Brown in charge there now. He's, he's managing them. Um, and he's actually... To his credit, got, no, got them organised. He's got more jobs than the job centre, isn't he? <laughs> he has, he has. He's the busiest but man he's in football. Got very well organised. Very well organised. And they actually defend and go forward as a team and as a unit. Whereas previously, I've heard that they like to go forward, they don't defend, and they start, they start arguing when they, um, if, they get, if they go behind. But there was none of that yesterday. Their only downfall was they tried to play out from the back um, with players that couldn't 
uh, pass out and that gave us an early lead after about six or seven minutes, to be honest. They kept trying to keep it, kept trying a little pass um, and the defender couldn't clear, pass it out. He just passed it to our forward, who uh, Ross, who just finished from outside the box. Um, before that, Tony Golins had, uh, had a couple of goes as well um, when the defender cleared it out to him. Um, and then midway, probably through this first half still, um, we broke, uh, probably at, being honest, it was a miss hit by Ross on a shot, but Pete never give it up. It was going out. Pete never give it up, got hold of the ball, uh, squared it. And then um, Tony um, does what he does and uh, obviously made it 2-0. Um, we could have had a couple more maybe in the first half. Second half, it was a little bit a little bit flat, I'd say, if I, and an honest assessment. It was probably maybe more them forcing the game. But in stages, we played some nice football. But maybe what let us down yesterday was the the wrong decision in the final third, just maybe um, not releasing the ball maybe when we should or going the wrong side of the pitch when we, when we shouldn't have. Do you know what I mean? Um, Gibbs, but, um, at the minute, trying to break into some cars to get a lift home, I think, so he can get back to whatever he's doing on a Monday night. It's my, it's my van. Sorry, it's my van. Um, yeah, so apologies for that. But yeah, so other than that, it was a, it was a good game and fair play to them. They, they give it all to, for 90 minutes and um, they, they was very well drilled and organised. They didn't create much. I say create much. They had a penalty actually at 1-0, um, which they missed wide. And the rest did actually apologise. No, no, no. It was... Um, the defender had his hands down by his side. Their player shot and it hit his hand by his side. They all screamed down ball and the ref blew the whistle. Um, and lucky enough, the guy hit it wide when he took their penalty. But to his credit, the ref, he did apologise. And he said um, he was in the wrong position and it was, it, it was, it, it was, it, it was his mistake, um, which it happens. We all make mistakes. Do you know what I mean? But fair play to him. He, he, he did, did apologise for it. But um, other than that, it didn't really create much or or open us up much where we defended very well. But, um, yeah, I mean, Pete was just too much in the midfield from yesterday, if I'm being honest. Um, and other than that, we was just we was just solid at the back. And, uh, yeah, just went on for a good, good three points, makes it nine for nine. And um, the underdog story continues. And um, we, we're just happy to participate, you know, and just be a part of the league and... Um, now relegation safe because Bexley Wanderers lost and Knights lost. We maybe start enjoying it. You uh, yeah, I mean relegation. You live to tell another season in Division Five next season is is the hope, isn't it? Just to be in Division Five next season, mate. If we're in Division Five next season, we are ecstatic because it gives us a building block and something to something to aim for and achieve. Exceeded expectations just by staying in Division Five. I wish you the, the underdogs all the very best for next season. Well, I've, actually, I've actually got I've actually got a match report actually from our game as well. Go on, you just done a pretty decent one, but go on, you, have you got another one? Yes, one sec. It was from someone that was watching our game. Um, he sent it to me. It's a uh, Mike Oxlong. Um, the games. <laughs> go on. What? <laughs> It's a joke, yeah. Go on. No, I'm not stupid. Go on. Who? What's he? No, he said the game. <laughs> it's Mike, the guy. He comes to watch our game. Yeah, Mike the Oxlong. Yeah. Oxlong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Mike. No, Mike Oxlong. And uh, he said the game started <laughs> when the ref blew his whistle to start the game. When we scored a goal because the ball went in the net. We then scored a second because the ball went in the net again, and the ref blew for half time. Yeah. Second half, ref blew the whistle, and no goals were scored. Game done when ref blew the whistle. 2-0, the Rye. 
underdogs. Who let the dogs out? Fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you, Mike Ox- Mike Oxlong, for your um, report this week. Absolutely brilliant of you. Thank you for taking the time. Wasn't a dickhead about it. Proper good report. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Uh, in Division 6, the third best division. The King of the Arts. second best division. <laughs> the King of Arts Media Productions Div- Division 6. Uh, New Life win 4-0 against the Foresters. A bit of a surprise result, given the Foresters have been decent this season. Uh, no life. Um, breathe again. They they seem to have some life yesterday against the Foresters. That's a good result for me, Gibbs. Are you sure that's not gone in wrong? Or? It says 4-0 new life on, uh, on full time as I'm recording this uh, chat with you right this minute. 4-0 oh, new yeah, life. that is very true. I've just I've had a quick look on their Twitter. That is very true. When I first saw that, it said 4-0 the, uh, the reverse. That's a great result for New Life. To be honest, if I, I'm breaking in my van again, one sec. If I'd have seen that, I'd have voted. They could have been on result of the week. Yeah, it should have been. That's a mistake. But it was, if it was put in the wrong way around, no, do not do not write in and blame Gibbs. He's an innocent party yeah, no. in this one. Oh, I am hundred uh, percent. That's the last one in the in the best division in Westford, the Silk Grassroots Podcast Network Division Seven. The, the eighth best division. Uh, the Bone lose four two to Bexley Village Vets. Uh, a good Come show, on, a ball. A good showing of themselves there, the Ravens born on previous results this season. The vet, the vets getting the job done four two, but well done, Ravens born. That looked like a competitive game. That's improvements from you boys. Congratulations. In uh, Intercross, lose seven one at home to Avery Hill Athletic. Avery Hill having a real good year in West Division in Westfar. That's Cabras lose five three to Sid Cup. Um, I bet that was a good game. End to end game that one. Uh, the Grass, the Silk Grassroots Network Division 7, definitely the most exciting division in West for this season. In the Vulture Sports Division 8, Bosco win 5-4 against Lesser FXI, a massive result for Bosco. Uh, and the title uh, chase in Division 8, Spring Hill Blues will be happy with that. They didn't play yesterday. Their game against JJ was postponed, uh, but Lesser um, lose their game. So that's a nice, um, a nice uh, week for... Spring Hill without having played a game. Sporting Greenwich lose 6-4 to Greenwich Battle Cruisers. A Greenwich derby um, there, Gibbs. And Sporting Greenwich looking more and more like the Sporting Greenwich we've grown to know over the years. They they seem to be falling off. That is, uh, they have faded away. They started the season so well. Even give uh, give Jamie Nemo a bit of a, a bit of run for his money as the best team in Greenwich. And uh, <laughs> give him a bit of hope that there was going to be a tattoo ever put on my body. Yeah. But um, they've, they've de- they're deflated. They are deflated, they aren't are. they? Yeah, they are deflated. So um, I'll be honest with you, I did like them. But then when I was going to get a tattoo, I didn't like them. So, but now nah, I'd like them to draw some games and not lose. Well done to uh, Battle Cruisers on the good win yesterday. Not the best of seasons for you guys in terms of results, but that's a real good win. Uh, in a big game in Division 8, previous guests, uh, Greenwich Challenge Vets, Lose 4-1 to Eltham Lions Youth. I think that's one of those teams they were talking about uh, when their manager was talking about they're turning out and playing against 18-year-olds, vets against kids. It's a long 90 minutes, especially that last half an hour, isn't it? It is, definitely. After 60 minutes, the uh, the legs can't do what the brain wants to do and uh, you could end up in a bit of trouble. And they did yesterday. 4-1 <laughs> win for Eltham Lions. A very good team, though, has to be said, in Division 8. Uh, some cup games now in the Jewish Shield. 
Um, the Bandits lose 2-1 to Eltham Lions. Um, Eltham Lions' first team keep on this good run this season. I know things haven't gone their own way. It hasn't been an easy season for them, but they're looking really good, Gibbs. And that's a good that's a good win for them against the Division One side. Old rivalries reunited there. Yeah. Old rivalries. And um, that's a great result for Eltham Lions, to be fair. The Borden have been a little bit hit and miss of late. Um, so it's um, it's not nice for them, but um, still take nothing away from Elton Lions. It's a great result. And if, if ever a result was to come along, Footscray Lions vets have been asking for a result of the week for a very long time. They've been suggesting that these goals that they're scoring um, have been worthy of a, of a shout, Gibbs. But they go along. They played Mildeen yesterday in the Jewish Shield. They beat they beat Prem. Division Mildin, 2-1 in the cup. They only only took a 2-1 win to get them on result of the week. For me, that has to win. Yeah, it's a great result, to be fair. And um, I think they're, uh, they've been going along nicely and they've gone from kind of momentum, momentum, momentum. And now uh, they've got a solid team. I was actually talking to one of their lads the other day, actually. Um, and um, he's, he was telling me about a few of their players. So I can see why they are where they are in terms of the results. Um but don't, I don't think, don't be fooled by the Division 6 tag. Do you know what I mean? Because I think they could hold their own in a lot of, in, a, in a few higher divisions. Well, I think the majority of those players um, were playing uh, not too long ago, Prem football, probably two or three seasons ago. They were playing in the Prem when the original um, Footscray Lions team um, folded and reformed uh, under uh, Keir Day as, as the gaffer and all that in Division 1 or 2. But so this this Division Six team, they were playing good football uh, not too long ago. So these are capable players. Uh, no shame on Mildeen. These are a good. These are a very good team. Um, but yeah, result of the week, not not tough to put that one in. Well done, lads. In the Plumstead Challenge Cup, uh, some big results in this one. Crockett Hill uh, drawing with uh, Junior Reds uh, one all after ninety minutes. Uh, Crockett Hill dumped out Gibbs on penalties four two. Uh, four three, sorry, on penalties to Junior Reds. Um, big result for the cup. Uh, Crock and Hill looking good as a cheeky outside bet in that one, but Junior Reds doing the business. Yeah. Is that Ben Sheeran's team? Uh, no, uh, I don't think that one. Yeah, I think that one is. Yeah, that one is. Yeah, no, that's a very good win for them. And Crock and Hill, I think they've lost a few players and they might have only been getting bare 11s out. So it might have been that that um, hindered them but um, still take nothing away from Junior Reds there's um, they've been on a good run of late and um, scoring goals and to beat Crocodile you've got, you've got to be a very decent side Agreed. still there? Mate. Yeah mate uh, some more results in the Plumpsy Challenge Cup uh, Hatch and Royals win 6-0 against Dance and Albion nice to see Hatch and Royals able to play in the Plumpsy Challenge Cup this season. Uh, Metrogas batter South East Athletic Sundays, 10-2 Gibbs. I believe uh, their flying wing-back, uh, George Oldfield, bagging five yesterday from, from wing-back. What a, what a performance from the lad. And I think there was wow. a 20-minute period where they scored um, a hatful of goals, um, putting them to the sword. What a team, Metrogas. We talk about them every week. Um, but I don't think anyone would want to play Metrogas now. Not, not, not no one way. person. I think they give everyone a run for their money, to be fair. 100%. 100%. They, uh, they'll, they'll give everyone a game. 
no, even the best teams wouldn't want to play them. Your, your Balden A's, your under the radars wouldn't want to touch uh, Metro Gas. That's going to be a really good finish to the Plumpton Challenge Cup this season. Uh, all yeah, the right, maybe all, some cracking finals and some semis on the horizon there. Yeah, all the all the right teams still involved in the Fred Jolly Memorial Trophy. FC Barker win three one against Hot Shots. That one probably going um, as expected, but the Hot Shots doing themselves. No harm there with a good showing against a bang a team bang in form. Um, a huge game in the President's Cup. Uh, Bayswater met under the radar again. Um, again under the radar. Uh, getting the win, Gibbs. But I know that you have a very special report for us. I do. And this was actually from the ref in the middle on the day. So I um, appreciate the uh, report, Steve. He said, I ref Bayswater UTR semi-final and it lived up to top billing. Quite a few people came along and watched it and they were not disappointed. It was a high-tempo game right from the off with both teams playing excellent football. A penalty was awarded to, to UTR in the 10th minute for handball and a very confident UTR penalty taker, Penenkud, the goalkeeper. UTR dominated a lot of the first half, but Bayswater had some good chances but couldn't find the net. The second half started pretty much like the first really fast. Uh, quality tidy football by both teams a real showpiece for West for the West for League this culminated in a really well worked second goal for UTR the finish was a low driven shot from outside the box right across the goal the build up to the goal was just as good as the goal itself shortly after UTR made some subs and Bayswater got back into the game the last 20 definitely felt like Bayswater had the edge Bayswater scored a goal and were back in it. They worked hard, didn't give up, and made some good chances. Bays could have scored at least two, but the UTR keeper pulled off some great saves. It could have gone either way in the in those last ten minutes in a real nail biter. It finished two one to UTR. Absolute respect for both teams. A top entertaining game that I was very lucky to referee. Thank you, Steve. Who needs Jimmy when you got Steve as a standing, eh? What a report! Wow. <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy's Steve. Gonna have to up his game again, isn't he? The best ref in Westfar uh, comes now is coming together with the report with match reports too. Thanks a lot, Steve. Um, a great report. Thank you, mate. Well done to Under the Radar um, on the win. Unlucky uh, to Bayswater. Um, they haven't been able to get that win against um, Under the Radar yet. But all the reports we're hearing is that the games between the two teams, there's nothing in it um, so that it may well come. Uh, good luck to Under the Radar in the next round of the President's Cup. Uh, Fred Jolly Memorial Trophy saw Bexley Heath beat Duchess of Kent 3-2. Another game uh, that made our Games of the Week this week. Um, well done, Bexley Heath. Um, you made it to the list. Uh, another team who's been hinting uh, at their inclusion. So we did. We did it for you, boys. Well done. Um, <laughs> uh Catholic club unable to play their game against Bexley Hawks in the leader trophy. So Bexley Hawks go through. Um, well that, was a sem- that was a semi-final as well. Couldn't get a team out for a semi-final. A semi-final. A semi-final. Oh, very, club. very disappointing not to be able to get a team out for a semi-final. That, that is gutting. Uh, unlucky um, to Catholic club. No idea why, but Bexley Hawks won't care. They've reached the cup final. Another good season. More progression. For Bexley Hawks, Gibbs, season after season, they just get better. Fair, fair play to yeah, them. Oh, 100%. And it's great to see them in a, in, a, in a final as well, you know. I think it'd be a great day out for them and um, they'll, um, they'll have a lot of support there as well on the day. 
yeah, well done, boys. I might even get down to see um, your cup final. I definitely won't be refereeing in, in one this season on Westford, that's for sure. So, uh, well done to uh, Bexley Hall. You never know, Wheat Dog. You never know. No, I'll get down and watch. I'll, I'll, I'll enjoy watching them this year. Um, in the Westford Shield, Elton Palace uh, lose 5-4 at home to Adidas Athletic. Adidas Athletic having a good little season, it must be said. Uh, this time, the Westford Shield, they go through to the next round. Well done, lads. In the Burt Holloway Trophy. Hey, Burt. <laughs> Falconwood Reserves lose 3-2 to Mottenham Park Rangers. I'm chuffed to Mottenham Park Rangers. They're having a much better season than the previous two or three even. Well done, boys. Nice to see this. Um, nice to see you continuing it, keeping the team going. Many would have folded under some of the... That, that, um, was, an outside bet. that was an outsider as well for um, for result of the week as well. Yeah, just I guess... That was the, on the list. The one goal, the win by one goal, um, probably swaying it, just missing out. But well done, boys. It's been a great season for Mottingham Park. Uh, good team. Uh, Jay, in the Jay Walker Brickwork Cup, uh, big game this uh, proving Hartford are such a good cup team, Gibbs. They can't seem to put these results together in the league, uh, but they beat Inter Belvedere 2-0 in the cup. Hartford, they're such a cup team. They're, all their best results and performances seem to have come in the cup and they dump Inter Belvedere out of a cup. They're probably um, favourites to that win. Was semi, that was a semi-final as well. So Hartford, so Hartford into in a cup, cup final. final. Well done, Hartford. Fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Well done. Uh, in the Fred Dolly Memorial Trophy, uh, New Cross Reserves uh, against the Peoples postponed, sadly. Um, Spring Hill United, first team, lost 2-1 to Rising Talents of the Senior Division. Um, Spring Hill out. I think that was the last minute as well. As soon as they took centre, the whistle went. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, unlucky Spring Hill. Can only assume Chris Elliott was at that one yesterday, Gibbs. Elliott out. 100% Chris Elliott was there. Elliott out. Get him out. Uh, and a big result, the Mike Strong Memorial Cup, um, the Selk-sponsored cup um, in aid of Mike Strong, who um, took his own life um, nearly, uh, I think, two years ago now. Uh, a game that we're, a person that we're celebrating in a charity match uh, next Wednesday, the 16th of March uh, at VCD, half seven kickoff. Um, few of the underdogs are going to play, aren't they, Gibbs? <laughs> you damn right the underdogs <laughs> will be there. Uh, Blaine, Tony and Gibbs from Peck and Rye will be donning uh, the new uh, uh, Skipper's uh, produced um, Selk 11 kit. Get down if you can. But this result, uh, Villacourt uh, drawing 4 all against Lewisham Tamils, going against expectations there. Tamils taking the game on penalty, showing Gibbs. If you can get a, high, or a higher placed or better team to penalties, then it's just a lottery. And, and the Tamils... I must say, I'm chuffed for them getting through to the final. Um, getting through this one. I don't know if that's a semi-final as well. Um, but I think that was the semi-final. But hold fire because I think there was a complaint of um, an eligible player playing for Tamils. So, oh, please no! Yeah, no, no so, disrespect. We don't like to hear that. No. So. Oh God. A steward's inquiry into this one. Steward's inquiry. So Villafort might make it through the back door. Oh God. Uh, well, that's a shame for Tamils, but come on, boys, get your admin in, get your admin in gear. Stop playing ringers in big games. You will get caught out. Uh, that's a shame. Uh, Gibbs, I'll see you on the other side for all the predictions. No problem. So, 
now to Roger and the Croydon Municipal Sunday Football League section. Roger, how are you doing? I mean, fine fettle, Andrew. Very fine happy fettle. after the great win yesterday in the Cup. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's a uh, it, yeah, good feeling. Good feeling in the camp at the moment. Um, we're feeling feeling good. Um, so, yeah, I'm on a high. Uh, for the next section of the uh, for the before the games of the week section, we'll do the cup draw for the quarterfinals, um, the, the semi-finals. Yes, of the league challenge cup. Uh, through to the in the semi-finals draw will be Addiscombe Casuals, Sahar Eleven, South Sea Wanderers, and Bosjam. I'm going to do that um, yep. draw myself um, via via video link to Roger in the adjudication uh, VAR room of the yep. uh, of the cup draw. Um, I'm going to pick four bits of paper, screw them up, shuffle them in my hands and then pick one at a time. Uh, that will be that will be the technical um, thing we do. All right, Roger. And that's that's yep. the way it's going to be done. So yesterday, the, the results uh, before we move on. Uh, Michael Donovan Premier, sadly, both games awarded as a way win. Sanders did unable to put a team out against Gordon yep. JFC. They get the win. Um, and Chelsea Athletic unable to put a team out seemingly against Bosjam. Both of those teams getting wins. Gordon JFC, a much needed win. Yeah. Uh, and Bosjam, their good form continues. Yeah. On the back of that. Yeah. Um, surprising with Chelsea, although I think they've done it a few times of late, but I thought that'd be a game to be up for. Um, but clearly, you know, players aren't available to, to play the game, which is a shame. Absolutely. Division one, Southside Blues again hand their opposition teams. Lots of teams have benefited from that this season, Roger. Uh, yep. Cobb, Cobbs this week with a home win awarded Southside Blues and able to put a team out. Um, don't, we don't like to see that. Uh, but the big game in Div 1 yesterday, MMFC lift the title uh, after a one-all draw with Sinister JFC. Mathematically, that league title is over the line for MMFC after plenty of banter and plenty of um, jokes between uh, the two sides. MMFC have finally done what we probably expected them to, Rog. They got it over the line in the end. It was yep. it was a tough ask for Sanderson to, to do that. Um, Well-deserved MMFC. They took all the banter and that we've thrown at them. Uh, yep. And they did. They got the job done in the end. Yeah, yeah, they did. Um, um, fair play to them. You know, they've they've been the most consistent team in in Division One this year. Yeah. Um, and 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 they 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 rightly deserve deserve the title. Um, they did. The manager made a joke in the manager chat saying, "Will I bring the trophy with them with me when I play them on their final league game of the season?" So <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, good. Dear. Are you going to do it? You going to give them the guard of honour? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I can't see many of my lads agreeing to it, but know, we'll see. <laughs> well done, boys, uh, on the win, and you will—you've uh, earned your place in the Prem Division next season. Well done, lads. Uh, in Division Two, uh, another big game in the title race: um, South Sea Wanderers. The Sharks playing Albo United. Albo yep. uh, taking the win, three-two. Uh, South yep. Sea Wanderers, I think, needed. Needed the three wins in did. on in hand to to get themselves top mathematically. Now they're going to need some snookers, aren't they? They are, yes. And uh, I think I saw on Albo's socials that they scored their their winner came in the in the last minute. Um, oh, so God. you know we we, we 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 you know we mentioned this game last week as one of our one of our games of the week. We said it was going to be a, a good battle, and it, and it sounded just like that. You know, um, Albo scoring last minute to to, to decide the game. Um, yeah. Uh, it's been great. Albert have been great this season. They've been, been a breath, breath of fresh air. 
Um, and you know, it looks like they're, they're going to get their hands on that title. And, you know, you can't you can say they fully deserve it, um, but kind of the form this year. Well done to Albo. They have been a, they've been a fantastic addition to the league. Very exciting to, to see their progress this year. Uh, yeah. They look like they could go into Division One or maybe higher uh, mm-hmm. next season. Uh, they definitely got that pedigree about. I'm so so, so to South Sea Wanderers, to be fair. Um, yep. But yeah, what a great game that must have been. In Division Three, uh, the Division Three title uh, race continues uh, with South Park, uh, sorry, Park Rangers not playing uh, in the league this week. It was over to Addington to add pressure. Uh, they managed it, uh, well, just a 2-1 win now, a bit closer than perhaps they would have expected. Yep, uh, got got a little report from 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 Liam at Souls who said um, fantastic. Souls Souls were uh, Souls gave 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 Addington a really good game and and they conceded a, a last minute um, a last minute goal to give Addington the three points. Um, Liam said that Souls had plenty of chances in the first half to to to, to put more goals on the board, but they just couldn't take their chances. Um, and Addington seemingly took their chances when when it when it when when needed to. So. You know, it's the win that Addington United needed. Um, on paper, you probably say it was probably you know a, a, a win that they would have expected to get. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they keep the pressure on Surrey Park Rangers, um, and it's 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 going to go down to Surrey Park Rangers' final game, which is which is great to see. It will do. Uh, just the two points needed for Surrey Park Rangers, uh, but Addington need if they keep surmassing uh, these points and putting the pressure on. It's all about the psychological stuff now. Uh, sorry, Park Rangers won't want to be um, desperate for these two points. Uh, no. They won't, and, but Addington won't want to hand it to them by losing games themselves. Ch- uh, Chelsea Athletic Reserves lose six-one to Fulton Eve Rangers. Uh, sadly, that's been the story for Chelsea Athletic Reserves this season. Big losses uh, the majority of the weeks. K Powell for um, Fulton Eve Rangers with four for the boys yesterday. Uh, a healthy return for Fulton Eve Rangers who. They, themselves too have been a good addition to the Quota Municipal League this season. They have been, yeah. They've, 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 they've had, their form has been different this year. I think they, at one stage, they were sort of in the mix for promotion, um, but sort of fell off. Their form dipped a bit, but yeah, back with a with a convincing win Sunday. Absolutely, well done, boys. Uh, looking like cementing uh, a place just outside the promotion places, perhaps next season. But that will put you in good stead um, for. Uh, taking uh, next season by storm in Division 3. Uh, FC 25 with a good win yesterday, 3-2 against Santola. It does seem like Santola may miss out on promotion places there as well, Roger. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised by that, having played them earlier on in the season and they gave us a really good game. Uh, had some really good players. Um, yeah, they've just, they've just sort of fallen off over the last few weeks, um, their form. Um, yep. They looked like they would have, they looked like they was going to, they was going to run Addington and, and South Park Rangers very close right down to the wire. But um, yeah, their form was just dipped at the wrong time for them, unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. Right at the wrong time of the season. They had a good, they had a good period before Christmas. Up yep. until the last um, last month or so, uh, this mm-hmm. is a bad this is a bad result for them. Anyway, um, well done to FC Twenty Five. Let's celebrate the wins rather than making excuses for the teams we expected to win. Yep. Uh, in the in the League Challenge Cup quarterfinals, um, Gold Coaching lose three one two. Sahara Eleven, you've made yes. it to the cup, the big cup semi final. What a fantastic achievement for Sahara Eleven. Yeah, I mean, our league form this year has been poor. Um, you know, we just we've not been we've not we've not been at the, at the races at all in the league. But um, 
um, we've, we've, we seem to have sort of saved our best for, for cup form. And, um, you know, I'll, it, I'll do these performances that you're getting from the boys in the cup sort of piss you off in a way that you can't sort of get this going in the league? Is that is oh, that d- is that on your mind? Oh, d- definitely. I mean, yes, for yesterday's game, I had um, 20, 22 players available. Um, and, you, you know, you go back a few weeks ago, we, we, we were we sort of, you know, had sort of bare 11, sort of 12, 13 players, which is disappointing because I, I feel like if we, if we had this sort of numbers for the season, then... There's no reason why we sh- we shouldn't have been challenging up there, challenging MMFC for the title. Um, but yeah, I mean, players turned up yesterday that that, that didn't that weren't weren't going to get a game, um, and, and and the support from the sidelines was was fantastic. Um, the boys, we you know we 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 didn't we didn't take goal coaching lightly. We 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 was professional in our approach to the game. Yeah, um, and I, I've got to give massive credit to to goal coaching because they came to play football. Um, they've got a couple of really good players. They scored a cracking goal um, when we was, I think we was 3-0 up at that point or, or yeah, 3-0 up and they scored a cracking goal and, and they kept pushing. You know, they 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 kept a high line. Their goalie was playing a, a, a sweeper-keeper role um, outside of his box for a lot of the second half. Yeah. Um, so they, they put some pressure on us. Um, yeah, you know, the, the boys, we, 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 we saw the game out. We I think we, we deserved the win. Deserved the wins, should I say, sorry. Um yeah, it was yeah, it was a really, really good, really good game of football. Um, and yeah, we're in the hat, we're in the hat for, for in the final four. Um, so yeah, we, you know, we know it's going to be tough games from here on in, but you know, we've got to beat the best if we if we want to if we want to win the trophy. So we're looking forward to it. Absolutely, no easy games for anyone nope. in the semi final draw. As I said, coming up later uh, in the uh, in this recording, I think we'll do it. I've just prepared the uh, the draw as we speak. Yeah, we'll just so we will do this at the end of the fixtures section uh, just now. The last, the other game of, of the quarterfinal uh, of the Challenge Cup was a top of the Prem um, clash. And it's got to be said, Spartans went still, regard, um, regardless of their form, still went into this huge favourites, yep. Roger. Um, we were worried about Spartans' uh, season falling off the, the edge of a cliff. Um, yep. Could they maintain the motivation uh, and the momentum uh, needed to get the se- season over the line, it's looking like they're not managing it. 3-0 to the casuals. What a result for the boys. It's, I'm, 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 surprised at the man- I'm surprised at the manner of the victory. I'm not, su- I'm not surprised that casuals won because no, no. we know they've got it in them. Um, what, what, is, what, is very, what is more surprising, I think, is the way that Spartans seemingly have just imploded over the last few weeks. Um we're talking about a team that have in 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 sort of Croydon competitions have gone unbeaten for for I mean league unbeaten for two two years or so. Um, you know, it's a team that was you know don't concede many goals, um, win win games comfortably a lot of times. Um, yeah, I'm 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 very shocked at the way that they they've sort of just fallen off a cliff. Um, uh, they've got casuals to play three more times yet this season. They're going to they need. Have. They're going to need to win. Get these wins over the line. PSG must be looking over their shoulder and thinking, "Can we?" Yeah, definitely. Um, and on current form, you would say that you don't, you don't, you don't fancy Spartans much. Um, you know, they, they they just they just can't seem to buy a win at the moment. Um, like I said, it's which is which is you know 
un, uh, unheard of for Spartans in 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 Croydon competition, you know, Croydon competitions. Um, but casuals, you know, got, you've their, got you've their got form got... has been excellent. They are really they have come into red hot form exactly when it needed to to happen. Um, yep. they're looking they're looking good, and and I'm sure they can still get involved in the title chat as well. I think yeah, I think if they beat Spartans um, twice, they're they're the two remaining league fixtures. Um, then, then it's. I think. I mean, I know Spartans are going to have a couple of games in hand still. So yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be a really good, really good end of the season in, in the Premier. What what at what one stage looked like it could be um, Spartans at a canter is now going to look like it might go down to the wire. Um, which is which is good to see because you know we've had teams drop out of the Premier this, with this year, unfortunately. Um, so for the title race to hot up like it is now, is um, yeah, it's fantastic. Absolutely brilliant, and that title race. Uh, Addiscombe Casuals, if they do beat Spartans twice, that yep. puts them that put them six points above Spartans with two mm-hmm. with Spartans with two to play. It will be down to goal difference there. Then um, the title between Addiscombe Casuals and Spartans because uh, Addiscombe with six points would go um, one point above PSG. So you're talking um, yeah. the title this season being won by one point by the looks of it, and potentially yep. goal difference being the being the difference. And, and and Spartans don't don't really score many goals. I mean, they don't concede many, but they don't. They're not a team to sort of you know blow blow teams away. So yeah, it's going to be it's going to be really good. It's going to be really good and interesting to see what what happens, what unfolds over the coming weeks in the Premier Division. Fantastic, Addison Casuals come coming basically out of nowhere. We thought their best yep. results were just purely in the cup, and yep. they've put themselves in a great position, a tough position. Uh, and art is the at the moment um, former momentum is completely with them in this title race now it's swinging from PSG to Spartans now to Addiscombe Casuals in the driving seat um, Spartans need a big win and they need it soon to get this to get this goal difference um, sorted out so they're not they're yep. not relying on too much on it um, but what a fantastic day for um, Addiscombe Casuals Spartans someone is going to get um, trounced by Spartans I think there needs <laughs> there, there needs to be a reaction. Yeah, uh, yeah, needs needs to happen quickly next game for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Must must win next game. Intermediate Cup. Uh, Kaizen played South London Royals reserves, uh, and the South London Royals boys um, losing uh, in extra time, two one uh, to Kaizen. A good win for them. Um, yep, Kaizen are Division Two, though, aren't they? They they are. Yeah, um, they they've had some good results this year. I, 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 I'm surprised it's as close as it was. I thought I thought Kaizen would have would have would have won a bit more comfortably in yeah. in in normal time. So, you know, you've got to give John and the boys uh, credit uh, at Royals Reserves. Um, they've 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 put up a good fight. But um, yeah, you know, seemingly that the, the favourite mm. team have got the job done. Yeah, unlucky to John. We do we do like John, and secretly uh, there is a an unconscious bias, I guess, for yep. people that that we like to do well. But Kaizen, you deserve the win into the next round of the Intermediate Cup. Yeah. Um, last week's guests, I want to say, were Surrey Park Rangers. Dan from Surrey Park Rangers was on last year, last episode 26. Um, the Selk curse has hit again. Roger, 5-2, five, five, they lost against yeah. top, top of Division 2 uh, Dynamo Duppers. So obviously no mugs that they're playing against. Um, no. My mayor for um, Dynamo Duppers getting a hat trick, perhaps a little sighter. Surrey Park Rangers, where they they will be promoted. Let's be honest; yep. they might title or not. They 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 will definitely be promoted. Just a little sighter of where they need to be next season in Division Two. Definitely, 
yeah, um, you know, fantastic result for Dynamo Duffus. Um, yeah, a bit, I, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised at the score. I thought I thought it, I thought we'd been a bit closer than that. I mean, I, I think I said that I think Dynamo Duffus would have won, but I think it would have been a bit closer. Um, yeah, it's definitely Cyber Rangers need to look at that and see see you know where they need to improve and you know what they're gonna what they're going into next season. Absolutely. Uh, and the last game of the day in the Invitational Cup, uh, textbook win for the PSG boys. Uh, nothing to worry about, it turns out. They beat Woodside um, from Division 1 4-0 yesterday. So they did turn it on uh, just when they needed to, Rog. A good result yeah, for PSG. The, yes, because uh, yeah, they if, they, if they would have if they would lost that game, I think this season would have been, would have been over. So, yeah, they, 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 they keep it going. Um, good win for them. I, I, I think they played London Warriors recently and only only managed to draw sort of one all. I think it was in in normal time. So, so yeah, you know, a, a big performance that, that from PSG and, and and just what they needed to um to keep their season alive. Right. So now for the semi final cup draw of the Croydon Municipal League Challenge Cup, the cup the cup that has been exclusively drawn from the very first round all the way through. Now to the semi-finals. We don't need to draw the final. We know the final will be the winners of game these the semi-finals. Rog, here's all of here's all of the paper screwed up. Yeah, you see. Uh, I'm going to use these. This is the tombola. Here we I'll go. Draw the, I'll draw the first team first. I'm going to shake each time. Uh, this is the first team out of the hat at home in round one. Can you see that? Saha, 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 Saha 11. 11. Yeah. Saha 11. First out of the hat. Uh, perhaps a, a favourable draw in the quarterfinal. The pick of the uh, the teams yep. you, that you'd have wanted. Definitely. Uh, this is the next pick. I saw the bingo wing going there when I was shaking yeah. that. <laughs> uh, who's next? Out of the hat. Boz Jam. Boz Jam. Bozjam yeah. visit Saha 11 in the semi-final draw. I'm guessing these games will be played pretty sharpish. Uh, in I, think, the... yeah, I, think, I think so, yeah. I don't know what Russell's plans are. but So we know the next game will be Addiscombe Casuals against South Sea Wanderers, but who, is, who is the home team? Mm. Uh, South Sea Wanderers are the home team. I don't know if you can see that, Rog. It goes blurry when I yeah. put it near the camera. Yeah, yeah I can see it. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, that. South South Sea at home to Addiscombe Casuals, South Sea V, and just for just to complete the draw, so you can see uh, who the that I've written all of the teams out. Addiscombe Casuals. Casuals. Yep. Fantastic cup draw. Saha eleven. Uh, the only uh, well, the team in Division One play yep. Bozjam, a team with lots of history. In the Croydon Municipal League, um, the next, the next draw, South Sea play Addiscombe Casuals. What yes. a fantastic cup draw! Yeah, and I, I think I think South Sea play their home games at the Pearly Way, so that's a bit of a leveler, um, which 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 might play into their hands because won't be so, won't be at won't be at private ground on a bigger pitch, which will probably suit Casuals more. So yeah, that'd be an interesting game. That, that's a, that's a, that's a really good game. An interesting one. I hope you're happy with the draw, everybody. Uh, it was adjudicated by committee member Roger. Um, yeah. Roger. I'll see you on the other side for the predictions. Yes, sir. 
last but not least today, Jamie. Jamie, how are you doing? Uh, you must be looking at the Division 2 league table. Yeah. <laughs> last but not least. Um, <laughs> I'm all right. I'm good. I'm in good spirits. We didn't lose yesterday because we didn't play. So, <laughs> uh, Yeah. Um, sad news. I think at the time of recording, it seems um, a lot of people's favourites uh, in the OBDSFL Sporting Club, Thamesmead, appear to have folded for the season, hopefully only. Um, but their results have been voided officially on um, FA full-time. Jamie, hot off the press. Um, how, mm. how, it's pretty sad, isn't it? Isn't it? It's never nice to see a team, but a team that um, we've, we've sort of climbed through the divisions, been synonymous with Alberton and Bromley um, for a few seasons, getting to County Cup finals, etc. They've, I mean, we played against them for a few seasons as when they were Edith United, and then after they changed um, to, to Sporting Club Towns, mean under that banner. But um, always a good bunch of lads, always, you know, what I mean, play good football. Yeah. Um, one of the teams that obviously were a threat to teams higher up as well in cup competition. So we know the results haven't been very good this season. Let's not be around the bush. Um, thought them maybe the merger. But then in Southwark Town would strengthen them and really stand them in good stead for that Prem division. But it's not worked that way for whatever reason. Um, so just hopefully, I'm sure the boys will find their way back. They're, they're a good bunch of mates, so I'm sure they'll find their way back into the, the league system somewhere under some sort of name, hopefully yeah. anyway. Uh, officially, their result yesterday is voided, but we it's on our poll because it was an 8-2, um, maybe the catalyst. Uh, Matt Wheeler, the South London Panthers manager, full of praise for the boys yesterday and and knew they played well, but knew that if Sporting Club Thamesmead had legs yesterday, uh, that it wouldn't have been that 8-2 um, mm. result. But formally now that's been voided on full time. Let's go through the rest of the results, starting in the senior division. Uh, a few uh, postponed games yesterday, uh, but first up was Bickley against Blendon. Uh, 2-1 to Bickley. Blendon's woes continue. Bickley getting the result over the line. Uh, nice to see Selk 11's uh, Mike Payne getting some minutes under his belt yesterday. First game played uh, in four months, full of cuts and bruises, but smiles after the game. 2-1 Bickley, um, probably going as expected. I bet that was a war. Yeah, yeah. Good um, good result for Bickley. Pushes him up to fourth now. Um <clears throat> blending just not really getting the results are they no. um, but yeah I, I'm sure it was a competitive game to say the least I'm sure the referee had his hands full for 90 minutes as well but um, yeah. yeah Bickley they're not a bad little season there so yeah good one for them they are uh, improved they're improving year on year again which is very promising for them <laughs> they're getting better again so <laughs> as they get older uh, more games in the senior Rocker Seniors win 3-2 Against Farnborough boys, um, a good account of themselves made by Vince's lads. Uh, but Rocker Seniors continue to have an impressive season. They've gone under the radar a little bit, Jamie, but they are having a good season. Yeah, they've not played many league games still no. in the Cups and stuff and a lot of postponements. So a very good result for them. Um, and if they can string a result, a, a kind of little string of results together, um, they could find themselves in a very tidy position near the top end of the table. Absolutely. Well done to Rocker on a good win against a stubborn uh, farm. But despite their, um, despite their league position, uh, they're proving to be a tough opposition for um, all the teams in the division. Um, the Wall played Lambeth All-Stars and the Wall getting a first point in the league for a while. One, uh, two all, that one, a Desmond in tribute to the man himself. Uh, Lambeth All-Stars um, rapid progression and improvements in 2022 halted 
uh, by the wall. Yeah, um, I thought it would be quite tight. I think I predicted Lambeth to win it by a goal, but no surprise to see the wall getting a point. Um, they've run good teams close already this season, um, so they've, they've got a reward now for their performances. Yeah, well done to the wall, and probably a, a handy point against uh, for Lambeth as well against the, as you say, tricky opposition into the Prem. Just the one game yesterday officially now, sadly, Saha win five three against Farnborough Reserves. Um, a real good game. I bet that one was a battle uh, on a on a tricky pitch. Evidently, reading social media, especially the uh, Farnborough Old Boys um, social media, said the pitch was tricky. Uh, Sporting Club Thamesmead and South London Panthers did end the game. They did end the game yesterday, eight two to the South London Panthers. Um, sadly, you would eight two be Sporting Club Thamesmead today because of the decisions Absolutely. made. Um, but yeah, um, officially that's avoided. Um, result as I think most of all of Sporting Club Thamesmead results will be now and their results taken away from the league table. Uh, be interested to see how that affects things uh, on an, on next next week's show. We'll do that. In Division 1, Bexley United's improvements um, halted by West Wickham who themselves needed a win to, to maintain their Division 1 title hopes. 3-2 to West Wickham, Jamie Club, Langley and Lesser Albion share a nil-nil draw. Uh, X Blues boring. X Blues Craven. Uh, Neil. <laughs> boring. I missed my cues. X Blues Craven. Neil. Hatch and Moyles too. Hatch and Moyles turning it up towards the end of the season. Now they want to get that promotion to the Prem Division. Minimum, bare minimum expectations for the Hatch and Moyles boys. Two 0 is a good win. Uh, Lewisham Islamic Centre's uh, resurgence stopped by Kawuya. Again, Jamie, Kawuya going about their work quite quietly as a new team in Division 1, but they could be amongst it for promotion. Good. I mean, all, maybe with the exception of Hatcham Royals, um, you're really looking at all those teams beating each other uh, every week. Uh, games are so hard to predict. Um, Bexley, <coughs> who picked up a good bit of form, unlucky to lose to West Wickham, who hadn't really been playing much. No. Um, Lesser and Langley now now draw boring, but again two evenly matched teams. Expos Craven have been climbing up uh, the table with some results. LIC had an excellent result, I think it was last week, wasn't it? Um, but then going lose to Kawuya, who have been up and done themselves. So it's a really really good division. I know we see it every week, but um, any team that can put three four wins together is going to find themselves in a really strong position. Yeah, that is it. In Division Two, Alpington, their topsy turvy season continues, losing four one to. Uh, Phoenix Sports 2 they can beat they're, on their day they're as good as anyone Alpington that just can't seem to string uh, more than two wins together the boys that could be their comeuppance this season in the uh, promotion chase uh, DC Football's resurgent halted ag- again uh, against LSU Lions but the boys have uh, done well over the, uh, the last month or so so they'll probably take um, a loss given the uh, the whole the bigger picture um, well done, boys. Broccoli lose 5-0 to Chislurst. Um, Hayden Youth lose 1-0 to Blase Ballers. This week's guests, Blase Ballers, you'll hear their interview after this. A really fun, good interview. Seemed like a good bunch of guys. Um, that was an enjoyable one uh, this week. Uh, they win 1-0 on the back no, on the back of um, an interview. No um, silk curse for them, thank God. Um, Phoenix Sports 2 also beat Alpington 2-1 yesterday. So obviously a double banker was had yesterday. Uh, a bad day for Alpington, Jamie. Yeah, not good at all. Um, 
<clears throat> double bankers you usually look to pick up at least three points. Um, but again, so you just don't know if you've not got a, a full strong squad on the day, it makes it extra difficult. Um, if you don't start games particularly well, you're you're up against it, possibly losing six points in series, just three on the day. So they found that out the hard way. Um, but two fantastic wins for Phoenix, on the other hand. Fantastic. And Western back to winning ways. Uh, we know on their day that they're a top side. Um, they can beat anyone in the division. They win 2-0 against Manorwood. Uh, Manorwood probably like Alpington, this just bit of inconsistency. I mean, no one who has been consistent in this division, probably Blase Ballers, the most consistent team, really. Well, you say that, but then I think when they beat us, Blase, the other week, that was the first time they won two in a row. All oh, right. So I think only the, the, yeah, it's, the only, it's probably us the consistently bad. Losing <laughs> mm. well, not being terrible, but um, yeah, I mean, it was interesting that DC, I don't think DC will be too content. I think they would have expected to beat LSU lines. Um, I probably expected them to get a result myself. Um, and again, probably surprised at the the margin of victory for Chiselhurst over Broccoli, who have managed to pick up some results. So a few results went their way. In terms of DC Broccoli losing, LSU Sizzlehurst winning is not ideal, but um, yeah, it's a very open, very even division. Um, lots of football still to play as well. We are 12 team division, so it's a shame that we're having to go to double bankers already, but it's the position that we're in. It is. Sorry for uh, there was any interruptions there on the uh, during the recording. Uh, a sickness bug is uh, ripping through Silk Towers at the moment, and now. Uh, Silk Twin number two has been retrieved, oh, from, retrieved no. from school. <laughs> oh no, suspended. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, into Division Three, Hatch and Beck in the Manor's first game yesterday of the day, a successful day overall for the boys. They won 7 2 against Belmont Athletic. I think they were helped by a few of the uh, first team players coming and grabbing some minutes. Uh, I think it was a necessity rather than anything else having to. Uh, stretch the squad, use the squad yesterday to get through two games back to back as well. Um, so well done to the Hatch and Beckham Manor boys. Uh, 7 2 against Belmont Athletic. Uh, Hayden Youth Reserves win 3 0 against FC Deptford. Uh, Lesser Christchurch lose 6 1, Jamie, to SMCA in Division 4. Uh, Wilgar win 4 0 against Ministry of Ball. A good result for Wilgar, Jamie, against Ministry of Ball, who have got a lot of games to catch up. They wouldn't have been happy. Uh, losing that one yesterday, they they could have got themselves amongst it with promotion, but Wilgar just such a strong team in those divisions. Yeah, I think yeah, we should give Wilgar an honorary result of the week. Mentioned that the Thamesmead results been uh, voided. Yeah, so I think that's an excellent result. Um, they have got games to catch up. Wilgar Ministry of Ball decent on the day, capable of pulling out, pulling out a result. Um, so yeah, good good to see Wilgar paying up a good win, and hopefully they can keep pushing towards the top end of the table and push um, Crayway and Crayford Arrows reserves all the way. Yeah, speaking of Crayford Arrows reserves, they won 5-2 away at East Wickham Wanderers. A good result for the Crayford Arrows reserves. Boys, into Division 5, SE Lions 3-0 uh, with Kingsdale. Um, ben Hurst win 5-1, Jamie, against South London Spartans. A good result for Ben Hurst, given their uh, recent run of form over the whole picture of the season. Maybe you'd look at that and think they you'd expect them to get that win. Um, but 5-1 given their last month or, or five weeks or so, it's been shocking for the boys. They were very pleased to be included in the result of the week. 
Yeah, and Seth on the Spartans have been going pretty well. Yeah. Um, for my collection, so 5-1 is, is an excellent result, hence why it was nominated um, for the poll. But yeah, they had a right few stinking um, few weeks, Ben Hurst. And we did want some answers, and uh, I'll, we'll consider that as an answer. That result. <laughs> yeah, that is an answer. Comprehensive answer. Well done, lads. Um, Hayes Old Boys played Bexley Athletic. And Bexley Athletic getting a most rare big win for them in the league. 6-0 this week against a struggling Hayes old boys. It has been a tough year for the for the old boys of Hayes. And uh, yeah, Bexley Athletic with a good win and a clean sheet for them. They'll be pleased with that. Yeah. Well done, boys. They, they, they don't score too many, so pin six. But even though it's against a very poor side at the bottom of the table, um, it's still a good result. Very good result. 6-0 can't be sniffed at whichever level it's at. Uh, Hayes and Pickhurst. They didn't win 5 0 this week, Jamie. No, shocking. <laughs> they won 9 2 against they all, FC. They almost had an 8 2. <laughs> almost. They I wonder who scored the ninth goal. I think we should just expunge them for the podcast. Yeah, they're not well. Hit that, player's, that player's not welcome. And if it's an own goal from FC Peak, um, <laughs> that's even worse. Uh, Kingsdale against SE Lions was a double banker. Uh, SE Lions got the win on the day. So four, four points. points. That's excellent. Really yeah. good because Kingsdale have picked up a few good wins lately. It is good. Good day for SE Lions. Petswood Roadrunners and Kelsey Park shared a Desmond in honour of the man himself. Uh, and Phoenix Sports Five uh, played SE Ballers. Um, SE Ballers. They are not. They are not Ballers. Jamie. They lost sixteen-one yesterday. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, rumours are it was sixteen 0 at half time. Oh, and, uh, and Phoenix didn't come out for the second half. So. <laughs> Ballers put a good, good second half display. And uh, I mean, that's one of the ones you, oh, you, you do, you just fucking forget about it, knock it on the head and just try and go on, mate. The following week, it's, I'm sure it was a pretty dismal uh, morning and afternoon and rest of the day for the ballers yesterday. But um, yeah, who knows? Maybe they can bounce back from it. Maybe. Um, Shortland Spitfires played Albinton Colts. Um, a good game, this one. Uh, the Colts in real good form. Um, not yesterday. Two-one loss for the Colts. Uh, Shortland Spitfires shooting them down. Um, what can you say, Jamie? That's that's a bad result for the Colts. It is. It is considering the the rivals are winning heavily. Hayes and Pickhurst and Phoenix putting in big scores, fucking kick it scores almost. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're picking up points, and the goal difference now is going to be worth at least a, a point. You know, so mm. the Colts they have. I mean, they've done well over recent weeks and if they can get back into winning ways, I'm sure that's just a, a little blip. But um, they, they don't want to do a banners basically, and pick up a run of good results and then have four or five weeks of shit. Absolutely not. Uh, the last game played yesterday was Hatch and Beck in the Manor's quarter to one kickoff in the Vic Farrow Cup. They won against their r- recent nemesis's Nemesis? 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 Nemesis, yeah. Um, Italia Wastil's 3-2 to Beckenham Manor um, so a successful day for them yesterday uh, 10 goals 10 odd goals yesterday uh, over the two games back to back I know the league were very pleased that Hatch and Beckenham Manor were able to put themselves in the position to do that yesterday uh, and it helped a bit of a fi- fixture congestion for themselves um, they'll probably be doing Wednesday Saturday um, for the foreseeable to catch up all of these games or double bankers definitely on the cards for Hatcham back in the manor. Um, sadly, Hatcham against Quested in the Kent Sunday Prem Cup um, was postponed. So, Jamie, I expect that to roll over until next week. Yeah, most likely. Probably John was out flooding the pitch. 
so he could use the first team players for these two games. <laughs> Just a rumour. Just a rumour we've heard. Uh, the results of the week then. Um, and officially for our Twitter poll, uh, Sporting Club Thamesmead's uh, lost yesterday to the rampant uh, South London Panthers 8-2 uh, is the poll. But I think the Wilgar game deserves a mention, as you say. Jamie, the 4-0 win for Wilgar against Ministry of Ball was a great result. Hayes and Pickhurst, 9-2 win against FC Peak, made the cut. Uh, Benhurst's uh, 5-1 win against South London Spartans uh, is in. And Phoenix, is, Phoenix Sports, 5 uh, their 16-1 win against SE Ballers uh, made the cut too. Just a bit of a, a comment from Matt Wheeler on that 8-2. He's very respectful of um, Sporting Club Thamesmead, so I just wanted to uh, read out what he said. Uh, that 8-2 scoreline looks harsh on Thamesmead, but thought I'd put it into context. So he wants to clear that up. I know he's been on the, the receiving end of an 8-0, 8-2 himself, so he wanted to uh, put some meat on the bones. They had the bare 11 was a tight first half. They had their chances, but our team is half the age of their guys. On that and, big pitch. And that big pitch, he got into them at half time. When, when, and then their energy levels went up. Supporting club terms meads went down. It was hard for them to keep it up in the second half. At one point, the game was two all. So for them, just oh, no geez. legs, no fresh legs. Uh, and then, and being double the age of some of the players, they had the second gear to go into. And he said, watch out for the YouTube channel for Wonderstrike by a 17-year-old. Certainly a player to keep his eyes on. He said, it's never nice being at the end of that scoreline. We certainly have felt that this season on a few occasions. Don't get me wrong. We were excellent in the second half. Best performance they've had this year. Um, lots of experienced players missing for them. Uh, but credit to Thamesmead. I know they've had. I know if they had had extra bodies and, fre- and fresher legs, it would have been a different story. So respectful as usual from Matt Wheeler on the sad news that Thamesmead have folded. I do hope it's just for this season. Uh, I think like you, Jamie, they're a team that I always, I've enjoyed watching going through the levels. So good luck to Dan and all the boys there at Sporting Club Thamesmead. Jamie, I'll see you on the other side for the games of the week. See ya. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. So now for our guest section this week, we have Blase Ballers from the OBD SFL. A bit of a unique history uh, to Blase Ballers. They started, um, well, I started to know the, the team as part of Westfar. Uh, in Division 4 of Westfar. I think that was two seasons ago, 1920 season. They started in Westfar. Um, then the season after that, their their, uh, their passage moved to uh, the Southern Sunday, Division 8 for the boys uh, last season before COVID struck and um, the season was ended. This season, the lads find themselves in the OBD SFL Division 2, I believe, um, at the time of recording, sitting pretty at the top of um, very competitive Division 2, where the leaders of the division seems to change every week. Uh, tonight, I'm joined by George, Kieran and YL from Blase Ballers. Guys, how are you doing? Good, man. Good, good. How are you? Very well, thank you. Nice to speak to you. I was to say, it's been, it's been a long time coming because we seem to have covered 
basically most of the leagues that you've played in over the last three years and we never quite um, got it together on the podcast. So it's very nice to uh, have you on. Tell us a brief, I don't know who's going to take the lead, um, but tell us a brief bit about Blase Ballers um, and how the club came to be. Yeah, um, so I'll, I'll take this section. Yeah, so essentially um, we all kind of cross paths uh, through friends, either through uni and um, just the general area. So I, I think football brings everyone together. So um, we all essentially knew each other through uh, myself, uh, uh, Nick, who I also started the club with, um, and George here, while I'm also. So we've always kind of been linked um, through, uh, through friends. Um and that's how we've gone about in terms of creating a club together in terms of player recruitment. And it has naturally progressed, as you touched on earlier, uh, the, um, started in 2019. It has naturally progressed in terms of the quality and uh, um, uh, in terms of the direction of the club. Uh, so, the, the, tough, the toughest bit, I guess, you found is you started the club in a time when the season, the first season was... Um, hampered by COVID. Your second season in the club was halted by COVID. So we never even got to finish your second season. How how have you kept the sort of spirit going? Because it's tough to start a club in the first place. But when you've had two disjointed seasons um in that in that um sort of bedding in period, how, how have you kept it going and how have you kept players interested? And as you say, you've improved quality as you've gone along. How how has that happened with, with COVID sort of messing everything up for you. Uh, yeah. I would say um I would say with the with how we've kept it going is because the way the team is set up, we have a lot of players that generally love football as a passion. So we mm-hmm. have different people coming from different aspects of life. And in this in this COVID year and whatever, people have been having so many different traumas and whatsoever. But when you now have a Sunday league team that not as well, not a, not it's just a Sunday league team that we just play on Sundays. A lot of the boys know each other outside of football. So they, yeah. they're friends, they know each other. So these kind of things, is it's a great thing for all of us to be together during this COVID time for to keep the spirits high. Um, and football's a passion that, if not all of us, but majority of us at the club really love Um that's off the pitch and on the pitch. Some of us are coaches, some are involved in different aspects of football. So people really like football and it, it really shows during this year, this hard year that we haven't finished both seasons, it showed a togetherness between all of us. Would you say you're a mates team then or is it quality, Is it the sort of quality, more quality footballers of your mates that play? Is being a friend of Blase Ballers or someone in the club, is that important to you guys or are you looking as you get better, maybe you'll stretch that sort of group and, and, and who you allow to play for the club? Um, naturally, I think we've been quite blessed in the fact that majority of our friends, we have good quality footballers uh, within, our, within our friendship group and social group. Yeah. Um, so that naturally, it hasn't been a case where we've, have to, we've had to not um, look uh, outside our friendship group um, because we have quality uh, footballers inside our friendship groups, whether it's friends or friends. Um, and through those uh, now touching our third year um, and through those three years, the quality has progressed in terms of um, uh, people now bringing players in because they've settled in more. They've decided that they're going to stay here for, um, the, for, uh, uh, to compete and for the long term. So yeah. now they're, they're, more, they're, they're more invested to now, rec- now even recruit for them. Oh, this player will be great for, this, uh, for, this, for our team. So naturally it has improved um, 
I would say essentially it started off as a as a, a quite um friendship orientated team. Yep. But the the ambition to to compete and to to, to push on has always been there. Um, so now we have the the the, the squad has changed naturally. But there's a lot of familiar faces from when we first started in 2019. Okay, with the with the club uh, in the OBDSFL, why did you why did you choose Westfa? I mean, we cover Westfa the Southern Sunday and OBDSFL and Accordion League, obviously on this particular podcast. I'm just interested to know why the journey uh, from the uh, from Westfa to Southern Sunday and now to the OBDSFL. What what was the what was the decision making there? With, yeah. with um, Westfar um, and the Southern Sunday, first of all, I want to just bring up them two leagues because Westfar, at the beginning of our journey, really took us in and like, helped us through our first season, especially it was a whole season whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but then with location and the amount of players that are coming from different locations, we did believe that Southern Sunday was a better fit for a lot of our players coming from different areas of London whatsoever mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. Be. so it, we did believe that bringing us and we, we did know that Southern Sunday was quite a competitive league so we wanted to test ourselves um, in that kind of water um, going having a few discussions with the committee team and the direction we wanted to go and knowing of uh, Bromley and Openton League from even when we were a bit younger we understood that that was a very high intense league that we wanted to bring up bring out the best players and we believe that we stepped from our journey at Westford to now I do believe that the step in, the step of the players that we have and the, the amount of players that we have and the quality of the players that we have really does suit Bromley and Openton League and we just we felt like let's come into the league let's challenge ourselves because we felt like Going into the second season, COVID, we didn't challenge ourselves. Let's go into this league. Let's challenge ourselves and let's try and see how we do going forward. Okay, so what's been the? I mean, let's talk about positives here. What are the? What were the sort of highlights of the things that you saw in Westford uh, Southern Sunday and the OBD SFL so far? Uh, West with Westford because Westford were our, uh, literally our first. That like, it's our first league. It was. The big positive that I'll take from them is that they helped us through us not doing like messing up with it's more of like the admin side of stuff. Yeah. And now we can understand things going forward into these different leagues that we're going to, the do's and the don'ts, um, what we need to get on time, what we need to have. Like, they really helped us and maybe not finding us the first couple of times that we did it wrong and just telling us, look, this is how you do it. And I want to shout out um Jace. In, in Westford that really did help us during that time um, and really just took us like put us under their shoulder because we were a new club not yeah. just to the league but to the to football Sunday league football they really helped us and then with Southern, Southern Sunday it was I think their understanding of during COVID times the amount of games that we had to call off the amount of things that were happening they really had that understanding and the structure of it was really good them them showing us um how how we're supposed to go through things um with COVID and what we need to do and what we need to um improve on to prevent things like COVID happening and it, it really did take us into a ne- next level that now we've come to Bromley and Openton League 
I don't remember us even getting fined. I don't remember us having so much bad issues with the league. Like, we understand this is how it is. And yep. that's how we've got our understanding with them. Perfect. So what's the biggest piece of advice you'd give to someone? Obviously, now times are slightly different. And there's hopefully, fingers crossed, there's no COVID. But what, yeah. so what's the one piece of advice that you would give someone starting a club today? For me personally, I would say definitely have a planned structure. In the sense of you want people in your club that generally love the club. Um, we're, we're in a position to all to to provide salaries for people doing tasks for our club. So it's all it's all down to devotion and down to commitment to the club. Um, we have a committee, and from the first season to now, there's been changes and additions, and roles have been really um, allocated. And it isn't um, so much uh, crossing heads. Everyone knows what they need to do, and it runs very smoothly. So definitely um, a structure and and good communication, uh, uh, and it, it takes you a long way in terms of getting all the tasks that need to be done. Um, and as a coach, I can only say, uh, as a uh, as coaching now, it takes a lot of pressure off the coach as well. It allows him to do his job. Um, even though I like to touch on other areas, it allows me to know that I can focus on my task. So yeah. the, it's very it's, it's very important in terms of the running of the club. Uh, just, even even for the players to know who I need to speak to about what, it makes everything run smoothly and it just allows uh, um, everything to be everything to be streamlined exactly. Mm-hmm. Can I just add to that as well and just say, uh, if you're gonna do it, do it with your friends. Because at the end of the day, like, like people play football on a Sunday for enjoyment, for for a laugh, to get together with their friends, like that camaraderie. Yep. And like, if you're gonna do it, do it with people who are even when you're a bit stressed, you're gonna do, you're gonna have that banter with them because it, there will be times where if you're trying to start a team, people are gonna stress you out and annoy yep. you, and you're gonna get frustrated, etc. If you're not doing it with your friends and you're not enjoying it, there's no point. There really I think no I think that's the best bit about Sunday football where. On a Saturday, obviously there's a there's a structure and there's a there's a there's a progression through to whatever level of football that you can afford to play. And basically on a Saturday, yeah. uh, clubs clubs can go that way if they want to. But on a Sunday, generally you get more mates teams, you get more friends getting together and starting up a, a team. And whether you want to be whether you want to be the next Essie Dons or the next Hatcham or the next Kenningwell, um, or you want to be um whoever is at the bottom of the OBD SFL or can't I can't uh, a lesser Christchurch or one of these lower teams that are just mates teams. Yeah. Um it, there is a place for everyone in Sunday League football. The serious teams will go to the top and the mates teams or the less serious teams will generally play uh, in the bottom but in the lower divisions. And that's the brilliant thing about Sunday League football. And I'm absolutely agree with you there. Do if you're gonna do Sunday League football um best to do it with your mates because it's the whole the whole thing especially coming out the back of covid um getting people together seeing your friends we didn't see our friends we didn't get together before so now let's embrace uh sunday league football for that exactly um as we've said as you said it's a it's a it's a mates team but you do have aspirations it seems to improve the quality of the pitch where where are you looking for blase ballers to be uh in in three seasons where where's the aim is it see what happens is it year by year or have you got a long-term plan like that uh, there's, def- there's always a long-term plan for us um obviously unfortunately maybe when maybe the the goals have changed because of because of covid um yeah. but we've actually made probably more progression than uh, um than could have been expected in those circumstances in terms of maintaining a lot of stuff uh, maintaining players um, very rarely having issues on match days, uh, quality of players, not having to do the old um, 
calling calling favors and to come to come play and, and yeah. registering last minutes has always been very uh, very organized to the point that if the littlest things go wrong um it's almost it's almost uh is is addressed there and then and these little things maybe that go go um get brushed over um in on in other environments we are very competitive and we have players that play football elsewhere who are, who are in competitive environments so as much as we love it as friends that brings us together there is the understanding of we want to push on uh through the divisions um and Openton and Bromley uh I feel like the divisions above us is where we're looking we're keeping our eye on promote back-to-back promotions yep and, and push on from there uh in the next three years and further further um plans in terms of the development with the club um and the substance, uh, creating other age group teams potentially, um, doing work in the community. Um, mm. So we, we do have a lot of plans as a club going forward, and we do want to be a club and not necessarily a team. We w- we would like to have a substance and um, football teams uh, running through the age groups as we continue. That's fantastic. We all um, everyone stops playing football eventually, so you want to leave some kind of legacy behind you guys when you finish playing and and doing your thing with. Yes. Um, with your team now, you want you want some legacy, you want some foundations put in the ground. Yeah, I think it's also important for us, um, just as well, that because obviously when the team started, like I wasn't on the committee, but when I did join the committee, I, like I, there was a very like community ethos and a, and a, and a mm-hmm. value there. Um, and I think long term, as much as like Kieran just said, yeah, it's about being a club. It's also about just giving back to the community, like mm-hmm. doing that community work, doing that community sport, supporting the local youth, starting new clubs long term. Um, and just trying to develop that sense of um, kind of ownership and trying to bring back a bit of pride in the community as well. Yeah. I feel like especially for the majority of the team who are from working class backgrounds, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of our, our players are, are also a black ethnic minority. Mm-hmm. We definitely have felt like recently the community, we've just lost that community. And I think we're, we're all generally quite young black males who feel like we want to give back and start changing that narrative that is unfortunate associate with black males as well um in 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 the area in in this area um and trying to just uplift our community essentially so i think that's where that's where stuff like like as kim said the youth team um and we're trying to do stuff like summer summer clubs as well and supporting um kids during the summers as well who, who especially these days when funding for youth clubs is is so low and, mm. and kids don't have nothing to do we're trying to develop those aspects as well um so it's more than just about the football like obviously the football is the foundation as 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 was alluded to, yeah. Um, but it's just it's it's about more than that. It really it really is. Well, at least at least for the for the committee uh, committee side. Obviously, some players will have their own aspirations as well that they want to be able to, to to kick on and maybe if they do want to move on to, to higher levels, then obviously that's understandable. But for Blase itself, I think it's all about community and developing as a club. What's fantastic is there's a number of clubs uh, in in the black community now with the likes of uh, Lambeth All Stars doing lots of work um, yeah. in their in their local community. Uh, Kenningwell have always done lots of work in their community uh, and you guys uh, also this is fantastic we can use football as a, as a vehicle uh, for positivity uh, keeping kids um, focused on, on, on good things rather than the distractions of life that we can sometimes that can sometimes happen and too often too often does happen so I'm, I'm all behind that and boys uh, if you ever need any support with any anything like that then I, I i would love to be able to help you so uh keep up keep up all this good work it sounds like you've got a, um, a real good plan in place uh, i must say from the 
from the team that I refereed against um, Highfield at Mottenham Park, um, a few or Mottenham playing fields a few years ago in a cup game, a brilliant cup game. Uh, it sounds like you've really got your your sort of yourselves together and you're pushing on. I, I, I ref you once and yeah, it was a different experience to the team that I'm hearing now. So I'm, I'm yeah. really pleased to hear the development, I must say. Thank you. Thank you. That was a 3-2 game, if I'm correct. Yeah, extra time. I remember yeah, that yeah, at Whiteland yeah, Park. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember it, yeah. Good game. Um, <laughs> so and the, probably um, you haven't really developed a rival at the moment, but the three different oh, yeah. leagues. I, 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 think, I, think, yeah. I think Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh God, then, please, yeah. <laughs> I do, I, you know what? The funniest thing is that I think in every league we've been in, I feel that we've had a standout rival that is either like, our games are either very close or yeah. very cagey. So, for example, West Far, um, who was it? Like Spring Springfield, Spring Springfield, Spring Hill, Spring Hill, Spring Hill. Yeah, we Spring Hill. In Southern Sunday, it was quite a lot. South City, we played South City. It was quite a feisty. It was a good game between us. Yeah, this, I see, this, yeah, and then, but this season, I would say the biggest rival that I feel like we have, we have a, we have respect for them out of their players and. The, the football they play but I know that they probably will say the same thing I'm guessing would probably be New Beckenham yeah well this is the interesting bit with the title um, the title sort of race in Division 2 no one seems to really want to grab grab it and get and yeah. take hold of it New Beckenham yeah. have been um, winning and losing games uh, yourselves I mean the top spot's been it's been pretty pretty fluid um, yeah. for most of the season but there's a real good a real good race. Last season, we saw a free ray, a freeway race between Sydenham, West Wickham, and um, Royal Southwark were the top three chasing um, promotion. All teams, yeah. all all three of those teams were promoted to Division One. Yeah. Um, this season, it looks like we've the likes of yourselves, uh, New Beckenham. Uh, I'm trying to think of who the other Man- teams are. And Manor Woods, Manor Woods, yeah, yeah Manor Woods Phoenix seem to. Sports. Exactly. It's a really good division, Division 2. It's been a fantastic season, a year for a couple of seasons. Obviously, we pay close attention to it because Greenwich Mariners uh, manager, Jamie, is part of our team, part of the contributing team for the podcast. Sadly, not having uh, the best of seasons. But last year and the season before, they were they were, they were great. And uh, yeah, Division 2 looks like a fantastic year this year. Let's make some predictions then because that leads us on perfectly. If not you, boys, obviously we're assuming... Blase Ballers, you're going to say you think you're going to win the league, but if if you don't win the league, who do you think will will pip you to the post? Um, just on the remarks that they made us, to us the last game they played us, New Beckenham because they think they're going to win the league, so we'll just give it to them. We have no other reason why. There's no other team <laughs> they believe that are going to win the league. Very interesting. Game. We we played them twice, and we haven't was he four points out of six, so it's very yeah. interesting. <laughs> but they we still haven't really lost the, we haven't lost to them yet, but. It is what it is. It is a, it is a competitive game. Um, yeah, so there is respect in terms of the quality of the match. Uh, um, the ref, the ref that's ref uh, the game twice. So, uh, to be fair, we get complimented most of the time in terms of the quality of the football we play. But um, in terms of that game specifically, it does it does feel very competitive. Even the the, the sidelines. I, I love I love it when teams have energy on the sideline. Doesn't yeah. it, it makes it makes it, it as players. It as well, I, can, I can only be reminded by my players in terms of volume on the sideline and things like that, it, it does it does uh, uh, spare the game on. So the, the back and forth, and it is, it is always respectful between the two teams. Um, the back and forth is, it, it is, it is quite good, especially I think last time, we, last time we played them, we scored and they, they equalised. 
I think minutes, very like minutes after, after, after a big celebration on the pitch and stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's a game that it's a, it's a game that um even uh, even in even in the first game we they were winning two one. We came back and beat them three two. We scored in the, literally the last kick of the game. Yeah, <laughs> and and but it was just like yeah, it was. It was a you know what, yeah. That's what like, football's all about, really, yeah. though, isn't it? And rivalry, a rivalry doesn't have to be some a game that there's punches and kicks and swearing and fighting and all that crap stuff. It can know. be that just a mutual respect where you know you know now every time you play New Beckenham that it's going to be a game. They're going to have all their players out and you're going to have all your players out when you play each other because you've got that little bit of history. That uh, And a rivalry can be a positive thing because you know you're going to get the best out of everyone for these games against New Beckenham. And that's, that can definitely. only be a good thing for your club and, and for the league. Most definitely, I agree. So who's going to be relegated from Division 2? Do, do you think my mate Jamie and Greenwich Mariners uh, stand a chance? Uh, I don't know. I want my, my own. Do you want to take this one? Me? Wait, go on, I don't want to put shade on anyone. Though. That's a problem. Do you know what? Yeah. Because they're funny... I don't want to. I don't want to put them down. Unfortunately, DC. Yeah, like DC. I'm sorry, but I want you to get relegated as well. I'm going to tell you why. Because they made a video and they posted a video, and after yeah. we beat them, I think five one. It was in the six first one. Six, 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 one. Was it six one? Yeah. We batted yeah, six them one, six one, and they decided to make a video where the manager clearly said in his video he wouldn't take a single one of our players. Now we all know that's a lie because we absolutely mullered them. So you know what? They can go down. But there's also a couple other clubs. So, um, who did we play on Astro last week? Chiselhurst. Right, so Chiselhurst. Like, clubs, obviously, on the sideline. Ironically, 6-1 as well. Yeah, so we generally have very good banter on the... I think our, our sideline is probably the best out in the whole division. <laughs> Chiselhurst. Is it Chiselhurst? It was Chiselhurst. They tried yeah. to match us, and it was embarrassing on their part. So they, yeah, <laughs> it was horrendous. Horrendous. One of them shout out, you're not going to be the Dons. Like, all right, hold on, mate. And then that was his head loss from then on in. Yeah, but um, unfortunately, DC, sorry, mate, you're gonna have to go down. <laughs> they've had two. They've had two wins on the bounce though. Now they've got themselves looking looking up rather than looking down. I think. Um, I, cool. I can, that's fair, but the the last win they had was seven five. I'm scared of that school at the red. They beat they beat Manorwood last game, didn't they? Yeah, they they helped us. That, they, helped us they, helped, they helped us. I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for, for that one. <laughs> are you guys still in the Vic Farrow? Uh, what what couple? We're in one cup. We're in one cup, but I, I don't even because obviously cups have been suspended. Or well, they were suspended. And yeah, they've started now. Are you playing any midweek? Yeah, yeah we're, supposed, play, we're uh, supposed to play one um yesterday recorded. Yeah, yesterday, but hopefully Kahua. Yeah, Kaluha. That one. Um, but yeah, we're not. We'll play that hopefully next week. Um, who we hope if they're still in this cup, we hope properly with it. And the only reason I hope Broccoli win it is because they gave us our starlet, our young boy in charge, Bethel. Because what a player he is. And that's the only reason I want Broccoli to win it. Other than that, we I hope we win it. Yeah, since he's, since he's trans, he, he played for Broccoli previously. Since he's come over, he always gets a bit of hostility uh, from the opposition. Bearing in mind, he's uh, a, young, a young player himself. Uh, I think, has he played, played against... Well, he definitely scored against some last game we played, scored a free kick, so... Yeah. Um. So, to be fair, if anyone wants to win the cup, I, I, I would have I would have it broccoli. Nice little, uh, nice little um, uh, hand in hand transfer, basically. Fair enough. Did he celebrate the goal? 
yeah, he he does. Yeah, he kind of did. Enjoyed that one. Good. You got in. You got to enjoy every goal, no matter who you score it against. You got to enjoy every goal. 100%. Hate hate these hate these muted celebrations. You you playing for your team now? Celebrate it. Most definitely. So, boys, who's the best overall opposition that you faced this season? Um, who have we played? It's a hard one. I, I, if I'm honest with you, I don't think that when we lose, it's because the opposition are better than us. I think when we lose, it's our own fault. So it's very hard to judge. Um, I think I I think personally. I think New Beckenham might be the best team that we like. I New Beckenham might be because we played team New Beckenham and Phoenix Sport. I, me personally, I would say because Phoenix Sport were quite good when we played yeah, them. I'd agree with Phoenix Sport. And Phoenix Sport were quite good when we played them. I'll be very honest. We lost to them, and that was one of the only losses out of the whole season. I said, oh, okay, cool. That they they are actually a, quite a good team compared to everyone else that we've lost to. I feel like. We play them. We'll play them again, and we'll probably beat them. If you, if you understand where I'm coming from. Cool. So Phoenix Sports, maybe yeah. New Beckenham, the best yeah. teams that you play. Who, what's your been your favourite game so far this season? <sighs> Kieran, you're the coach. You, you must have emotion going through you. Yeah. You re- yes. <laughs> Most definitely. Uh, I would say perhaps the three to uh, New Beckenham, and just to the point where at this team you you lose two in the bounce, and it does feel like a, a tragedy. Uh, it is a very competitive group. Uh, where Sunday League, do you see teams that get a win every every odd year? So with with us, it is a very competitive group. So that that two years, um, uh, two sorry that that two games sorry apologies the two games that we lost uh going into that game it was a very important win and uh, the um, the type of performance it was uh it just made it that more important uh coming back and getting a last minute winner um. Yeah, it was a and it was a, a well celebrated win. So most definitely in terms of passion and entertainment, uh, I, I would also say maybe I, this is something I just. But I would also say as well, it was a preseason game we played. We played against um, Bolden Sport A. Yeah, um, yeah, and that was a very very good game personally very, to yeah. me because it, it just because um, we get members around the league that uh, we play pretty football, but we're not aggressive enough or whatsoever. That's that's what we hear all the time from different teams, different other teams that tell us that's what they think. Mm-hmm. That game showed that we can do both. Uh-huh. Yeah, but, I mean, Bolden, Bolden Sports, they can do both as well. I mean, if you want yeah, to get yeah, the game, wants to go there with them, they'll they'll go there, but they can certainly play football as well. So they'll test, they'll test most teams. Yeah, that's that's the thing. So when we played them and we won, it was a very good victory. Even the last goal that we scored, just a very the celebration all together was just it was superb. Fantastic. Uh, we like Bournemouth Sports. A, eh? uh, they're a good side. So boys, this is a little bit more uh, less serious now. The the teammates section. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who's leading on the on this one, but uh, you're going to get some stick in the group chat. When this when this one comes out, no doubt. But uh, this is the teammate section where you get the opportunity uh, to to dig out the people who uh, whose behaviour is 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 less than desirable. Um, I don't know who's going to lead on these, but who's got the worst banter at Blase Ballers? I don't know. Do you know what? I actually think our banter is grade A. So it's very hard to say who's got the worst banter. Who has? But then who who has the like? Who has the worst of the best? Like people, people must have shown themselves in the group chat to have poor banter at times. Like face to face, that's different. But 
the group chat, you've had two seasons worth of COVID. There must be people that you're sort of booting out the group chat for crap banter I'll, I'll, during I'll COVID. George, I'll let George call this one. Personally, I would say Matt. I agree. <laughs> I agree with you. Like, can we have his, yeah, can Matt, we have Matt? Can we have Matt's full name, please? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Matthew, Matthew, Matthew. Yeah, Matt Farlan. That's his name. Okay. Matt to be fair, it's because uh, his his job uh, means that he can't say certain things. Yeah. So he has to be careful. Um, yeah. Also, Pensa. Oh yeah, Pensa. For, for that incident that he did, where he posted a picture. And he and he started advertising for certain things. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's an absolute nightmare right there. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Right. I would I would probably say right. These are those are players that were with us. Uh, the right now I think is more more of a thing where the banner isn't bad. It's just people probably people that are less involved in it. I would just say that's wouldn't say that bad banner. Just um, I think that's more more so the case right now. Uh, I wouldn't say anyone really has dead banter. It is. People are less involved than others. Okay, fair enough. Uh, who's the worst dressed? Goody. And I'm gonna tell you why. <laughs> oh, that was an easy one. Yeah, goody, goody, goody. I'm going. Right, so obviously our kit, especially well, our kit is predominantly half time we well, half time we wear blue kit. Now our blue kit is a very strong blue. For some reason, Goody thinks it's okay to wear a red underlay and lift his shirt up so it shows during the football match, and right. no one understands why he does it. So definitely goodie. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you're going to buy a red one, you could easily buy a blue one, couldn't you? I that's, suppose. What I'm that's, that's what we said, but it doesn't make sense. And uh, even <laughs> even if you want to go sort of budget with Sondaco stuff, it's not going to cost you too much money. We said that as well, but Goody is his own person. <laughs> you know what? Good. Goody's a free spirit, so we let him be. Let him <laughs> be. We can't. We can't. We shouldn't discourage free spirits. They're they're the people that make the world a better place. Hundred percent. So the biggest mono on the pitch at Blase Ballers, who has got that title for you Jordan, guys? Jordan, Jordan. No, it's not. It's not Jordan. <laughs> oh, it's tough. It's nice. actually not Jordan. There's Jordan that shouts at me for no reason all the time. Who? Asher. You're bringing Asher. Asher. So all right. So there's different types of moaning. There's the ones that get head loss, and then there's the ones that just complain and get on with it. I think I think Asher is just Asher just shouts at people for no reason. You pass him the ball and he will just shout at you. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> if you kick the ball long, he will tell you to go short. If you kick it short, he'll tell you to go long. Mixed messages. He's like my ex. <laughs> I'm sure he's well happy with that one. Who's got the worst taste in music? I don't know if you guys do the speakers and all that stuff in the change room before games, but who is going nowhere near those speakers? You know games? my pers- You know who I'm personally putting here? A1. Do you know why I'm putting A1? Because he only listens to drill. Yeah. And I English agree. That's it. He doesn't listen to no other genre but that. And I agree. Why, and that's why we don't let him near the speaker because we know that's the only thing he's going to put on. I think everyone else, it'll be similar artists, similar tastes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Couple, couple up, um, regular genres that come up in, in the change room, mostly US stuff uh, and things like that, similar artists. So I would say, yeah, I would agree potentially A1. I'm going to put my own name in there as well because I'm a little bit older. Uh, a few guilty pleasures that don't come out in the team. <laughs> I've, I've seen Wyo. I've 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 come to the game with Wyo in his car, and there's certain songs that he puts on, and you're just looking at him like, "What's going on here?" Listen, there's nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong with a, little, a bit of Luther Vandross in it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nothing wrong with Luther Vandross, but A1's music choice. A1 by name, not by music choice, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Not even by name, but even by name. <laughs> Why do we call him? No one knows. Right, longest in the shower. Take that question as you will. Jordan, Jordan. I'm saying yeah, Jordan. Jordan. This is Jordan because we'll be going home. He can shower literally when he gets home. What he will do, he will come, he'll shower and he'll let all of us wait for about 20, 30 minutes to to leave to leave while he's showering. We've never understood it. I don't understand it up to now. It's Jordan. He fans he fans shower facilities when I don't even see them at the, at the <laughs> so, uh, Yeah, he I don't know I don't know what it is, but he always somehow finds a shower. So yeah, it has to be him. He's the one that's very persistent with the whole shower room. Well, at least he's clean. At least he's clean, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so some more positive, positive slanted uh, teammates questions now. Who's the player's player? Who's leading by example on and off the pitch, Mister Dependable in every single way? Who's that for you guys? I don't know about I don't know about players' player because of the reason that you said. If I want to see you, uh, if you got your own, if you got your yeah. own candidate, please. Like that's, that's just one, the way I like see Issa, it. Because there's Issa. a guy called Issa, Charles Issa. We call him Issa. That I'm telling you, I think they should just have a camera just follow him all game. Because if if he's not tackling, or he's not, he just sometimes has a mind of his own. But it's very funny when you're watching it from the sideline, and he's just a great character to have around because it's just like he's quite unpredictable in certain things he's going to do, but it's yeah. very funny. Very, very funny. Also, so, since, since you came to the UK, I think we're his first 11-a-side um, team. Um, and he's just, he's just, he's just come in. And he's, his footballing style is very unorthodox. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think I've seen any... He's basically one Basaka defensively. And then going forward, he will just run past people like they're not there. And he's just... And he's, he's not the tallest. He's not the strongest. He's not the biggest. I don't think he's even the quickest, but he's just a player. What a player. What a player he is. So Issa, yeah, Issa gets it then. Issa gets it. You'll, you'll, catch him, you'll catch him on a view, analysing the game, and you'll be watching a throw on, and he's on the other side of the pitch, giving it a dance, celebrating a throw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you just never know what you're going to get with him. Like I'll be trying to analyse the goal, and I'll just see him doing the most obscene dance, or full-time whistles and things like that. So he, he definitely, he's definitely loving the moment. <laughs> Fair play. Close second would uh, close second would be Lee, by the in terms of just consistency. Yeah, I I have to agree in terms of, in terms of um, playing across different positions and um, productivity on the pitch and things like that. I think uh, players player would have to be uh, would have to be Levi in in the in the terms that you you said earlier. Fantastic. More than one candidate in your club means you are in the right place, guys. That's good to hear. Who's your unsung hero? Who's doing the dirty for the dirty work for Blase Ballers? I, I would say uh, our right back Daniel. I think mm. Daniel Daniel came into the club. No one really knew who he was. First game was great, and I think we take it for granted now how good he is on his side um, at right back. And I think we don't appreciate it enough. So I feel like this is his big up because I feel like we don't appreciate it. Enough. We talk about every other player, yeah. like what's maybe what's their problem or what they can improve on whatsoever, but we. Rarely do it with Daniel because he does his job. I don't. Like I don't think fullbacks generally. I mean, um, Trent Alexander Arnold for Liverpool has probably started yeah. this thing with fullbacks where it's starting to get praise for fullbacks. But yeah, yeah, in yeah. every other sort of level of football, especially non-league 
or grassroots fullbacks never get credit and but when you've got a good fullback it's such an it's such an amazing thing because uh, they do make a difference and yeah fantastic that you've got you've got that that guy in in your club and uh hopefully he'll he'll hear this and uh and it will spur him on that's, what, that's the whole point of it i agree right guys now back to gen uh general grassroots questions what do you think in your league or what bits have you seen in your journey so far uh, that is good about um, the development and support of grassroots football? What what sort of bits have you seen on, on your journey so far? Is that throughout? Are you talking throughout? Yeah, the it, could be, it can be this season. It can be your history or, or anything generally that you've picked up in the grassroots football. What are we getting right? I think, I think the community and the family aspects is really there. So for example, even... Uh, obviously before COVID and whatsoever they used to have the the monthly meetings that we'll all go to to wherever it may be wherever it may be have conversation and it's just the, the whole feel of Sunday League from us starting in Westford to now being in Birmingham and Alpington it's the family effect it's the whole everyone's trying to help everyone out mm. wherever it may be that, come, that might come from players refs uh, secretary officials wherever it may be it seems like it's a general, obviously, 90 minutes, 90 minutes game, everyone's happy. Um, everyone's happy and everyone's, everyone, no, not, sorry, during the 90 minutes, everyone is competitive. Yeah. Tapping, map flying, whatsoever. But as soon as the 90 minutes are done, everyone can shake their hand, see each other. I hope you guys have a good day. I hope you have a great season. See you later. That's the feel factor that I get from Sunday League and it's like, that 90 minutes just takes away any bad things that may be happening in people's lives at, at that certain time. So I think that takes away, that's a great thing that I've, I can understand and we've developed it throughout the three seasons that we've been running. That's fantastic for you to say that. And I'm glad that's a common, that's been a common theme through, through all of your experiences in Sunday League football and you have not, not seemingly had any overwhelmingly ne- negative um experience so far that's great and it's good to hear and it doesn't surprise me uh with the leagues that you've been in that that has been your experience um not no surprises there at all on the flip side of that though where, where do we need to improve in grassroots football and it might not be the footballing community but what parts of grassroots football do we need to improve uh, i would say um, oh you go on. no I was, I was gonna say um in terms of like funding and support um or access mm. to funding and support I think I think that's a key thing. I think there's a lot. There's loads of clubs out there that want to. That well, there's, there's obviously there's the clubs that want to develop and, and progress. And I think the, there's the clubs that are just trying to maintain where they are. And I even think I even think those ones that are just trying to maintain where they are are still struggling because mm. of funding. And I think it's really important that we understand that clubs, like as I said earlier as well, or alluded to earlier, they offer they offer people like a break from the like the troubles of of life and stress. Mm. Um, and yet they're still struggling to find funding. To, to keep those clubs going and to it find does it ground. does feel like when we t- when we hear about the football foundation and grassroots initiatives and all this stuff that the money seems to stop at a certain <clears> level it doesn't <throat> come all the way down it doesn't come all the way down to us at, at yeah. Sunday League football and uh, especially like in, in, in this more, like day and age where obviously mental health is 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 in the spotlight and mm. like I don't think I don't think people fully understand or at least people higher up don't fully understand how important football clubs at, at grassroots level are. Yeah. to support like the community again and, and those people who have mental health like people are coming to, to a Sunday to get a bit of a break and they might not even tell you that there's an issue but there's still an issue at home and 
they're trying to get away from that when they come down. And, and, and it's that kind of support to allow clubs to, to thrive and to even just, like I said earlier, even if they don't want to progress, just to be able to, to sustain themselves over, mm. over a certain amount of time. I, th- I think that funding for for clubs, it, it's just lacking in, in my opinion. I agree. Um, some some clubs offer football for hundreds of people every week. Some club, a team will offer football for 15 people a week, but everyone's just as important uh, as the other. We need we need to give clubs support. We've seen this this um, year, this season, an unprecedented amount of clubs that are folded or decided that they can't continue this this season at least. Uh, and maybe with a little bit of support or arm around the shoulder, show, being shown how things can be done. Uh, getting on the accredited scheme or the charter standards that used to be called, doing these all these various things to help clubs, it doesn't seem to be, to, doesn't seem to, to me, it doesn't seem to be there. Yeah, 100%. I agree. <clears throat> Any other points to add to that part? Um, obviously, I think, um, as we alluded to before, obviously, we're calling, I think um, pitches definitely need to be improved yeah. um, throughout the area because I feel that there are, we have that. A circular amount of pitches in the area, and it's not enough. It's not that there's too many Sunday league teams and matches being played on these pitches to be maintained throughout the whole season. For by yeah. the time it now gets to winter season that we're in right now, you'll have pitches that are either maybe waterlogged or mm. the pitch, the middle of the pitch is wet, the rest of it's dry, or you're on a downward slope of the pitch, or whatever it may be. I feel that pitches definitely as a whole, especially in the southeast London area, because I don't even think I personally don't believe there's even enough pitches. That I feel that mm-hmm. we, we can name about thirty pitches, but I think compared to the amount of teams there are in southeast London and the amount of leagues there may be, yeah. I think there needs to be at least either more or a huge improvement on the pitches in and around the area. I agree with you for that, on that point, but what I will say is I think we're actually a victim of our own of our own success in South East London, where yeah. where where grassroots football or Sunday League football is so popular, and, and we love us, we love our um, Sunday League football in this area. If you actually mm. think about it, you look at the area between uh, that you played in between the Southern Sunday across South, across South East London from South West to South East London, and then down to North Kent. There's yeah. loads of football grounds, but we've just got yeah. loads of teams between Westford, the Southern Sunday, and Alkington Bromley. There's nearly 300 teams there, yeah. so that's mad. And you think all those grounds that are catering for these um, teams, we've got yeah. enough grounds, but we, you're right that they're just being overplayed. But that's just through necessity because yeah. there's no there's no free G's being built. People yeah, aren't making free yeah. G's. Yeah. People are people are relying on councils during a time of economic downturn to mm. invest in these playing surfaces. Uh, and they're just not able to do it and they won't do it. Um, so actually, what we are is a victim of our own success in in our area because we love our grassroots football. Everyone wants to play Sunday League. Everyone wants to start a team with their mates like you guys did. You've made a success of it now, but um, people want to do what you've done. Um, and you shouldn't, we shouldn't sort of um, say, don't do it because you, we, there's, you're going to mess up a pitch somewhere. Everyone wants uh-huh. to play football. And you know we are, we're a victim of our own success. Most definitely. Uh, one thing I like to add to that is always um, the, the the quality of the pitches uh, in terms of pre- uh, producing more three G pitches would then coincide in terms of the amount of games that are cancelled due to bad weather. Yeah. Um, so one thing uh, for me that is frustrating, but uh, I can't 
it, it isn't it, the league's fault, it isn't the team's fault, but for the fact that so many games get cancelled due to bad weather, and you look at the league table and see a team that has played five and you've played 15, it's very hard to manage. And I don't envy the league at all, but I feel like the league do need, do need more support in terms of when I go about my everyday, uh, day-to-day life, I will go past a facility or an empty space or empty green or empty grass. I think that could just be another opportunity for uh, grass pitches there. And in, in terms of what we, what Wild touched on earlier, in terms of the community, we, we, we know as people from South East London how big football is in terms of how, how good football is used to as a positive distraction or a positive influence to um, negative alternatives. Mm. Absolutely, man. I think that's a great way to end that question. This is the last one. This is just your time just to thank people that have either helped you get the club off the ground, helped you um, get the club to where it is today, um, or sponsors or anything like that that have helped uh, Blase Ballers up until uh, now. Go ahead, boys. Um, I mean, first of all, as you kind of just mentioned, you have to give a shout out to all of our sponsors as well. Um, Because as I mentioned earlier, funding isn't the best that at our level um, and without these these sponsors we wouldn't have been able to get off the ground so um, big shout out to Pat's Punch Lux Bell and Sound Dimensions as well who have helped us um, with kits and and like just some generally supporting the team anyway um, also big shout out to those who come down to to support us on on the sideline every Sunday um, make sure of families and friends as well um, huge shout out to them because again like they, they keep us going They're, they are and, and there's definitely been games where we've played where we're a little bit down and just them charting on the sides or supporting us on the side has given us that, that extra edge and that top man um, on the pitch. So so big shout out to them. Um, in terms of like going forward, like again, like we just wanted to open up as well. Like we are a club that are developing and we are trying to start up a, a youth team next year or an under 16s next year, actually. Um, so if there are any potential sponsors, anyone who is interested, please do get in touch with us uh, via our social media. Um, which is Blase Ballers on Instagram and, and Twitter and <laughs> on YouTube as well. George, you're going to interrupt me when I'm talking. No, I said, uh, no, on Twitter, BB, BBFC World. Yeah, never interrupt me like that again, though, please. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, and on Twitter as well. Um, yeah, so it, it, obviously, if you're just listening and you want to follow us, um, please do follow us on the socials. Um, that would be amazing. And if you are a potential sponsor as well, that would be amazing. If you, if you want to get in touch, we can obviously have those, have those conversations. Kieran, George, I don't know if I left anyone out. If I did, um, forgive me. I was, I was just going to say shout out to the people that actually started it as well. Um, obviously, me and Wyo, went, we weren't original, but um, obviously Kieran was, um, Nick, um, Markel, Keenan, um, all the originals that started this. Um, became From an idea is now a real thing, and let's hope that we can push it on. And shout out to the current committee members and Asher and Lever as well, and Nick, who couldn't be here. Shout out to my mum as well. Yeah. <laughs> Always shout out the mums because invariably <laughs> one of them one of them washes the kits and moans at you guys for not turning your socks in the right way round. So <laughs> <laughs> uh boys, this has been a really enjoyable interview. Uh, it's been a pleasure to see the journey, uh, obviously, uh from a from a Mottenham Planfield Cup game against Highfield Rovers, the first time I saw you guys, and to today the top of um division two in the OBD SFL. It sounds like you've all got your head screwed on. It sounds like we're going to be hearing about Blase Ballers uh, for the years to come. I wish you all the very best. Thanks for being a great guest. Uh, and I'll hopefully bump into you sometime on the, on the, on the field of play and we can have a, we can have a good game together. No, I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks um, for, um, 
giving us this platform. And, and also, by the way, thank you as well because obviously you're trying to develop that. Um, what's that? The the no the the, the no knowledge of grassroots football as well. Yeah. So really appreciate that. Yeah, oh, man. So if, if it if it wasn't for good teams like you, we'd have nothing to talk about. So I have to give all the thanks to the teams, and, and oh, yeah, it's, really, it's a pleasure. It's, it's really good what you've been doing, and just continue it because it really just highlights all the Sunday league teams that might not even have that, maybe even YouTube or whatsoever, just really highlights what they're doing in the league. Appreciate that. No problem, guys. All the best and I'll speak to you soon. That's all right. All right. Thank you very much. Back with Graham after our guests, Blase Ballers. Uh, nice words said about the uh, Southern Sunday. Um, I was wondering if there was any animosity from the guys why they left the leagues but I think um, everything they said um, was complimentary about Westford and the Southern Sunday a good bunch of guys uh, who we wish all the very best let's talk about perhaps some of the teams the Blase Ballers guys played against last season with our predictions as predicted by Hugo who's currently leading the way 33 points um, so far this season he's leading myself and Dan who I think we're five or something points behind. What are we? Four points behind. So It's, it's close. All, it's close. It's all to play for. It's all still to play for this season. So the games, first up, as we, took, as we spoke about our praise of the Marcus Lipton Cup, uh, another cup upset potentially raises its head this week. AFC Old Town, who have history of knocking out higher-placed teams, um, play Junction Elite first in a game we tried to predict last week, but it, it didn't happen. Uh, what was the reason for the postponement this week, Graham? Rather embarrassingly, I've been sent of pictures of the goal. Pitch actually looks fairly decent. There is not a white line of paint anywhere. How on earth can you let out a pitch and not mark the bloody pitch? That's From a counsel. fixtures perspective, it drives me mad because what's happened, that's now resulted in two other fixtures now being postponed yep. so that I can then free up those teams. It's just, we need to get the season played, you know, and local councils and private providers, lazy. Please. Help us out here, guys. We're the volunteers here. We're trying to get our first season, full season completed in three years. It's something that I want more than anything. It's something that the teams want and you've got to help us out. Uh, it's embarrassing, to say after, the least. After a period of poor weather, what, why, what are they marking the pitches once a month? Do they even do it once a month? I don't, I don't know, Andrew. I don't know. It just drives me insane. Um, and it just, it just has such a negative impact on other people because fixtures are set and you can't, you can't rearrange them. You know, you just have to call games and it just keeps getting bumped up. And yep. and we know that by the first week in April, we're going to be about 25, 30% down on pitches because the likes of Merton Council are going to take their goalposts down and not give us an extension. So this is what we get in South West London mm. every year. And this is why we've not had a fully completed season for this will be the third year. Um, it's out of my hands, you know. Yeah, I don't think anyone's blaming you, Graham, but just do your jobs, councils. Come on, mark the pitches. It's the least you can do. Even if you water down the bloody paint, just do it once a week. Get well, your I agree. Worth. It's like Wandsworth Common yesterday. You know, we get there, it's a boating lake. That water's been sat on there all week. You know, yeah. they've got to make it so that water would still be there today. It's a perfect day outside. Mm -hmm. Are the council on those pitches at Wandsworth Common getting the water up to give it a chance for next week to breathe? No, no they're just going to let the water just sit there yep. stagnated dirty horrible muddy water it's disgusting 
100 quid a pitch, you're having a laugh. <laughs> right, let's stop talking about the crap stuff and get back to the good Sorry, stuff. Sorry, you've distracted me. Sorry, I know. I know. I, that was my fault, everybody. That was my rant, you see. I've been waiting two weeks to get this rant <laughs> out, and now you've, you've allowed me to rant. So thank you for that. Appreciate it. No problem. So the first game, as I said, uh, a team that have had headline grabbing cup wins this season, AFC Old Town from League Nine. Um, their season this so far, they played Junction Elite. Uh, first team who have had a flawless season in terms of Southern Sunday competitions. Let's talk about Old Town first. They're the home team. As I say, League Nine, currently sixth in the division, but have two or three games in hand from the teams above them. I don't think it helps them that much uh, in terms of the... No, I'm talking rubbish. Yes, it does. Uh, AFC are sick, um, sixth in the division. 17 points from nine games. Um, a plus eight goal difference after nine games. Not fantastic but um, as I've said uh, those games in hand if they do win the three games in hand it puts them into second place they're doing all right Uh, Old Town's form so far this season uh, so far sorry in the last three they have three wins from their last three in fact their last loss you have to go back to the 5th of December Um, they drew with Vauxhall Virgins so one two three four They've won four of their last five games, which is a fantastic uh, return for Old Town. Uh, as I say, um, only one of those was in the cup, and that was against Locomotive Wimbledon. Um, sorry, another win against Old Sartonians uh, in the Dylan Rigobert Trophy as well. A good, they're having a good time in the cups. Can they repeat this form this week? Uh, their top man is Mike Fargo, uh, with ten in eleven games in in Southern Sunday competitions. So let's go to their opponents. Can I just get in? Can I just get in? Yeah, please. A bit of context in terms of AFC Old Town, who they've beaten. So they've beaten uh, Clapham Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they've beaten Locomotive Wimbledon, which is pretty um, outstanding as well. Yep. Um, so from that perspective, you know, they've got a really good um, pedigree in the competition for playing teams of a higher division. Yeah. So, you know, they're going to be in f- fully confident in this, Andrew. I don't think there's any question about that. They're, they're going to go for this. Junction Elite are going to know they've been in a game by this by the end of it. If the game happens, it better. <laughs> don't get started. Don't, don't start all that again. <laughs> uh, in terms of higher placed opposition, I think um, in the, the team of the teams left in the Marcus Lipton Cup, it doesn't get much tougher uh, than... Um, Old Town's uh, opponents in Junction League uh, in the league, um, just one draw that will really upset them uh, in the league so far from their nine games, no losses, twenty-five points from nine games, plus thirty-three goal difference, so over three goals a game averaged uh, by the Junction. And that league was Brixton first. Town; they were the only team to get a, uh, get a draw against them. Uh, just to throw that in, that's fine. That's thank you. Um, they haven't played. Uh, they didn't play this week. Obviously, this is rearranged from last week. They drew with kudos in normal time uh, and won in pens in the Ken Bailey Cup. Um, so Junction Elite winning their last cup game uh, out in the Marcus Lipton last round. They beat Atletico Buble um, 6-1 and they beat um, they beat kudos Athletic 3-2 in um, the league. Uh, that. So their last three, uh, two wins. Uh, and a draw in all time, but they did win the game on penalties. Um, before that, you'd have to go back to uh, season 19, uh, 20, uh, 1920, uh, f- or sorry, 2021 for their last loss, I imagine, in, in Southern Sunday competitions. 
It's been it's fantastic. Certainly been a, it's certainly been a long time. And and I think with that penalty win over Borussia Battersea, um, you know, we know Borussia Battersea are in League Nine, the same division as AFC Old Town. So they will take quite a lot of heart if they can take them to a penalty shootout. Then why can't Old Town? Exactly. That would be the aim for the boys, I guess. Take him into deep water. Uh, not on, not at Wandsworth Common, uh, but <laughs> uh, and I like gonna, that one. They're, they're going to try and make it tough for the free-scoring uh, Junction League. Their top man this season is Godfrey Watkins. Toko, you've heard that name a lot. Um, we've had Junction Elite on our games of the week um, because every game for them at the moment is a cup final. The season they're having it, it is brilliant to watch. He's thirteen goals in twelve games but Polita, Peter Malasso has 10 in 9 uh, Ryan McFarlane 7 in 13 Chris uh, Charles Hamja 7 in 7 uh, and Nana Apoku has 4 in 11 they've shared a scores around 14 different scorers yeah. um, for them this season uh, a fantastic year for Junction Elite who shall be our guests on next week's podcast uh, oh i see that he jumped all over that today didn't he i saw that i've been talking to him for years about getting him on and we got him on to a sort of shared southern sunday podcast that we had a little while ago i remember that one yeah that was with westminster wanderers on there as well yeah yeah hugo uh, came on westminster came on and i think his team his club mate billy from junction elite billy oran yeah billy is a good lad very good lad lad. Uh, but aaron's gonna take the step up i think he's a bit shy uh, he so... is, to be fair to him, he is. So <laughs> I, I was quite surprised he gobbled that up straight away. But yeah, I, I'm just pleased that someone put their hand up for it because I don't like you struggling and kind of begging for people to come on. It's a privilege to to do this. And, you know, people should kind of step up to the plate and fulfil their obligation. Well, there's no better club than uh, it, for the things they do in the community uh, than Junction Elite. And, you know, you've got the likes of St Matthew's Project as well. But Junction Elite, especially with that um, a very recent case on on social media oh don't start me on no, that no we won't talk about the details of it but um junction elite offering him offering the the, the lad um some stuff and put a smile back on his face instantly absolutely. that's their immediate sort of area and community that that happened um, absolutely so well done to aaron and Lennon. this is where football is so important and people should never dismiss the importance of a football club whether it's a grassroots football club or a professional football club to its local community and when you see local councils and you know other authorities not support that it just goes to show how much they don't actually get the connection that there is there it's massive and we need more investment in it for sure exactly and they can't even mark a pitch up for them agreed Right, so the predictions. Let's stop praising Junction Elite. Now we're going to have to put some real, some real uh, talk to their uh, game this week against uh, Old Town. So the guest predictors this have week. Have they changed from last week's predictions? That's what I want to know. Hugo didn't. Okay, fair play. He's gone 4-1 to Junction Elite. Right. Um, interesting. Dan has, uh, he's got, his, he loves a little write-up with his predictions, Dan. So this is Dan's write-up. Uh, he's changed my mind on the score. Right. Uh, Old Town still breaking down at the junction, but 5-1 to the elite. <laughs> he likes a little riddle, doesn't he? He does. I like it. It gives it gives a bit of a bit of a change to me having to put any meat on the bones. Dan well, they're better than your up. jokes anyway. Yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, they are. Uh, I'm going to go <laughs> for junction elite to win. So Hugo 4-1, uh, Dan 5-1. I'll go 3-1 to junction elite. I'll go inside then just to play the percentages uh, but that will be a fantastic game and um old town 
um, have earned a lot of respect in, in their cup exploits this season. If they do go out, um, they are going out to one of the, well, the informed team um, without. They're one of them teams that we're looking at, Andrew, in terms of outside the Premier Division. If it's not going to go to AFC Ballum, the sole survivor, where's it going to go? Yeah. Obviously, there's no swag there. There's no Sporting Continental there. So you look at London Ravens, you look at Junction Elite. Um, we're looking at uh, AFC Old Town. We're looking at St Andrews. We're looking at Wimbledon Wolves. We're looking at Wimbledon Commoners. There's lots of really other good teams still left. So. It, it could go anywhere, that Lipton. It really honestly could. And the quality of the final is not degraded by any team from outside of the Premier, Premier Division making the cup final. It will still be a fantastic game of football. Without a doubt. So that's the predictions. Everyone going for Junction Elite, but we've seen Old Town um, have an upset in them. So no one, no surprises there, uh, especially with the, ped- the the quality of predictions from the Silk Grassroots podcast of, of, of us all getting them wrong. Let's get on to the next game in the Tony Eldridge Championship. Um, another big game in the um, title hope, in the promotion hopes for, for one of the teams, another team, uh, the other team battling at the bottom, very much need to win, uh, having reaching nearly the, 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 the final games of their season. Batsy Dogs got the win this week, 6-1 against their opposition uh, Wheat Sheaf Athletic, they play again this week, and it mm. makes and it makes the ga- the games of the week. I think because Batsy Dogs, it's becoming must win for them to to claw uh, South London Giants and West Norwood into that relegation zone. Um, a good pick this one, Graham. Uh, yeah, I, you Dogs. normally do ask me, and it is a bit of a strange. It, I, I would grant it is a bit of a strange pick. There were probably other fixtures on the fixture list that would have been more stand out, and probably people would have expected me to go. But I thought, you know, well, let's let's change it up and let's just put a bit of spotlight. We haven't really focused or drilled down into either Wheat Sheaf or Battersea Dogs this year, and we're all about inclusivity on yep. this podcast. Yep. So yep. let's throw this fixture in, and actually, can Battersea Dogs repeat the win if they do? They might have a chance of staying up if they get another win. They might do. They're going to need two wins. They're going to need to yep. do it on points. Their their goal difference is atrocious. Uh, from forty two, uh, from twelve games, they've managed a minus forty one goal difference, which isn't going to do them any favours. They could easily reach the point totals of the West Norwoods, even Wheatsheaf. Um, exactly, they could drag it. them in. Yeah. Uh, so Wheatsheaf, West Norwood, South London Giants, and Battersea Dogs make up. Um, fifth to eighth place, as I read it. About uh, CF six points from twelve games, not good from them. Uh, two wins this season from from the twelve games. One of them coming last week against the opposition that they play. Uh, the last three games, as I say, a six-one win against Wheatsheaf and an eleven-nil uh, shellacking against the champions Sporting Continental, putting them to the sword. Uh, and South London Giants, the team that sit just above them in the relegation zone, winning 4-3 against them. Uh, so that's that could have been the nail in the coffin. Let's see uh, this weekend. Uh, Batsy Dogs' top man is Dan O'Hara. Eight, eight goals, Graham, in 16 games. That's a good return for a team seemingly having absolutely no joy yeah. um, this season. I don't know if most of those goals came this week. Um, Do you know who their um, other game is against? that's no. not scheduled yet. So they've got obviously Wheat Sheaf. Their other game is against West Norwood, Andrew. Cool. And there's bad blood between the teams as well. Their, uh, their last game <laughs> is against West Norwood. If they were to beat Wheat Sheaf and beat West Norwood, 
that would I'm be just enough. throwing it out there. I'm just yeah. throwing it out there. You can all think, listeners, think what you like, read into what you like. But I think this is really interesting. I really do. Fantastic. Uh, intriguing. Uh, times in relegation battles are as important as the title challenges. Don't take your eyes off of those. The, the Wheat Sheaf boys, their league campaign so far, 11 points from 10 just over the average of one point per game. Not good enough for the boys. They have had a resurgence recently, but not good enough um, overall. It looks like even with their games in hand, they can't really uh, get involved uh, in the with, in the team. With the teams above, it looks like mid-table uh, will be the finish for Wheatsheaf um, this season, despite, as I say, a slight resurgence. Their last six, their last three games was the loss last week against their opponents this week, Batsy Dogs. They drew um, to Bath Old Boys, which like, looks like a good point, the form yeah. that Bath Old Boys have been on. And they beat their title rivals, um, Peckham uh, Cosmos United, sorry, 3-2 uh, last out. Before that, they had a fantastic run of games. They lost 8-2 to um, South... Southwest Rangers from you'd the have had eight, you'd have hated to be them. That you'd have day, hated to you? be them, but then the week after they did the weeks after they three beat straight wins, three straight wins, and only the uh, Batsy Dogs. That was the first loss from um, from the twenty third of January onwards. They was on a lovely little run. Uh, really put the kibosh on it this week um, with the loss to Batsy Dogs. I'd love to hear some context to that one, guys. Their top man, the Wheat Sheaf Athletic top goal scorer is Morgan Burns. Six in eight. They do share the goals around, though. Joshua, yeah. Joshua Bagari has five in 13. Uh, Paul Taylor, five in 14. Uh, Tengu Calvin has four in eight. They have 11 different strikers, and five of them have four or more. Uh, they do share the goals around. They don't score a hell of a lot of goals. Um, just the uh, 15 in 10 for their minus 11. Again, probably saying... Wheat sheaf promotion. Uh, they'll they'll find themselves probably in the championship last season. This game really does uh, make make or break uh, wheat sheaf season. It has to be said. They'll have a tricky few games remaining. The predictions. Then, <clears throat> anything you want to say on this game before we move on to the predictions, Graham? Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what the result is, and uh, I wonder whether any of our guest predictors would have worked out that they played yesterday uh, or not, or whether they've just gone straight off the bat. Let's see. Let's have a look. So Dan's first with his little. Oh, here we go. What's right. the wine this time? Something <laughs> uh, to do about dogs. Is, uh, it's got to be. Let's see. Wheat sheep have definitely improved over the second half of the season, so it could be tight. Anything is pausable. Okay, so we've gone for cats rather than dogs. Fair enough. Well, dogs have paws as well. True. I would think uh, <laughs> if you were thinking of paws, though, I would think of automatically of a cat, but that might just be me. I'm giving Dan the benefit of doubt there. Okay. Uh, in this game, but I think he's going for a Desmond. Oh. He thinks a two-wheel draw for this one. Interesting. Hugo. Uh, where's Hugo's? He's gone Desmond as well. Really? Oh. Yeah. That's, have they been talking to each other, those two? I don't know. You never he did know give him a good shout-out, didn't he, last yeah. week, to be yeah. fair? Now, never... I said, to be fair, there you go. I've got my one in. You never know with these two, uh, scheming behind the scenes. I... <laughs> They're conspiring just to beat you, Andrew. That's what yeah. it is. Um, I'm, I, I can't see a draw. I'm just going to quickly... Yeah, they had a sub yesterday. So, Wheat Sheaf definitely didn't have low numbers. Uh, they, had the, they had the extra sub. Um I am going to back. Oh, God. You're going to go dogs, aren't you? I'm going to go 
yeah, I'm going to go back to see dogs just because I think they'll have the momentum. Uh, Wheatsheaf could easily overdo it and push uh, for the win tomorrow and get caught by a team who obviously had their number very recently. Um, I'm back. I'm going back to see dogs. I don't think it will be six one again. I think it's going to be a tight one. I'm going to go for uh, 2-1 to Batsy Dogs on Sunday, just to keep that uh, relegation fight going and, and a win, um, depending on other results, obviously. But Batsy Dogs on six points, the teams above them on nine. Uh, then Wheatsheaf in fifth place on 11 points. A win for Batsy Dogs yesterday gets uh, next Sunday, yesterday, next Sunday gets them back. On to nine points. Yeah, a loss, a loss. They're down, aren't they? As you quite rightly point out, for the goal yeah. difference. So yeah, yeah they're, they're relegated effectively next week if they lose. Must win for Batsy Dogs. They had a great result this week. So the next one in League Six, uh, a fantastic league so far this season. London Ravens B take on Argentina. Uh, London Ravens B um, are second in the division to the fantastic Poplar Rovers sitting top. London Ravens B with a good win this week. Um, getting past, uh, they won two one. Was it Sporting South that they beat two one? Yeah. So getting past Basement Boys two one. Um, whether that points at trouble within the camp, it doesn't matter. They're getting the wins. That's all that counts now. Twenty one points from fourteen games for the for the London Ravens boys. Minus one goal difference for a team sitting second in the division is a bit strange. It has to be said. Uh, their opposition, um, Argentina, sitting third in the division. Um, with 20 points from 11 games. Now, if you're Argentina with three points in hand, um, three games in hand against uh, London Ravens B, you're going to fancy yourselves to make, make up that one point over the three games. A fantastic game. London Ravens have 21 from 14. Argentina, 20 from 11. Argentina's goal difference much more healthier. Th- plus 13. They scored 33 goals in 11 games. That is exactly three goals a game. Easy for me to work out, even with my poor maths Very skills. clever. Very clever. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, London Ravens B's form. Not good yesterday. They lost to Clapham Common. Yeah, I thought Not they... good yesterday. Not good. I thought, I, thought I, I had them down as beating, scraping past on, but they lost to Clapham Common uh, in the league. Not a good result for them. Uh, Are you UB... getting confused with Sporting South beating UBLFC? Is that the one That's you were getting it. confused That's with? It. That's, That's it. all right. Apologies. Apologies to the listeners. I should have wondering. probably corrected you, but I zone out sometimes. You usually, yeah, the waffle that I'm speaking, you just. <laughs> <laughs> it's been uh, a long day. It has. Clapham Common beating them 2 1. So apologies for that nonsense um, punditry before. UBL CFC beat them the week before that, or the game before that, 5 4. Uh, and LMT won the week before that after a postponement. Um, three losses. No on the wins bounce. in five, Andrew, I think. Yeah, it is. They drew with Westminster under-23s the week before that. And then the last one before that was a popular Rovers loss, 4-3. Well, under Ravens B, in terrible form, perhaps, um, explaining that um, minus one goal difference uh, in a bit more detail. Uh, Their top man, though, Joshua Anderson, is a a striker in good form over the length of the season. 14 goals in in 13 games. Um, He's having no trouble at all. A good return. Uh, for uh, him, Argentina's form. They lost um, their game yesterday 2 0 to Junction League, thirds in the league. Um, no one wants this one. Uh, they beat Clapham Rovers of the Prem the week before that in the Marcus Lipton 3 2. A fantastic game. Very disappointing to then go and lose to Junction League, thirds this week. Um, perhaps 
uh, not being able to get up for the for the league fixtures, uh, uh, a, a little bit of um, adrenaline loss, perhaps Graham, and a four-all draw, credible four-all draw against top boys, popular overs, uh, that one. So just the one win in the last three um, for Argentina, but a very credible win it was. Uh, Julian Onagueti is their top man with eight in eleven. Uh, Argentina with 13 separate goal scorers over the space of the season, uh, four of those with four or more. Not exactly a massive um, goal scorer. They don't seem to be reliant on one particular player, Graham, but they're just going about their, um, their their job professionally this season. The good win in the Cup against Clapham Rovers, obviously this week they've had a bit of a bump, but the games in hand still puts them in a good position. Um, Poplar Rovers, really, though, their goal difference, again, is... They've, with the three games in yeah. hand, can can Argentina get 13 goals better than Poplar? You wouldn't put it against them, but it, no. it, it's looking good for Poplar for the promotion places. I, I think they'd I think they'd be kicking themselves after that defeat yesterday, especially when they've seen London Ravens be then lose to Clapham Common in on form, which and on paper, which looks a really unlikely uh, result. Uh, I, I think this one being at 16 game division. It's win or bust, really, for London Ravens. I think if they don't yeah. come up with the goods, I think they're in trouble. I think the team to watch there in the table is UBLFC Old Boys. Um, again, you know, they didn't do themselves any favours either uh, yesterday. But, um, yeah, London Ravens B, I think they're going to just have to come out all guns blazing. Forget what's gone on in the last five games. Almost use the two last two games as a sort of mini cup finals, if you like. And they've got to throw the kitchen sink if it's a draw. Um, you know, with a few minutes to go or they're behind, they're going to have to put players on. They're going to have to pile it forward and mm. put the defender up front and just throw everything at the kitchen sink because they have to win that game on Sunday. There's no ifs, buts or maybes. Absolutely agree with you there. Uh, Hugo, back in Argentina, 3-1. He's looked at the form of London Ravens B um, and put two and two together. And for me, come up with the right um, with the right. Um, winner in this one. I think Argentina will win the game too. Uh, I'm going to go 4-2 to Argentina on this one. I think it's going to be a big game. That goal difference from Rolanda Ravens B and the amount of goals they're conceding recently um, worries me for them in this one uh, on Sunday. So I'm going to Yeah, go. I am. I am. I'm actually refereeing this one okay. enough, next Lovely. Sunday. So I'm actually looking forward to seeing uh, London Ravens B. I've not seen them this season. I've seen Argentina, I think, twice. Uh, the last game I did with Argentina was that 4-4 classic against Poplar, where they showed unbelievable character and fight um, to come back from a deficit and scoring stoppage time um, after being really quite far behind. The, the London Ravens thing, being sitting second in the in the league on a minus one goal difference is extraordinary. And mm. uh, it's a bit like the St. Matthews Project B thing we were talking about earlier on. You know, I suppose if you're going to get the ball in the um, in the net, it doesn't matter how many you're going to concede, but that is going to catch up with you sooner or later if you can't keep the goals out. And for the last five games, their form says everything about their season. Um, you know, they were quite far behind. They put on a really good run of form together to get themselves into a really good position. And it looks like they flushed it down the toilet and pushed the self-destruct button. That's what it looks like to me. Absolutely. Dan um, saying that he went and tried to back his Clapham-based mates last time, but I think things got a bit mess. He thinks things will get a bit messy. Argentina. For, oh, for yeah, La- yeah, yeah, yeah. London Ravens. You knew sister. that was coming. You knew that was coming. <laughs> uh, 2 1 to Argentina for Dan. So, so clean... he's going close. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, well, I mean, they average. Yeah, they I mean they average three goals scored a game. They didn't so. score yesterday, though. They didn't no. score, which is unusual. Uh, so we're all back in Argentina. Thank you, Dan. For... No pressure, Argentina. No pressure. They've all no. gone for you. No, and that's London Ravens B team talk sorted out as well. Agreed. Recording this. They're going to be playing us in their dressing room before the game and cursing <laughs> us, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I noticed you were very, very careful not to sort of lean any in any which way on on your chat. I am an well. unbiased chairman, Mr. Wheaton. You know that now. <laughs> in League Nine, the very last game of our predictions. Um sees Vauxhall Virgins they absolutely battered Borussia Battersea uh, it looks like potentially putting them um, out of the yeah. uh, title race I'd go with that actually I would go with that I know they've got another six games to play but I think the strength and depth of the other teams I think is going to be too much so I, I will agree with you on that yeah I think they just just did sadly for the boys uh, Vauxhall Virgins play Brixestain who are in third play so third first against third is a very very intriguing game voxel virgins top 28 points from 12 games um a plus 19 goal difference 41 goals scored by the virgins they've scored very regularly this season for virgins that's for sure uh bricks are staying oh he's here all week he's here all week <laughs> 25 points in 12 for Brixestain, who have gone about their work in League Nine very quietly, calmly, and professionally by the looks of things. They have snuck up the table, haven't they? Yeah, and they've got a cup semi-final to go with that as well. So, um, yeah, they're having quite a good uh, quite a good debut season. And if you think if they can beat the Virgins this week, they'll both be 13, play 28 points. So, uh yeah. <laughs> we've always said about this division uh, in particular, we've always said that this is one of the maddest divisions that there is out there. And mm. it really is mad. I think, you know, Vauxhall Virgins, you know, you've got the Dons there, Brick Sustain, um, Deportivo and Old Town. You know, it's still a five horse race, irrespective of what happens at the weekend. Absolutely. Just a bit of form then from the teams. Uh, the Vauxhall Virgins are Having a great old time. Let's make no uh, bones about it. Five straight wins, I think, in all competitions. Five straight wins. The last time out, they battered their um, rivals in the in the League Nine division. Uh, Borussia Battersea five one. They then they'd beaten Junction League thirds already. They'd beaten Deportivo La Coruña. They're beating the teams around them, and that is what champions do. They beat Deportivo La Coruña three two. They beat the Dons one nil. They beat impressive LMT in the Marcus Lipton five four. Um, and they lost their last defeat was a 5-1 defeat to Borussia Battersea in the Dylan Rigobert Trophy. And they avenged that loss handsomely yesterday. Um, and that would have felt good. Um, so Can I just say to you as well, they're actually, they've got their place booked to the quarterfinal of the Marcus Lipton as well. They're only one of two teams, them and Wimbledon Wolves, have both got their foot in the last eight. So for a team from League Nine to get into the quarterfinal of the Marcus Lipton Cup, they are a good side. Yeah, well done, boys. Uh, massive success story for um, new teams coming into the Southern Sunday this season. Um, 20 goals in 14 games has Nathan Onre Wells. Um, they're sharing the goals at 12 different goal scorers, uh, four of them above five or more. Uh, Matthew Blakebra has eight, has nine in 15. Peter Irwin, nine in 14. Josh Master, five in 12. And Nick. Carskadden has four in six. Fantastic for Vauxhall Virgins, winning a lot of friends as they do 
and they go they've got a lovely kit job. as well by the way you quite like their kit and it's a pink it's it. a pink one yeah, isn't it like a salmon type pink i was very very impressed yesterday <laughs> very impressed Rick Sassane's uh, story of the uh, tail of the tape so far this season, or the last three at least, they have three from three uh, games won so far this season. You have to go back to the 30th of January for their last loss um, against the Venezia Dons 3-1. But they're having a good time of it at the moment. Their top goal scorer this season um, is, is Jan Powell. Just three goals in 14. Um, that doesn't look like all of their information has been put no, on to full time. It looks well short. <laughs> uh, for a team having such a good season, they've only they've only been able to, to call up eight. <laughs> I eight think goals. he needs to look at his stats. I think I think yeah. he looks well short. Yeah, they probably killed their best striker of a goal of a striker of the a, a golden boot award or something. Well, but they're yeah. going to they're definitely listening. I've told the two teams today that uh, they're featured. So uh, if he's listening, get onto your full time and make sure the uh, the goals are scored are recorded against your players because uh, you've a couple of your players have probably missed out on a shout out there. Yeah, you want to give everyone a, a, a bit of credit. Don't worry about the assists and all that stuff. Some teams go into the the, the minutest of um, detail, minutes on, silver, and minutes off. Silver, bloody assist, ward and all yeah, this all, nonsense. All Let's not, not worry me. about that. We'd not like to me. see all the goal scorers, though. So sorry, Brick Sustain and the listeners looking in to, to hear there. But they're, they're 12 goals um, up on the goal difference, 36 scored in the 12 games. So averaging three goals a game, definitely not eight goals scored in Southern Sunday competitions this season. The predictions then, the Virgins meeting Brick Sustain. Um, Hugo is back in the Virgins 3-2. Um, Close, yeah. You can you, you're looking at the goal differences alone. You can you can see that as a very um, a very good shout. From, a credible prediction from yeah, uh, Mr. Credible. Campos. Yeah. Uh, Virgins to remain unpenetrated and not concede. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Dan. Here we go. Um, oh, that's got me. That has. He's going 3 0 to the Virgins. <laughs> I've gone. That's a fantastic one from Dan. That's his best joke yet. And you managed to, great. If you could, if this was a video, Graham has gone the color of a beetroot right now. <laughs> oh, that is a classic. Brilliant. I'm, that gets 10 out of 10 ratings, Mr. Beeler. Well done. Yeah, well, well done. Well done. 3 uh, 0 to, to make them. me laugh. Um, I'm gonna. I can. I can see the Virgins doing the business. They have beaten everyone in that title race, and they are going to add Brooks Sustain to that list. Sorry, boys. Um, I think it'd be silly to suggest otherwise. Uh, it, 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 it's must win for Brooks Sustain if they want to get in the title race. If they're happy with the, um, the the promotion, they can probably afford to lose this and hope the Dons uh, nick, uh, lose points elsewhere. But for me, I'm going for the. Voxel Virgins to win 3-2. I think it will be tight. Close um, again. So you've nicked Hugo's prediction. Did he go 3-2 as well? I believe he did. Uh, yeah, he, oh, I'm not going to do that then. 3-1 to the See, Dons. good job one of us is paying attention, isn't it? Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what you don't know, this is the third record in the art uh, one after No, I do I've know that. <laughs> I know you've had a day of it, mate. I know you've had a day of it. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go 3-1 to the Virgins. Everyone back in the Virgins. Let's just have a quick... Uh, run through the fixtures for this coming uh, Sunday, the 13th of March. Uh, Graham, what's your game this weekend before we before I well, get Well, I've there? got that blockbuster, haven't I, with the uh, London Ravens being Argentina. So I'm looking forward to that one. 
and then I've got probably a less eventful game in League Seven um, between Victoria Line, who I've not officiated yet against AFC Putney's second team, and Victoria Line will probably just want one more win from their last couple to make sure that their League Seven status is secured. So yeah, there's there's something on most of the games I would say still at the moment. Let's just have a little run through. Albion Park Life is a good looking game. The a bit of a derby there in in uh, Dulwich. Sadly, one drop of rain and that won't be played. Oh, don't even go there with Dulwich because it <laughs> went again yesterday. Just don't. Uh, some of the big games I'm looking through. LMT against UBL CFC. That's unlucky to miss out on the in the on the games this week. That's a fantastic one. LMT again catching the I, eye out of I nowhere. I think they've probably paid too many. I think. Um, compared to the others there and you've got Argentina and UBLFC mid-table I think they've just gone on their run a little bit too late but they'll be looking at cup uh cup uh, trying to get a cup on the board uh one of the big games obviously yeah you're pointing there yeah. Mondial and Rosendale what a game that is brilliant game uh, I think it's I think job done for Rosendale sports in terms of promotion um but Mundial B I think they beat them last time they played didn't they Mondial and Rosendale I think that might have been the only one that they have lost yeah, I think they did. Uh, we've just spoken about Virgins and Brixton Stain. There was another game that I've just seen there that I wanted to mention. But, uh, Briggs- Southwest Athletic Barnstormers there. Both, um, that'll be interesting. Southwest uh, Athletic have played quite a lot of games, but Barnes will want a win to upset that sort of uh, rhythm down at the bottom. You know, you've got Olympic Mayonnaise and others that are trying to, and Peckham Cosmos trying to scramble out of relegation. The Brissier Battersea Deportivo in yeah, League Nine, I think, is game. a classic. Great game. Uh, really good game. Um, Clapham Rovers play uh, Cosmos United. Clapham have had their upsets. They've been upset in the cup, should I say, before by lower place opposition. That could be a great game. That's Swag. a knockout one, that one. That's a quarter final. That's a knockout. Great. Um, Swag against Bath Old Boys will be intriguing. Same I mean, again. Knockout quarter final. And Southwest Rangers against Wimbledon. Both teams really struggling. But, but I've got a chance one of them will be in the semi final after that. And in the best cup in the Southern Sunday, the, the Silk Grassroots, Graham Rodbush Shield, AFC Bluebirds play Sporting South. A fantastic. Just a couple of others to pick up there, Andrew, which I could have chucked in. Newlands against Sellhurst. Yep. Interesting. Could have easily thrown that in. South City against AFC South London. I could have thrown that in. But I did think that we needed to preview some different teams this week. Absolutely. And, you know, these, these the opportunity to dig into some detail we do like to share around and, and speak about teams that don't probably get mentioned as much as they should, but we do only have four. Uh, it's basically limited by Twitter that we can only have four options yeah. on a pile. Otherwise we would have a lot more, um, a lot more uh, options, but Graham, thank you very much for your time again. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's been great to be back. It's been great to be back. Um, I've been looking forward to it uh, all week. So uh, yeah, thanks for having me back on and uh, looking forward to the games next weekend already. All the best mate. And I'll speak to you soon. Thanks very much, mate. Cheers, mate. Bye. Right. So back with Gibbs and the games of the week and the predictions uh, where we've picked four games uh, to uh, put to Mark Dolby, uh, myself and Gibbs to predict um, for are running and it looks like Mark Dolby is runaway winner at the moment Gibbs we've got a hell of a lot of work to do to catch up with him and all he could hit 100 points this season yeah you... I think we're going to need to 
we're going to start needing to hit some five points really to catch him because he's a uh, he's runaway leader at the minute. Absolutely right. So the games this week, uh, the first one up, Eltham Lions against Metrogas. Uh, Eltham Lions on the back of a big win this week against the Bandits. They're sitting top of Division Two, um, a very good Division Two. It has to be said. They're not they're not comfortable there by any stretch of the imagination. They have twenty one points from eight games so far this season, just the one loss. Um, the rest have been wins for Eltham Lions, a plus 17 goal difference, so meaning that they're, they're averaging a 2-0 win basically um, every week on their goals. Well done, boys. Um, their season or their last three games was a win against the Bandits. They lost 4-1 against Crocodile in their last game before that, and they beat Kingfisher 3-2. Um, their, their top goal scorer is Zachary Butler, who has 12 goals in 13 games. They also have Daniel Early, who has 11 in 16, and Dominic Giles, who has 9 in 16. Um, they have a lot of different scorers. 17 different players for Eltham Lions have scored for them this season so far. Gibbs, um, they haven't got an easy game, though. No. Uh, they're playing Metrogas. A very good game, this one. Two young teams, two sets of blokes absolutely in their prime um Metrogas are second in division two just the six games played in the league they've won every single one of them 18 points from six with a plus 19 goal difference after six games for the Metrogas boys outstanding from them um as you would expect there they've won three of their last three uh, a 10-2 win against Southeast Athletic in the Plumpsy Cup a 6-1 win against New Cross Rovers and a 3-2 Plumstead Cup win against Jam Cup specialists. Uh, Jam, and they and you know that they give their all uh, in the cup competitions. Uh, you have to go all the way back to the 28th of November, where they last lost the game. It wasn't in 90 minutes. It wasn't, um, the end of the result was 2 all um, at the end of play. They lost on penalties to Burridge Blues all the way back then. Um, and if you have to go back to the 10th of October to the Kent Junior Cup for Metrogas's last loss during the game. That was 5-1 to Hatcham Royals. A fantastic win for Hatcham Royals. That is looking like now. Uh, Metrogas's uh, top goal scorer of the season so far um, is James Dyer, 18 in 12. Uh, but you have to give a shout out to uh, George Oldfield. It says one game, one goal in 15 appearances here, but he scored a lot of goals yesterday. I'm not sure what's happened with the uh, stats. Maybe they haven't been put into the full time yet, Gibbs. But George Oldfield is the form striker, the form goal scorer for Metrogas. What do you think okay. the scores? What do you think the score's going to be on this one? Um, you know what? As as good a side as the Lions are, I can only see a Metrogas win on this, and they're scoring goals for fun, aren't they? To be honest. Um, yeah. I'm going to say 4-1 Metrogas. 4-1 Metrogas for Gibbs. Um, Mark Backingham, 6-1. He's seeing big goals this year. I'm going to go between the two of you. I'm going to go 5-1 to Metrogas. Um, but Elton Lions will be a tough team. Um, similar style oh, wow. to similar styles to Metrogas um, in the way they play. They can, they can do both. They can play football or, or they can go to war. So, uh, an interesting game. Good luck to both teams on that one. The next one brings together two teams from the same club, Borden Sports Westfer 
uh, in Division Three, taking on um, higher placed uh, brothers club brothers. Uh, Borden Sports A, Borden Sports A play their football in the Prem, but let's hear some of the Borden Sports Westfer stats. Uh, Nineteen get points from eight games for the Borden boys. That's Jimmy's team, isn't it? Yeah, Borden Sports Westfer. Yeah, it's Jimmy's team. Yeah. Uh, their form is pretty good. Uh, three wins from their last three games. Uh, the last win on the 27th of Feb was on penalties against Advent Mighty Royals. Uh, you have to go back to the 9th of January when, sadly, Borden Sports Westford lost 13-1 to Bayswater to their last um, defeat, which isn't to... You can just ignore that, basically, because uh, Bayswater <laughs> was such a good side. Um, before that, they're... The last win was the 21st of November against Catholic Club in the leader trophy. Um, their top goal scorer, Borden's top goal scorer, Borden Sports West for sorry, because we've got two Borden. Joe Foreman has 11 goals in six games, having a good season. Lee Lower uh, has eight in 14 and Noel Rodney has seven in 12. Good returns for uh, Borden Sports West for having a good team, having, having a good season, sorry, having dropped down. Um, a, a division or two last year that really seems to have suited them. And they look to be enjoying their football again. Uh, the Border Sports A, the opposition, um, they play in the Prem Division. They have 10 points from four games. No losses as yet uh, in the league for Border Sports A. Um, they're having a good season. Uh, it looks like they would have wanted to have played a few more games, though. Uh, their last three results, uh, they lost to penalties against Under the Radar after a two-all draw. Um, they drew with Bayswater two all, um, and they won one nil away to Marden Miners. A decent away trip for Borden Sports eight in the Plumpsy Challenge Cup. Uh, well, they travelled down to a Maidstone and Mid Kent team, uh, having a good season overall. Borden Sports I haven't played for a few weeks now. Joseph Hopper is their top man. Fourteen goals in fourteen games. Uh, Grant Cunningham has ten <coughs> in thirteen in thirteen games, and Billy Dolby. Um, the third score goal scorer for uh, Borden Sports A with six in 12. There is still life in the old dog yet, Gibbs. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Bill's, Bill's crafty. He knows the areas to be in. Um, so this one brings Borden Sports together against Borden Sports. Um, this is going to be a tough game for the A's because they'll know all the boys in this Borden Sports Westford team. They'll be familiar. It'll be a battle. It'll be a very hard game for the referee. Um, to to be in control of, um, as bald and sports teams gen <laughs> generally are. We're going to be in charge of that one. Um, Mark Dolby has backed the A's to win 5-2. Uh, maybe you know something we don't know, but what do you think, Gibbs? Um, I'm going to say... I reckon it's going to be a tight game. So I, re I reckon that Borden will be up, uh, Westwood will be up for it as well, and the results have been pretty good as well. Um, I'm going to say 3-1 to Borden A. 3-1 Borden A. Uh, I think it's going to be a bit tight, tighter than 5-2 as well. I'm going to go... What did you say, sorry? 3-1. I'll go 3... I'll go 4-2 to Borden Sports A. Um, I don't think you can look beyond how well uh, Borden Sports A have done in the top division this season. I think that does make a big difference. Um, so, yeah, that'll be a real good game now. Get down and see that one. There'll be plenty of banter. And challenges in that one. Uh, good luck to both teams. Uh, the next game in Division 1, uh, sorry, it's a cup game. Uh, Red Velvet play Bayswater 
in the Plumstead Challenge Cup, my favourite cup um, in uh, Sunday League football. Uh, Red Velvet are second in Division 1, having 21 points from nine games. No losses for Red Velvet so far this season. Uh, th- six wins and three draws, plus 23 goal difference so far after nine games is impressive for the boys. Their last three games was uh, a win against Elton Rovers last weekend, a 2-0 win against AFC Shine and a 9-0 win against AFC Shine. You have to go back to the 30th of June, uh, 30th of June, 30th of January in the Dewar Shield um, for their last loss. That was against um, Falconwood Reserves. Uh, so in, the, in terms of league, their last defeat um, was some time ago. Uh, Let's have a look. Oh, they haven't lost in the league. That's why I can't find one. Um, in the in the prem, <laughs> Bayswater in the prem. Uh, their record so far this season: eleven points from six games, um, seven points dropped for Bayswater. Uh, that's from one loss and two draws. Uh, three out fifty percent uh, win rate for Bayswater in the in the uh, prem division this season. Plus seven goal difference after seven games. Probably not quite as, as they would have wanted at this stage of the year, but it is what it is. Um, the last three games for Bayswater are a loss against Under the Radar, a win against Granite, a 2-1 win against Granite, not that comfortable by the looks of it, and a loss against um, Under the Radar, 3-1 in the league. Uh, before that, um, it's a bit of a mixed bag. They lost to Trabzon Sport in the London Challenge Cup. They beat uh, Inter Belvedere 2-1 and drew with Borden Sports A. So they've not had it all their own way um, in the new year in 2022. But they'll be looking to put that right this week against um, Red Velvet, who they know will be a good side. And their top scorer is Taylor Robinson. Uh, we've looked at Bayswater before. 25 goals in 17 appearances for Taylor. Patrick Wall, 20 goals in 15 uh, games. Uh, and Eddie Borges has seven goals in nine games, as uh, Owen Pansili has seven in seven. Uh, Gibbs, with all those goals for, with all those goals scored by players, you'd expect their goal difference to be um, a little bit healthier in the league. Perhaps they're scoring lots of goals in the cup. I know they had a big 13-0 win or whatever it was against Borden Sports West for earlier. Uh, but do you yeah. think it must be it must be conceding goals that's stopping uh, Bayswater progressing and being more comfortable in games because they've clearly got goals going forward. Yeah, I think it's in the big games that um, goals are letting them down. I mean, if you look at the UTR game, they lost 2-1 and 3-1, but they've clearly had chances. So I think it's the finishing in the big game. Um, obviously, in the UTR games, they've only scored one goal either game, but they've had chances, like the ref said, um, and then they lost 3-2 to Transenspor. So I, I just think it's not being able to kill big games off. Maybe, and that's a shame for them because we know the talent they've got is clear and evident to see uh, in terms of the outputs in in stats. Uh, Mark Dolby fancies Bayswater, however, to get the win 4-3, a tight win um, predicted um, mm. for uh, Bayswater. I can't disagree. I think you have to look at... Um, I'm going to go a little bit with with form. Bayswater will be hurt as well. They'll be hurting about some of the results they've had in the big games. I think, as you say, they won't want to slip up again in this one in the Plumpsy Cup, which is a real good cup. I think Bayswater are going to win this um, 3-1. What do you think, Gibbs? Um, judging on the form that uh, Red Velvet are on, I th- do you know, I'm going to say Red Velvet go against the green and say Red Velvet 
Three two for Red Velvet. He's got points to catch up. He doesn't. He's he's going to be uh, he's going to be a rule breaker on the predictions. Fair play to Gibbs. Right. The last one is Woolwich Royals against Bulltucks, bringing together a team top of Division Three uh, in Woolwich Royals. They have twenty points in nine games. They're having a good season um, so far. In all in all, um, their last three games are two wins and a draw. Uh, they beat Blackfen. Uh, they beat Abbey Mead and they drew with Duchess of Kent. Um, they had a bad injury, I believe, at the middle of January, uh, but they seem to have regrouped uh, with some good wins after that. Their top player, their top goal scorer, should I say, um, is Javor uh, Herstoff, uh, a name that everyone should know if you've watched if you've watched any of the uh, stats closely in Westface, scored lots of goals for them over the years, 17 goals. In 19 appearances so far this season, this season Stephen Armstrong 16 in 20, Harry Barnes nine uh, 10 goals in 19, and Ben Pierce seven in 19. They do share the goals around. Uh, 14 different scorers. Gibbs um, five of five players have um, five or more goals for uh, Woolwich Royals so far this year. Their opponents, Bulltarks, um, they're sitting second from bottom. In the uh, Prem Division, seventh, only played five games, the second least amount of games played in the division. Uh, five points from five games, not good enough for them. They'll say the same. Um, they'll say the same as well. Their last three games have been a draw with Meridian, um, a win against Forza, and a loss against Meridian. Uh, so not good for them. Uh, one win, a loss, and a draw. Uh, their last three. Their, their player totals for the season, um, their best their top goal scorer is Toby, Toby Youssef, who has eight goals in 10. Uh, Richard Edwards has six in 11. Uh, Mirisiku Batula has three in 11. Um, they do, they've had 11 different stri- uh, scorers, but no real big numbers to talk about other than Toby with the eight in 10. The rest, um, you'd expect more from Bulltuck. We saw them burst onto the scene, Gibbs. Um, quite re- quite recently, a couple of seasons ago, and we really thought they were looking the real deal, but they haven't really delivered this season. Is that a fair comment? Oh, 100% it's a fair comment. When they took UTR to, to penalties last season, I think everyone um, expected big things from them um, with the results they had in the squad. But this season, as you rightly say, they haven't delivered and lived up to expectation. Um, maybe it's just a finding the feet season. Maybe there's a lot to come from them next season. But um, I think they might come unstuck in this game, if I'm honest. What do you think the score's going to be? Woolwich Royals, we've called them the Sharks at times. They had a big win against Blackfen and Erif, which looks like Blackfen and Erif perhaps at the moment in the in the middle of a bit of a bad spell. But Woolwich Royals obviously capitalising and beating higher-placed opposition. Um, can you see them nicking a win? Or is it going to Penn's? Oh, I, can, or, I, what, I, can them, I can see them I can see them doing a job, to be fair. I think Woolwich Royals 3-1. Woolwich Royals 3-1 for Gibbs back in the, the Sharks of Westford, uh, Woolwich Royals. Um, Mark Dolby going with the Tarks 4-2. He thinks they're going to tuck the ting this weekend against um, <laughs> against Woolwich Royals. 4-2 uh, for Mark. I'm going to back the Tarks as well, but I think it's going to be super tight. Uh, I'm going to go 3-2 uh, to Bull Tarks. Woolwich Royals do score goals. That's what they've always got in their strikers. Uh, Steve and... Um, and Hurstoff, uh, the surname, um, they've definitely got goals. So I think they can get they can get the better of Bulltarks in that front. But I just think um, Bulltarks um, 
do have a good a good side. I saw Bortok Bulltox against Junior Red Sports earlier in the season, uh, and they struggled at times. So that will give um, Woolwich Wells hope. Um, Junior Reds definitely had a good spell against Bulltox at the top, uh, and in that game they were a bit wasteful. Um, so uh, Woolwich Wells may want another game just like that this week. Gibbs, thank you for your predictions. Let's just have a little look through some of the fixtures, some of the bigger games uh, next week in Westler. Um, yes. There's some more, some more big games coming. Um, a big game in the senior, New Cross play Northern Eagles. That'll be an interesting game. Um, a big one in, the, in Division 1. A double banker against Elton Rovers and Crayford Athletic could really start to shape that Division 1 uh, title. That's looking, a double banker? Yeah, there's two, there's two of them, both at... Yeah, Division One double banker. Um, bit very early for those, but fair play getting them in. Uh, Inter Belvedere play Kingsford. That's a great game. Uh, New Life against uh, Highfield Rovers must win for Highfield. It won't have end yeah, their really season. Need, well. Really need to win there. Need a big win. Peckham Wright A against Alpington Athletic. Um, Alpington at the bottom of Div Six. Peckham Wright looking to uh, reignite their their promotion push. <laughs> This season, do you, do, you any, do you hold any hope for Steve and the boys on Sunday, Gibbs? Yeah, I think they'll get the win. They'll do the job. Steve knows what he's doing now. He's got a settled squad. Um, I think they'll get a comfortable win Sunday. Uh, that'll be a real good game. Good luck to both. Good luck to both teams. Uh, some more games looking. Greenwich Challenge Vets take on JJ United. Um, a fair game. That one. Royal Oak against Leicester FXI2 in Division 8 is an interesting game. Uh, Spring United Blues back to action, hopefully this week against Greenwich Battle Cruisers. Uh, some more games that we didn't cover on the podcast. Uh, Forza against um, uh, Kingfisher in the Len Wareham Memorial. Uh, Meridian Sports against Rising Talents. Uh, Rising Talents just knocked out Spring Hill United. Um, next up is uh, Meridian Sports. So uh, that'll be good for Rising Talents if they can get uh, into the deep rounds of that cup in the Kent Sunday Junior Trophy. Last and but not least, uh, uh, Footscray Lions vets travel to Canterbury Red Star um, to continue their fantastic season. Gibbs, that's going to be a real good game. We wish the vets all the very best uh, in the county cups. They're flying the flag for. Um, they're flying the flag for. Um, West Westfa, yeah. <laughs> Got there in the end, yeah, there, no, yeah. definitely. Um, all the all the best to them, and uh, you went back against them at this stage. Uh, AFC Shine against Crockenhill, also another good game. Plenty of good games this week. It's a good fixture week. Um, in Westford Gibbs, where are you boys playing this week? Oh, you're away to Elton Palace in the Fred Jolly. It's the underdog derby. We are away. Good luck on that one. Hopefully, uh, Mottenham, Park, Mottenham Sports is um, all right on Sunday, mate. I wish you all the very best in your game. Let's hope the underdog story continues and you get into the next round of the Fred Jolly Memorial Trophy. Cheers, mate. Thank you. All the best. See you later. All the best. Take care, mate. Bye. So, now back with Roger. Um, a shell-shocked Roger having pulled a Prem team in the Cup semi-final, but no easy games now. No, no easy games. I, mean, I think either, either one of them games is going to be hard. Uh, you know, even though South Sea are in Division 2, they're, they're no mugs. They've got some very good players. You know, they did they, they got this shark tag for a reason. So, yeah. yeah. As yeah. we like to say, we this is the underdog story for, for Sahar 11 now in the Cup. 
definitely. Um, it's the under. You are the underdogs. Um, we are right. So the games, the predictions uh, for this week, four games as usual, selected by um, Rog. Yep. Uh, let's go with it. Um, for some reason, I can't see the tables, which isn't good. So the games are played on Sunday, the 13th of March. So the games, this the first one up this week, um, tough games selected this week. It seems a lot of um, tops against bottoms and all that this week. So tough selections for the fixtures this week, Rog. Yeah, it seems Russell saved all the good games for last week and... Wasn't wasn't you know I mean there's not there's not there's not a load of games to speak but um yeah it was, it was t- tough to pick some some games I think some games on paper may not look like they're games week but there's added significant added significance to these games so right so in the quarter municipal prem the first game up Bosjam against Spartans two teams whose recent form um very much different but in not not the way you'd think it it was Bosjam sitting fourth in the division. Uh, 19 get 19 points from 10 games for Bosjam. They play Spartans who are sitting third, eight games played, uh, two less than uh, the teams around them. They have 19 points, a plus 10 goal difference for Spartans after the eight games. Bosjam minus one, probably going to be in our minds when we're doing these predictions. Bosjam season um, to date, their last three games um, have been wins. In fact, their last four games have been wins. Uh, they had one. Um, awarded to him this weekend, however, against Chelsea Athletic. So, um, but still, that's what the form guide says. O Smith for them is their top man. Five goals in four games. Not bad for Bosjam Spartans um, season so far, Rog. Uh, one win in their last um, three. One win in the last three. Uh, that came as a, an awarded game against Chelsea. But you have to go back. Yeah. You have to go back to... Um, the 23rd of January to the last time they won a game actually on the pitch, they got one yeah. awarded against Chelsea. And um, they've had two games, sorry, awarded against uh, awarded for them against Chelsea. Uh, so all the way back to the 23rd of January for the last Spartans win. Uh, Jay Cheek for them uh, with nine in nine, their top marksman. Can we see beyond Spartans? Is form really, is, is it a big pointer in this one, Rog? Um... I, th- I think it, I think it will be. Um, I, th- I think I think you know Spartans just for whatever reason they've just they've just fallen off. Um, Let's they, not forget looking at the table. Sorry to interrupt you, mate. Um, yeah. Bosjam on the same points as Adscombe Casual. So if they win their two remaining games, they yeah. go to twenty-five points. Yeah. They they could then hope that with draws against between Adscombe Casuals, Spartans, and something, and a win on this one. Yeah, they they're still in the title race. They are, yeah. I see, that's, it's, if, over the last few weeks, Spartans, the Spartans' bad form, Casuals is Casuals in fine fine form. Bosjam have, have you know gone picking up wins. Um, the title race has really come alive in the Premier Division. Um, something which 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 we wouldn't imagine saying back in you know sort of December time. So yeah, um, you know, you'd think that Spartans. Spartans will need to get a win. Well, they they have to get a win. They need a win, yeah. At some point, they they need they need to get a win. Um, I think Boschan. I, 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 I think Boschan will make it tricky for them because, like I said, Boschan we know have got they have got pedigree in the Premier in in the Croydon League. Yeah. Um, their form has been good. 
Um, yeah, I don't think Spartans going to have it all their own way on Sunday. What do you reckon? Um, oh. Russell going for a Desmond on this one. See, I think Spartans may just nick this. I think I'm going to say, I'm going to say 2-1 to Spartans. I was going to say 2-1, but I'll go a bit wider on that one. I'm just looking at um, Boz Jam's um, goal difference, minus one. They've let in more goals than they've scored in 10 games. They averaged two. They averaged two goals a game scored and conceded roughly if you round it yeah. up. Um, I'll go 3-1 to Spartans. I think there'll be a reaction to this one. I think this will be, for them, this is this is must win. I think it will be a fiery uh, performance from uh, Spartans in every way. They'll be fully up for this one. They'll need to get momentum uh, going mm-hmm. for these games against casuals. They won't want to start from um, step one again. They need to get their momentum going. Um, they know these games against casuals will will be the the season definer for them. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go with the Spartans boys to win three one. Good luck to both teams. Uh, this is very much uh, it's very much a title uh, race game. This one. Well done uh, to all the teams. Uh, Santola playing um, Addington United is another title um, challenging game. Uh, yeah. Add- Addington second in the division. They know it's not in their hands. Surrey Park Rangers just need two more points to get this over the line. Um, Addington with 37 points in six, uh, from 16 games, a plus 18 goal difference. Um, and Santola third in the division, 33 from 17. So quite a way back in the end. Um, yeah. they, they have fallen off a little bit. Uh, in terms of the recent form, Addington United um, have... Uh, one loss out of their last three. So two wins in their last three, uh, but it's been pretty sketchy, uh, not really putting too many wins together in 2022. Um, before no. that, it was good. But since Christmas, it's been a little bit up and down for yep. um, for the Addington boys. Agpa Ganetta, we've talked about a lot um, this, yep. this season. Uh, on look, Once we started looking at his stats, 18 goals in eight games. What a player. Uh, mm, yeah, un- unbelievable player. Good, yeah, he's a he's a good lad. He, he, he's it's not he's not the, the the most technically gifted footballer, but he knows how to score goals. Um, Seems yeah. that way. Uh, Santola's season so far, uh, their form <laughs> one win in their last three, but one of those was a draw. Um, again, they've not they've managed a couple of back to back wins uh, post Christmas, um, but really it, it's been a sketchy finish to the season. You can see why their title hopes dropped off. Little yeah. bit, um, Jay da Silva Frere, their top man. I believe I remember that name. He has 19 in 13. So, we're we're talking two strikers banging form on this one. Uh, Rog, I'll tell yeah. you, Russell's Russell's score first and foremost. <coughs> he's back in Addo to win 5 3 in this one. Um, it's must win any points dropped there for Addington essentially hands, um, Surrey Park Rangers the title. Um, yeah. What do you think? Uh, I can't. I can't bet against Allen United. I, I think I you think just won't do that, it, will you? No, I can't. The, and the fact that they, the fact that they need to get him, I think, I think that's going to spur him on. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to say, uh, uh, I'm going to say four two to Addington United. Four two to Addington uh, for Rog. I'm going to go three one to Addington. I think it's going to be a win by a couple of goals. Uh, and the train, the title race continues. I don't know who Surrey Park Rangers are playing. We'll have a quick look at the fixtures in a minute. Uh, I think make... their final game might be against South London Royals Reserves. 
So is that this week? No, that's not this. Uh, <coughs> no, I don't think it is this week, is it? Okay, we'll get into. We'll have a quick breeze through the, the fixtures yeah. after these predictions. Uh, at Surrey Park Rangers, there we go. There's the answer. They play FC Twenty Five, um, top of the table. Sorry, Park Rangers play uh, one, two, three, four, five, sixth place FC Twenty Five. The form guide's telling us that this could be the week. Sorry, Park Rangers get it over the line after a loss, a heavy loss against um, Dynamo Duppers from a yeah. higher division. Um, they will want to do it this weekend. Uh, no complacency for the boys. Surrey Park Rangers, top of the division, 41 points in 17 games, a plus 55 uh, goal difference. Uh, that's nearly four goals. That's nearly four goals a game. Uh, mm. Virtually four goals a game. Uh, FC 25 uh, have 24 points from 15. Not a bad return for the boys. Only lost five of five games this season, but find themselves sixth in the division. What a crazy uh, year this has been. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Park Rangers, as we know, their top their top boy is Bennett, uh, 27 in 16. Uh, pleasing to hear he was an original player who's just improved massively from their interview uh, yeah. recently. Um, but their form in the last three, they've only won one of their last three. That was the win against Addington United at the end of Feb, on the 20th of February. Uh, before mm-hmm. that, their form has been ridiculous. You need to go all the way back to um, October, mid-October for the loss in the Sun in the Surrey Cup, um, but in the Quarter Municipal um, League, they've been imperious. Uh, as I say, Bennett, the top man for FC 25, uh, their form of late has been decent. Uh, they haven't lost since the, their first weekend in February in their uh, game against goal coaching. That was a loss on penalties. Since then, it's been three wins and a draw um, in their last four games. Their top man is Baus, M. Baus. Um, he has 19 in 20 games. Two strikers, banging form. This is going to be goals. Rog, what do you think? Yep. Uh, and I, I, th- I think I think FC 10, 25 are going to want to finish the season on a high. Um, I think they're going to... You don't want I the title they're... being won in your game, do you? Whether no, you're involved in the title or not, you do not want to no. see those celebrations at, at, during your game. Definitely not, and and I, and, and I especially I think I think FC Twenty Five would have fancied their chances at the start of the season. I think they thought that I think that they would have thought they would have been in amongst it. Yeah, come season. So, yeah, I think there's going to be added spice in that. Um, like, like you said, I, I, no one wants to see no one wants to see someone win the title when you're playing them. You don't want all celebrations going on when you're, if you've just lost the game. So, yeah, yeah, I think. I don't know. My my my, my heart is saying that it's going to be a draw. <laughs> Just for Addington, you know, my head's saying <laughs> may run away with it. Um, I mean, if this is a draw, that that is what that is what the Addington United boys want. This is the last game of the season for Surrey Park Rangers. Anything yeah. but a win, essentially, looks like it hands the title to Addington United. Yeah, yes, it's scary. It's, it's you know, there's, there's added pressure on Surrey Park Rangers. Um, is that something that's going to play on them in, in the back of their mind if, if, if it goes late into the game and it's, you know, it's, it's over there over one nil up or it's, you know, drawing. So, mm, Russell, gonna... Russell going with a 4 1. I'm going to give you some an extra couple of seconds of thinking time here. Russell back in the SPR boys 4 1. He thinks they're getting the job done this week. You know what? I'm going to go with my heart. I'm going to say FC 25 
may upset the apple cart. I'm going to say a Desmond on this one. Desmond. I'm going 2 2. <laughs> a Desmond going, for Roger. I, I think I'm, there's more, more more hope than anything else, to be fair. Maybe. And <laughs> and we're we're far enough behind Russell now on the predictions that we can we can have a laugh with the predictions, mm-hmm. can't we? I, yeah. I actually think that Surrey Park will get the job done. I think it's gonna be tight though. Two one for me, uh to Surrey Park. I do think they'll get it done. I I'd love um Addington to get it because of the story of them being the the whipping boys last year to title um champions the week, the, the season after, should I say. Um, sorry, Park Rangers have been imperious. They deserve it. 82 goals scored in 17 games, plus 56 um, overall this season on goal difference. Um, they've been the best team in this division. Um, it has to be said. Yeah, and you know whatever happens, that they'll find themselves in in Division One next year, and 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 it's 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 deserved. You know that they have been they have been imperious. They've been fantastic this year. Um, so yeah, whatever happens, they can have a look back on this season, you know, with, with real pride. Well, just give them a double jump. They'll hopefully be in Division Two next season, not Division One. Did I say Division One? Sorry, sorry, <laughs> just scared the shit out of them listening. <laughs> oh, uh, the last game, game, last but not least, the game that was played this week. Uh, uh, uh sorry, uh, South Sea were the home team this week, they're the uh, away team, they play Albo. Again, a fantastic game, a, yeah. ridic- a ridiculously uh, exciting game in terms of forward play. This is the intermediate cup, however. This is not league fixtures, so no. both both teams can go uh, hammer and tongs at this yeah. one on the weekend uh, in Division 2, this one. Uh, two teams from Division 2, should I say. Uh, yeah. Albo United second in the Division, one point behind leaders Dynamo Duffers. Uh, 38 points from 15 games from for Albo uh, in the league, plus 37 goal difference. They've scored 58, let in 21. So just over two go, uh, just over a goal uh, a game conceded for the Albo boys. So that nonsense that about them, can, they they're good to concede a goal doesn't seem quite true now. Uh, South Sea Wanderers after that defeat sit eight points behind uh, Albo United. They've only got the one game. Uh, in hand as well. So it looks like um, failing a major um, crash from the elbow boys um, that they're, that they're going to win the league. Dino Duppers completed their league season this weekend. They've got no more games to play. So they'll be looking over their shoulder. anxiously. Yeah, um, elbow just, must, just, they must win their next league game to win the title as well. Uh, they, yeah, need, just, they need a point. Sorry. They need a point. Uh, oh yes, they do. Yeah. Cause their goal difference is far superior. Oh, and I've just realised that that makes Dynamo Duppers, well, they'll finish in the top two, whatever happens now, um, because of South Sea's yes, defeat. So, yes, that's a great season for Dynamo Duppers. Um, you know, going off Pista for a minute, you know, being promoted last, coming up as last year's champion, uh, no runners up last year, yep. um, to finish in the top two again. Yeah, great, great, great from them. Um, going going off, off topic. But, um, yeah, back to Albo versus South Sea. This mm. is a massive game. Uh, the form guide, the form guide for both teams. This is the cup, so this they're both teams will want to be involved in the cup. Um, Albo's last six games have ended in a win. Only one of those awarded started with the eight-two demolition of KFC. Uh, you'd eight to have been KFC that day. They then went on to beat Fulton Heath Rangers by four. Uh, Addiscombe Corinthians they won eight nil against the, the now folded Addiscombe Corinthians. They then beat Croydon Athletic. 
Croydon, Croydon United, sorry, 10 3 uh, away from home. They had a game awarded to them against Albo, uh, against Union, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last time out against their opponents this week, they travelled to South Sea Wanderers and won 3 2. Uh, their top man this season uh, with 10 goals in nine games is Isabiri. One more goal scored than games played. South Sea Wanderers, uh, we we reviewed this game last week, I believe. So we may be going yeah. over, over old ground, but never mind. Uh, they won, they lost their last one out. But before that, they too had a run of five wins. Uh, actually, they did they their last game before they lost this weekend was the third of October. They've been in fantastic form. That loss coming mm-hmm. against Kaiser, um, that loss coming against Kaizen in the Division Two. Um, sadly, the loss there probably contributing to them looking as though they're out of the target yep. chat. Uh, their top man, Seahart, 15 in 12. Uh, two rip-raw goal-scoring strikers on show in this game this, uh, this weekend in the Intermediate Cup. Um, yeah. Does the fact that it's a cup game relieve a bit of the pressure on South Sea? Can they play, having lost this week against Elbow in the league, can they play and express themselves in the cup? Looking to avenge that loss and making sure that Albo um, only can win the league this season. Uh, yeah, I think I think I think it will. Um, I think there's also going to be, you know, in the back of their mind, conceding so late is is going to be it's going to leave a bit of taste. Yeah. I think I think they're I think a bit of revenge revenge might be on the back it might be in, the, in their mind as well. So um, yeah, another 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 game between the two, which is going to be which will, which will probably be. You know, I can't see either side running away a bit, if I'm honest. Um, but I think it'll, get, it'll be separated by the odd goal or two. Um, I think last week I went with South Sea. Oh, I'm going to go South Sea again. Um, I think, yeah, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with South Sea. I'm going to go three two to South Sea this week. Three two South Sea. Uh, Russell is gone. 2-1 to South Sea Wanderers. He thinks they're going to get revenge. And I think that's the one they're going to want. Now they've now they're seemingly they mathematically not involved in the title. They'll want the cup. Yep. There's a, there'll be a lot in this. They'll want to avenge a loss. Um, that said, I'm going to go for elbow just because you've, you've both gone South Sea <laughs> in terms of the predictions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to back elbow to win uh, 3-1 on this one. I think they'll do essentially what they've just done. Um this week so the fixtures thank you for your uh, predictions Russell as usual leading the way on the predictions um, some fantastic fixtures this week uh, Bozjam Spartans we've spoken about Saha 11 must win against Huxley Guards all the cup form is all lovely in that but you want to maintain yeah. your status as a division one team this season uh, yeah, definitely. No, no better team to do that against at the moment sadly than than Huxley Guards and apologies for saying that guys but I mean that in a in a factual way that you've not yep. won many games in the league this year uh, some exciting Division 3 games as we've spoken about already on top of those um, South Souls and Fulton Heath Rangers is a bit of a scrap for that middle ground yep. um, South London Royals Reserves must win if they want to kick, stay in that promotion places against the stubborn this season uh, in 2022 at least Croydon United getting some good results there uh, yep. The Intermediate Cup game we've just spoken about. And the game that I'm refereeing, I'm back to Quarter Municipal um, action this week. And I've been handed a Surrey FA Intermediate Cup semi-final. I know. Uh, at, at Coney Hall, the home of uh, football in Bromley. Quarter yep. JFC welcome ECS Classic 11. Not a team 
I know anything about um, with linos. With linos, look at that. It's a yeah, County Cup semi final. I think that, yeah, yeah. fantastic. Uh, thank you to um, the league to, for appointing me onto this game. It's going to be a great game. Two teams I've got no history with or ever have refereed before uh, in a in a in a prodigious, a prestigious competition. So I'm honoured to have this one. Thank you very much, everybody. Uh, Rog, I'll speak to you next week. Hopefully, you're happy with the with the cup draws that we all went. That'll all go through to the league, and yep. they, they'll release that shortly before or after the podcast goes out tonight. But Roger. I wish you all the very best against Huxley Guards. Get put back to that wins together. Uh, hopefully next week we're talking about a win. Fingers crossed, Andrew. Thanks very much. All the best, mate. Cheers, mate. Thanks. So, Jamie, now back with you for the games of the week and the predictions. Um, as usual, our four games um, are to be predicted by ourselves and guest predictor John White um, scores in full effect for the uh, predictions um, this season so far. For this particular league, I've got 69 points. Well, hey, um, <laughs> Jay- Jamie's got 53 points, John 28. So he's not even getting close to us at the minute. Fucking absolutely shocking. <laughs> uh, the first game this week, SE Don's taking on Bickley. A game in the past that was full of, um, that was a rivalry and it was a tasty rivalry as well on, on the pitch. Uh, battles between these two in every sense of the word. I think it's become a respectful rivalry now yep. and the teams look forward to playing each other for competitive football. None of the other nonsense that has happened before. SC Dons go into this one, Jamie. 10 games played, 10 wins, uh, a plus 20 goal difference. They're really turning the screw now. FC Bickley having a renaissance again this season. Uh, they're, they're, uh, they've played nine and they have 13 points uh, from those nine games. A good turnaround for uh, Bickley this season. Essie Dons are three for three in their last three games. Actually, their last loss, you'd have to go back to the 23rd of January to that um, Kent Cup loss against Hatcham. Obviously, no other losses, no losses in the league. All of the Dons losses have come in Cup football. Um, their top scorer, Zach Anser, 10 goals in 16. Remember the level the, and the level of player he's playing against. I mean, he's I know he's the he's the he's the best striker in Sunday League football, um, in in some people's opinion. Uh six, 10 goals in 16, Jamie, is nothing to to sniff at. No, uh, it's good return. Fantastic. Um, you, you would expect from him, as you said. You would, you probably perhaps would. Um Bickley's form. Uh, they've won um, two of their last three. Their last loss coming against um, Essie Dons at the end of January um, in the league. So maybe a little a little preemptive glance at that one for the result of this on Sunday. Uh, as usual, Bickley's top man is Mr. Anthony Weir. Uh, Beaver, uh, to those who know or have seen, um, who've seen, Bickley play, they're not shouting at someone at the on the sideline to, 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 to show them something. Uh, nine goals in 13 for Anthony Weir, still going and banging the goals away. Joe Plant, new, new recruit, eight in 13 from central midfield. Fantastic return for Silk 11's Joe Plant. Uh, Jamie, this is a fantastic game. Always one of those ones I look forward to, the likes of Hatcham and Kenningwell uh, playing, playing the Dons. 
Uh, what do you think, mate? Yeah, I'd say it's the old new school, isn't it? And, um, and like you said, it's become less of a, a kind of needle rivalry and more of a respectful um, yeah. competitive one. Um, <clears throat> so Don's obviously going for that unbeaten league season, uh, looking to retain the title. But Bickley, with the you mentioned there about Joe Plant, the, the integration of the, the Longstone boys at the FUD this year, giving them a breath of fresh air. Um, gives them a new a bit of a new dimension, I think. Yep. Um, where before they were they, they probably could only really play one one way against Don's given the, the age difference, etc. But yep. um yeah I, I I'd like to see Bickley get a result. I don't think they will. I think two one Don's seems to be the, the result of the at the minute. And I do, I was going to go two 0 Don's but I can see um Bickley scoring. They, they, put, they do provide quite a threat going forward. Um, but I'm I'm going to stick with two one dons then. Two one dons for Jamie John going with two nil. Uh, me like you, I can see Bickley scoring. Um, I do feel, however, Dons will be up for this one. There, that that rivalry is there, although the the sort of the 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 temperature of it has changed. There is the rivalry remains. Um, I'll go three one to SE Dons. Sorry to uh, Henry and all the boys for that prediction, but. Um, there's nothing to suggest that SE Dons are going to lose a game anytime soon in the league. I'd love to be proved wrong because obviously we've got a bit of a Bickley connection with our um, charity side. But um, yeah, for the points, in terms of points, I'm willing to uh, batter Jamie and John. Um, free one. That's not so bad, Chris, for a Monday afternoon, isn't it? Yeah, free one for me. So good luck to both teams. That'll be excellent. If you can get down to uh, wherever this one's being played, uh, it'll be a good game. The next one is in Division 1, uh, top against second in um, the Prem Division. Saha now sitting top of the division that no one wants to win. Um, they are first. They have 22 points from 10 games. Uh, Hacienda are the opponents. They have 18 from 10. Um, Saha's form, they've won their last three. In fact, you have to go back to the end of uh, uh, January to find their last loss. That was a loss against Elmstead. Since then, Jamie, they do seem to find some form. They started off with a draw against LSC Giants. Uh, they then beat LSC Giants the week after, battered um, Spring Hill Reserve, uh, Spring Hill Reserves, Farnborough Boys Reserves the week after that. Then they beat them again uh, last week. Um, and sadly, yeah, they've lost some points, it seems, against... Are they? a game voided against uh, Sporting Club Thamesmead. That was coming up. Uh, Hacienda's form uh, lost to MSL um, the week before last Sunday. They beat Hacienda. MS, uh, they beat MSL 4-0. So they've beat them and lost to them in, in their last two league games. And they drew to Farnborough Old Boys. Not fantastic form for Hacienda. Yeah. Um, are the wheels falling off? I guess this result uh, on Sunday is going to show us the goal scorers for both teams. Uh, Ali Yassin Ahmed for Saha is their top man. 11 goals in nine appearances. That is pretty decent. I don't think you even need to bother looking at the next one. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't think we do. But just for the case of giving the, the actual totals, 17 <gasps> goals. Imagine that. In 14 games. And I don't need to tell you who. Um, Louis Clark doing the business. Uh, for Hacienda, right? Uh, the predictions, Jamie. Uh, John first. I'll go next, and then you go after me, Jamie. 
John right. is going for a two-all, interestingly. I was thinking that, but I changed it in my mind now, so that's all right. The goals scored and goals against almost identical over the two games. So that could point towards a draw being the right, correct. Um, uh, I just think form form now coming into it. Saha really on a roll. I'm going to back the Saha boys to win 2-1. Yeah, I, I'm thinking along the same lines, to be honest. I, I mean, I was thinking a 2-2 initially, but... Um... Has the end of forms just that a little bit sticky in it, and they are very Sa- reliant on Saha at home as well. Saha at home, very strong top of the table now. We are, we are a little advantage here, obviously. Sports King have got games in hand on them <clears throat> that could take them above them, so they really need to keep the, getting points on the board, keep the noses in front as long yep. as they can. Yep. And so I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to kind of make sure. You and John together. So I was thinking 2-2, but I do think Saha will win. So I'll go for a 3-2 Saha win. 3-2 Saha win. That will be a real good game if you are in the Crystal Palace area. On Sunday, get along to that. You get a seat at, uh, at Crystal Palace as well. <laughs> do you need to pay for it? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, you get with some big fat geezer sits in front of you. That'll be me. <laughs> right, Div 2. Um, the division of Jamie. Our guests tonight, Blase, and our third game of the week, Manorwood taking on New Beckenham. Uh, third against fourth in Division 2. Manorwood um, are third. They have 25 points from 16 games. Just a plus six goal difference uh, for a team sitting third in division, division, potentially pointing towards their problems. 41 goals conceded in 16 games. Uh, New Beckenham. They they've they sit fourth. They've played thirteen games, uh, twenty four points from those thirteen games, uh, plus twelve goal difference. Uh, Manorwood's form is uh, one win, uh, two wins in their last three games. Uh, it's been sketchy, Jamie, hasn't it? Uh, one, really. one, only one when they lost the last two. Yeah, they won one and lost the last two. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, they lost to Westrom, DC. And they beat Broccoli recently. Their top man at Manorwood is James Puttock. He has 11 in nine, uh, kicking his opponents in the buttocks with those amount of goals. Uh, New Beckenham, their form is... Uh, New Beckenham's form, should I say. They lost to New- they lost to Alpington a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they beat the Mariners and they lost to Phoenix Sports 2. They are in a sticky period, uh, form-wise themselves. Not great for them in the last three. Their top goal scorer uh, is Christopher McGinty. Selk's own again, um, 20 goals in 16 games. Uh, if you get to see him play, he's a fantastic player. Quick, uh, seems to have it all, Jamie, for Division 2. He's a very, very strong player. Um, what do you think of this one? Yeah, interesting one. Um, I've said all along, because we obviously played Manorwood very early, back-to-back in the season, that I didn't think they would sustain a top-three position. And to their credit, they're still there positionally at the moment. Um, but with teams below, with games in hand, and very close on points, I don't expect them maybe, I think they'll probably finish kind of comfortably mid-table um, when it's all said and done. But <sighs> New Beckingham, it does, we thought, keep thinking they're just going to run away with it and they don't start. Um, I've had lost to Alpington last time out. Um, I felt we could have got a point off them. 
Um, but you're right, Chris McGinty is a good player, but the number 10 that they had um, when they played us was probably the best player I've seen in the division this season. He was very good. Um, and that, that quality, I think, is what will get them results in games like this. Um, I expected them to be scoring more goals, I would suggest. I know they've, they've um, scored 32, yeah. um, but Manor would like a goal as well, but they, they concede quite a lot. As you said, six plus six goal difference for third in the league isn't massive. Um I'm going to go for a pretty routine New Beckenham win. Uh, got to go for 2 0. 2 0 for Jamie for the New Beckenham lads. John back in New Beckenham 3 1, and I'll go for 3 2. There you go. Job done. Uh, New Beckenham wins across the board. Manorwood's team talk sorted out. The last game um, of our predictions is in the third division. Uh, Crayford Arrows playing Woosh. Um, Crayford Arrow second in the division, 21 points from 11 games. Woosh uh, in fifth place. Only the seven games played, though. One loss for them, five wins and a draw. Uh, 16 points from their uh, seven games. Over the two-point threshold that usually means uh, promotion uh, is close. The form for Crayford Arrows, they lost their last one out um, last weekend against Ellis. They won against the Warren and they won against Italia Wastil's decent uh, turnaround against some tricky teams. Their three wins, uh, two wins in their last um, three games for the for the Arrows. Uh, their target men, uh, Dan Keane, uh, 17 goals in 12 games for uh, Crayford Arrows is a great return. Uh, Woosh's stats then so far for the season, their last three games, uh, two wins and a loss last time out. They played Hayden... Hayden Youth Reserves and lost 2-1. They beat uh, Tudor Sports Rangers and the Warren previously before that. Their top their, uh, players of the season so far, their top goal scorer, don't forget, just the seven league games played by Woosh. Uh, in all competitions, Oliver Nicholas, 6 in 10, Jamie. Zachary, che- ja- Zachary Cheeseman, um, 5 in 11, uh, finding um, some holes in the Swiss cheese defences that he's played against this season. Uh, Jamie, what's the predictions for this one? Um, hopefully better than your fucking cheese jokes. Um, <laughs> Sorry. It's an, it's an interesting one because Griffith Darrow's, um, I've been near the top the whole season. Um, points on the board, Woosh, as we know, got a lot of games to catch up on. Yep. Um, they seem to be able to beat all the teams below them comfortably, but then kind of tripped up uh, against Hayden Youth, didn't they? So um, it'll be interesting to see if, if they can go and win these games and gain points on the teams above them when they're trying to catch. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> I think, yeah, I think it should be a very good little game, actually. Uh, that division, we see Hatch and Baker and Manor starting to flex their muscle and climb up uh, as they slowly complete league games. But I think for teams like Wish and Crayford Arrows, just got to keep battling away and hopefully finish in that top three and get promotion. Um Having said that, I think this will be a Desmond. And a Desmond. Draw, which does neither any favours, really, but I think we'll be very evenly matched. So I'm going to go for 2-2. Two, two. It, it is an even match. Um, looking, uh, Crayford Arrows averaging just under four game goals a game, but conceding about three goals a game. Uh, Woosh have scored just over two a game and conceded one. Um, so it will, there'll be goals in this, wouldn't there? There will be goals in this. Jay, uh, John back in Woosh to win 5-1 with this one Jesus. on Sunday. Uh, I think it's going to be a Woosh win and I'm going to go for a 3-2 Woosh win. 
interest in. I don't know where he's getting. He maybe he's fell out with Crayford Barrows. He must have upset them or something. Probably done something on Twitter to him, hasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he usually does. Right. So just a quick look at some fixtures for this coming Sunday. Uh, some top games coming. Kenningwell against Hatcham is one of the classic senior. Oh, on the floor. Yeah, they don't worry about uh, looking up referee. That's going to be on the floor all game. Uh, Beckenham Rovers against or oh, Sports King All Stars will be an interesting one. Elmstead Groundhoppers two. Kawuya and Royal Southwark in a double banker is going to be fantastic. That's huge. If, if that wasn't a double banker, that might have made games of the week. Yeah, yeah, we don't do that for the double bankers, do we? Oh, Greenwich Mariners taking on Hayden Youth. Uh, it could be a real good game on Sunday, Jamie. Good luck for that one. Thank you. It'll be clo- Usually games are close for them. Um, we've played them many times over the years, um, whether it be Oppington or on Westfa. And yeah, games are always pretty close. So yeah, should be a good one. Some good games. Uh, some other good games. Uh, Phoenix Sports playing Inter Milan. That one looks like it could be a good one. South London Spartans against Petswood Roadrunners. Cat Hatcham, Beckenham Manor take on Royal Oak in the um, Kent Junior Trophy. That could be a massacre if that is Westfa's Royal Oak, that could be um, a ridiculous massacre. Uh, and good luck to Rocker Seniors in the Kent Sunday Prem Cup as they play Ashford Gen- Genklick. Hopefully mm. I pronounced yeah. that. Put your teeth in. Yeah, <laughs> so nice to see Rocker Seniors and Hatcham. Hopefully that one will end up being an all OBD SFL final. Um, and good luck to Hatcham Royals who go away to Park Regis Neo uh, in the Kent Junior Cup. Uh, Jamie, thank you very much. Good luck on uh, Sunday with your game against Hayden. And thank you. I'll speak to you next week, hopefully back in Silk Towers without the puke and all that all over the place. Uh, I won't be, but yeah, hopefully it's it's all clean and everyone's well very soon <laughs> in Silk Towers. Hopefully the, the Silk minions have recovered. Hopefully. And I'll speak to you. Good luck, mate. And I'll speak to you next week then. Cheers, mate. That's it. The end of another show. Thank you to Graham, Gibbs, Roger and Jamie for all of their help uh, this week on their respective leagues. The Southern Sunday, um, Westfa, the Quidditch Municipal and the OBD SFL. Um, hopefully the cup draw uh, went well for the Quidditch teams that were still involved. It's very exciting. We've drawn, we've drawn every round of that cup um, so far this season. So it's very uh, much seen as our cup. Hopefully, uh, we can maybe sponsor that cup next season. I'll be speaking to the powers that be at the Quarter Municipal uh, next season. Uh, thank you to our guest, Blase Ballers. Um, as I said a few times during the show, um, they have experience of Westfa, the Southern Sunday, and the OBD SFL. So, a good team to have on. Um, thank you to all of our guest predictors. Uh, thank you to uh, Hugo and Dan. Thank you to Mark Dolby. Uh, Thank you to Russell and thank you to John uh, for their input in the show. Um, As I mentioned during Graham's uh, section, uh, next week's guests are Junction Elite from the Southern Sunday. Much, much more than a football club. It has to be said, the things they do in their community are massive. The opportunities for football and for um, all sorts of activities um, is huge. We'll hear more from Aaron, hopefully. Uh, next week on the show on episode 28. Uh, last but not least, thank you to all of our sponsors. Uh, the Down to Play app, 
Magpie Recruitment, Awards FC, Borden Sports Youth, Sports King TV, Skipper Sportswear, uh, Grassroots Football, GRF, uh, and NJPGD. Uh, thank you to our charity sponsors, uh, NJPGD, Borden Sports Stop Bullying Campaign, uh, Black, e- Black Eagle Athlete, uh, and Arithmetic Accountants. As I said, we play Black Eagle Athlete FC on the 16th of March at VCD, half seven kickoff, uh, £5 entry. Gate should be open at half six next Wednesday. Come down and see us. Um, both teams, funny enough, wearing skipper kits. So come and have a look if you're thinking of uh, your, where to get your new kits next season. Give uh, Skipper a try. I'll come and watch our game and uh, have a look at the kits. See what you think. Um, it should be good. Uh, it should be a really good night. Um, next week's guests, as I say, Junction and Eat. Very much looking to, forward to speaking to them. Um, I'll see you all next week for episode 28. All the very best. Goodbye. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.